to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Pump and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday, June 5th, 601 Pacific. Time last parade. Thanks for listening. It's going to be a good show. It's a great show. It's going to be a fucking awesome show. Blake Bag, it'll be on. Killed Lakewood. Just destroyed it. It's fantastic to see him ride that well. And now we will see. We had Marv. We have Tomac. Do we have El Chupacabra into the mix? He'll be on tonight, and I can't wait to talk to him. It'll be interesting. Dylan Epstein will be on. Dylan Epstein on the Nut Up Kawasaki came out of nowhere up in Canada this weekend. He's an American kid. Was in line for a pro circuit shot. When he turned pro, didn't happen, and he kind of drifted along a little bit. But uh, Dylan Epstein qualified fastest in MX1, then won the first moto, then came from the back to get fifth and end up on the podium, beating Christoph Purcell in that first moto, Colton Fasciati, Matt Gerke, and all those guys. A real, real cool story. Could be developing up in Canada. We'll have Dylan Epstein on tonight. Also on tonight. The beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, will be on. And I'm stoked. Damon Bradshaw will be here. That's awesome. He'll talk about gas gas. He'll talk about doing some off-road racing. He'll talk about working for Fly Racing as their ambassador. Be fantastic. See? Right there. I was telling you. Right there again. Stop it. BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts. Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, Ride Engineering, Grant Stone Boots, all with us tonight. And you are too, and we thank you. First up, in studio, the Pulp MX Show co host, the great Chris Kiefer. What's up, buddy? My 50th show Your tonight. 50th show. <sighs> How's it feel? Feels like number 25. <laughs> it, it, it's got it's to be Watson and you. Like, one, two. Right. You're not at Watson's level? No, not near that. That's but, uh, many years there. But 50's no joke. 50's not bad. This is show 299. Ooh. Almost 300. 100, we reunited the Great Western Bank team. Yep. It was for, terrific. That was a good show. It was. Antonevs was hammered. It was great. <laughs> show number 200, I brought in yourself, Kiefer. Yep. Who's sort of our new co-host. I mean, you're here more than everybody else. Yes. Paul Lindsay, the original co-host. Yes. Kenny Watson. And Travis Preston. Was Preston here too? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, he was here too. Uh, so that was show 200. So 300. Not next week, but the week after. What are we doing? There's something really big. Big. I know one thing. It's costing me a shit ton of money. <laughs> I'll be on one side. That's it. <laughs> it's costing me a shit ton of money. So that might be our last ever show because I, I will go bankrupt. 
the complete Pulp MX universe will be broke. The grand finale, 300. Uh, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down over there. He'll hack your bank if you piss him off. The Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? I would never do such oh, a thing. Oh, 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 oh. Marks dog. Stop that. Is that from you? Mark's dog came from you? Uh, yeah, it did. Uh, yeah. Arsenio. Um, Why is that a thing? I don't know. I don't uh, either. I don't like it. Mark's, right now, for I... most people, in the App Store, mm-hmm. is a new app. Indeed. That should work Yeah. for 98% of the people. We had one complaint today out of 1,000 downloads or something already. 1,000 a, a thousand, uh, uh, <laughs> upgrades or whatever. Yeah. Um. If it just spins, though, maybe you can tell people to, to d- delete it, and reinstall. It seems uh, but there was a, a, a guy on Vital that said he had an issue where it was just stuck on that splash screen where yeah. it just said Pulpamex. Right. He updated his iOS version, and he said it's been Okay, it's so good. update your iOS version if it doesn't work. But 98% of the people, yeah. we tried to break this thing for two weeks. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I found a couple like small little things, but, I mean, honestly, yeah. most of the major... Yep. You can all listen. the major stuff that people were complaining about, not being able to switch shows, yeah. not being able to open right. up, all that stuff is taken care of. It takes a bit of time to load, but there's a red circle to indicate when the show is loading on the bottom. And we're really pumped. Thank you, Travis, for your hard work on this. Uh, it uh, it should you. be great. And you can listen live on the Moto 60 show on Thursday. Listen live tonight. And uh, you can get the show on TuneIn. You can get it on iTunes. Uh, don't forget to uh, help us out on Patreon if you feel so inclined to. Uh, met Hal again this weekend, a great Patreon guy, big Dean Wilson fan, and uh, met him there, so you can do that as well. Also, um, Amazon banner on PulpMX.com. Go there, click on it. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, it helps us out a little bit. All right, you know what we're doing for 300 Ooh, let's do it. Let's drop it. Who cares? I put a hint already on Twitter. Oh, you did? Yeah, last okay. week or whatever. So two weeks' time, everybody. Chad Reed, mm. David Villeman, Tim Ferry, all in the studio, and myself, of course. We all worked together at Factory Yamaha for three years. All three guys will be in studio. T- Chad and Timmy flying in from Florida, DV driving up, and uh, we're going to have a great show. Show 300. The phone lines are going to be... It's going to be nuts. Yeah. It's going to be lit I don't even up. know, like, uh, hey, Mark, should we do like a regular show with segments? Should we just bench race and laugh and make fun of mm. DV for three hours? Like, how, what are we going to do? I don't know. I like that idea. Yeah. And yeah, then at some, point, at some point, DV just tells us all to fuck off. <laughs> I think you should dedicate an hour, at least one segment, just to bullshitting. Yeah. No, no calls, no segments. Yeah, just, just like talking. Right. Yeah. We'll get to the bottom of the water, the watering the track story. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of, uh, of DV throwing his helmet to, at, at Chad. Oh, yeah. Putting his helmet on the fence and loading his bike up. Should we take the helmets out of here before we do that? (laughs) We'll get to the bottom of Chad and Timmy's big fight at Bud's Creek in 03. Oh, yeah. We will get to the bottom of everything. It's going to be great. I love it. So, Villeman, Reed, Ferry. Two weeks. Two weeks, people, in studio. Be fantastic. Can't wait. God, I almost just want to kind of be around for that. Good for you guys. Great radio. We do a lot for you guys, and we're spending a lot of money on this show, so you better (laughs) fucking appreciate everybody. Hey, Steve... He disclosed me. Yeah, he is paying a lot of money, folks. Trust me. <laughs> Chad's basically treating this like an off-season Supercross in Europe. <laughs> basically, his terms were like, yeah, I'll come out there, but you basically have to treat me like I'm going to race Bercy. Yeah, I'll be there. Right. I already booked my ticket for you, so yeah, here's the cost. Yeah, but uh, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm stoked, and uh, it'll be fun. Uh, Pookie was wondering if uh, uh, Ferry would get one word in all show, and I don't think he will. Ferry doesn't talk he doesn't, much. He's yeah. not a big talker. Yeah, exactly. TV talker. Yeah. Chad, talker. talker. So uh, I'm pumped. Those guys are coming in. Uh, it's awesome. And I thank them, all three of them, for doing it. It's great. Um, so, hey, Chris Kiefer, uh, 
We're talking about Lakewood, but you're done at Dirt Rider. I'm done. We talked about it last week. Yep. You're done at Dirt Rider. Today was the last day. And, uh, yeah, I got some thoughts on that. Yeah, we're gonna go through some. some we're gonna go through some thoughts but, uh, later. But for now, uh, we saw you went up to Hangtown and raced Loretta Lynn's qualifier. Congratulations! Plus twenty five, plus forty. You are in. I'm in. I'm locked in. What? To spend more money. The, the word is. <laughs> oh, fuck! It's so much money. Jesus. Hey, the word is Paul Parabinos, though. Yep. He went one one. He did. Our our sometime co-host here. I had I had. There's nothing I could say. He straight up did it. He beat, you. he beat me. I was no excuse. Yep. Yep. He beat me. I won 40 pro pretty easy. Yeah. Over Budman. Budman was there. Yeah. Um, I don't think Budman's quite in shape yet to race, yeah, but uh, we'll he still, he yep. still rides good. And uh, yeah, Paul, I just gotta, gotta get in there early. I gotta uh, work on my sprint speed early. I'm, I'm built for twenties and thirties, not five laps. I can so. already tell you what th- that side is talking about. Oh, Paul's side? Yeah. Okay, well, tell me. Fill me in. Well, I don't want... Maybe Paul listens. Oh, he'll listen. Okay. I shouldn't say it, but let me tell, let me tell you anyways. <laughs> you're a high-des guy. Yeah, ruts. You're, you're, yeah, you're SoCal, yeah. high-des, hard-pack guy. Okay. And Loretta's yeah. is right up Paul's alley with East Coast, soft dirt, and ruts. Yeah. The thing is, people... Oh. Uh, I can ride... Actually, Sacramento was pretty good. It was rough yep. and ruddy. Um, Friday was more ruddier than, uh, was ruddier than Sunday, but, uh, I can, I can ride ruts just fine too. So it's okay, Paul. Uh, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Uh, we're going to give away a set of fly racing gear tonight. Also key for the one part that maybe you don't leave home without. That's right. On your bikes from, from our folks, uh, our buddies at works connection, the, uh, elite perch clutch perch. Yep. You love it. I love it. You, if you guys like. Here it is. Honda has like a clutch, like a tough clutch pull. You put that WC one on there, and it, it instantly comes buttery. It's great. I got one on my project bike too. I loved it. It was it's so trick too, like putting it together with the yeah. wheel and the adjuster and the little rubber thing that fits perfectly. And you can color the- match whatever you want. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So we're gonna give away one of those. Thanks to Works Connection guys for doing it. And uh, Kiefer, I noticed on your Yamaha this weekend, like, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing on bikes? Well, you for- love Yamaha, and then you loved Honda, <laughs> and then you were Orange Brigade. There's only three bikes I would and race. Now you are back in Blue Crew. I'm back. Well, since my departing at Dirt Rider, my my bike fleet has diminished a little bit. So I am it's not shocking. I am racing uh, a Honda for sure, but my other bike is up in the air. So it's going to be a Yamaha or a Brigade, depending on my meeting with KTM <laughs> to see how that goes. <laughs> Honestly, the amount that you get exposure and the amount that you um, uh, get uh, uh, the word out there about what you're doing, and all your listener fans that love you. If you're KTM, it's like, bro. Yeah, it's you got to give it up. I mean, but I love Travis and the, and Butler and all those guys too. So, yeah. but yeah. if I was going to choose right now, I would go with an Orange Brigade. Um, okay, so um, so the folks at Cycle Trader, yeah, give Christina. you some graphics, Christina. Yeah, they hooked that. me up with uh, some right. Roost graphics for the Yamaha when I was doing a project. Right. Look and, behind you. Look behind you right now. She's moving the studio stuff. It's so weird. I just see hands. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here, and I, I just was, see, I It's just, like one of those little guys that stick your heads up. Like dude, a, yeah, I'm looking. I'm, it's just moving without seeing. Like, I'm like, is there a ghost? A doo. Okay, all right. So, so anyway, yeah, uh, I got some Roost graphics, yeah, Rock awesome. River. Yeah. Slapped them on for the race, and uh, we won a 40-class championship with it. Yeah. So, I'm in. And there's no rule already, so you can ride whatever. 
I can, matter. as long as I start with the same yeah, bike, yeah, it's all the yeah. same. Yeah. Uh, so Chris Kiefer tonight on the show brought to you by RoostMX.net. Uh, use the code Pulp Nation to save. There's a whole pulp section on the website. Uh, uh, please go there if you don't like Pulp MX. They got a lot of other cool stuff on there. They'll custom make pitch shirts for you, graphics, wraps, custom sticker kits. Yeah, Lorenzo Lucuccio and and Luke and uh, Luke uh, Renslin. No, the TV. There's the. And uh, Luke Renslin rides. Luke Renslin does not ride for them. He used to. Oh, I thought you said Luke Renslin. That's what no, I like. did I say Luke Renslin? I thought you were. That's what oh, I was yeah, like. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Lorenzo Lacruccio uh, rides for the team as well as Bradley Taft, who's really fast right yeah. now. So he's doing good. And Heath Harrison as well. So Cycle Trader folks, we uh, we appreciate them uh, uh, stepping up and Pulp Nation to save 20% at RoostMX.net. They made uh, some really sweet uh, graphics for my project bike as well, and uh, and we thank them. We thank them for coming on the show, and also to uh, uh, like I said, Blake Baggett, Dylan Epstein, and Damon Bradshaw. Now DB, gosh, you work with Bradshaw at Dirt Rider a little bit. Yeah, he designed one issue. Yep. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, he he was one of the very on hands guest editors we had. So. He was good, huh? He was good. Um, also, too, folks, uh, I put it on Instagram today. The folks at Grantstone, another deal, Kiefer, that you are. Yeah. You're now a Grantstone athlete? I just got them today. I was almost going to wear them up, but it was a little bit warm, so I didn't want to get too dressed up for Pookie and just set it off, you know? So, yeah, no, you don't want to. Um, <laughs> you're a Grantstone boot shoe athlete. Athlete, so, yes. Um, Pulp MX code saves you 10% at grantstoneboot.com. Whether you're doing the 9 to 5 or you're at the track on the weekends, these boots and shoes are up for the job. Check out Grantstone on Instagram and the website to see the full collection of handmade boots and shoes. A couple warnings. Um, these things aren't cheap. No. But they're very good quality. Yes. They are actually amazing quality. So, people, if you want a really good pair of shoes. And uh, they're helping us out with a little bit of cash to award to a privateer each week. That's cool. And uh, it's awesome. So I put the PayPal out today to Nathan Laporte, who is a privateer kid from um, Wisconsin. Yeah. Never you heard of him. him. Never, Never heard, heard of him. him? No. Oh, he's been on the Nationals for a number of years. And the reason Grandstone and I, uh, Pulp Mech Show, gave him a little bit of cash was because I was standing there talking to, I think, Bruce Sternstrom from Cowie, uh, right by the Amex Sports Truck at Lakewood. He rides up with his chick. I don't know if it's wife or girlfriend or whatever. don't know. And he's sitting there outside the tent. Yeah. She runs in to see where he qualified. Yeah. And okay. So the guy traveled from somewhere in the Midwest yeah. to all the way to Lakewood. 250 bucks to enter. Whatever it is for gas. Right. Hotel. Dude. Food. Right. Whatever it is. It's retarded. Yeah, it is. And he, his chick runs. He qualifies 35th. So he miss, gets in by one. Gets in by one and then LCQ, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And she screams and he hugs her and he's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. And it was so cool. Kind of kind of set the tone for I'm you? I'm like, yeah, you're going to get the money, bro. That's cool. Yeah. And he, look, he didn't get any points. He went 36, 25 or something. But, uh, you know, he lost a lot of money. And But that's what privateers do, man. And that's outdoor nationals, man. Those guys grind the shit out of themselves that is not to get easy. in the show. That is not easy. I mean, I just went to Loretta's and I spent... Eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, or Nathan Loretta's. I no. went to the qualifier. <laughs> you went to the qualifier. Jesus Christ! Exactly. So uh, Nathan Laporte, thanks. And Grandstone, if you want to support a company like Grandstone that supports privateers, uh, go to GrandstoneBoot.com. Use the code PulpMX to save. Uh, check them on Instagram, Facebook, or Grandstone.com. Uh, and Kiefer wears them, and he'll probably put at some point put out uh, some social media with them on as well. 702-586-7857. We have the BTOSports.com tweet at Travis segment. We have the expert on goggle tear-offs. Did you get those, by the way? I don't know. I haven't looked yet. Okay. We have the Race Tech emails. The folks at Race Tech have been hooking us up. We have the NFAB JGR check-in with Johnny Oler at JGR. Oh, JDO. Don't think he was really in a mood to talk, but which it makes it even better. 
and uh, the Truck Hero question of the day as well. And uh, um, what? Oh, the Gear Alley cold call. And I think cold call. Well, I didn't want to say who we're going to cold call. We talked about it, but they could be listening mm-hmm. or whatever. But let's just say we're going to call a flagman. Mm. We're going to call a flagman. That's right. From Lakewood. Hero. <laughs> a hero from Lakewood. Fucking hero. Um, hold on. Here we go. Truck hero question of the day. Back Industries undercover NFAB bedrug Husky Liners. Uh, truck hero is a name you can trust when it comes to the finest products for your truck, Jeep, or SUV. If you're looking to support somebody, and truck hero is a proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki team, truck-hero.com, supplier of premium vehicle accessories. This is the truck hero question of the day. Here it comes. It's only three rounds in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so plenty could happen. Chris Kiefer, mm-hmm. plenty. I kind of want to get into the dirt rider stuff. Like that, <laughs> just, well, how, how much time do we got? We don't have enough time. <laughs> we don't got that much. Time. And we're going to talk about what you're going to do in the future. Yeah, that's that's the most important part. No, it's not. But I feel like it is. It's not to me. We move on. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. But uh, uh, okay, so so three rounds in. Osborne has a nine point lead. And Marvin has a whatever. What was it? I don't have the sheet. I have the sheet. I forgot. I looked at it. Uh, Seventeen. Okay, I thought it was twelve. Um, who wins this title? Who wins these titles? <sighs> okay. Well, straight up, I think Zach's going to win it. Mm-hmm. I know his last showing wasn't the greatest. Um, he was sick, right? And I think he has a week off. He'll recover and he'll be back to normal. Uh, props to Savachi for for doing a great job in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, 450, I'm going to have to say, I'm still going to have to say Tomac's going to come back and win. I think he's going to come around. He's going to, a lot of fire in his ass here soon. Going to come back after the break and win. Yeah. He started a streak. All these motherfuckers talking about Tomac. He was third. Right. And he crashed. Right. And yeah, Marvin got him. But you know, once you crash Kiefer, you know how that is. Yep. You're, you're all rattled. Yep. Yes. Marvin crashed also in the first turn and Marvin rode phenomenal. But that's different from picking your bike up and going like, hey, I got all 30 minutes to, to go. To go. When you crash in the middle, you get tired. You get more tired. Everything catches up to you. So, yes, he crashed. But he was third. Second moto, Baggett rode unbelievable. Right. Out of his mind. Yeah. And, and Tomac took a second. Right. He, and- he probably would have went 3-2 on the day. Maybe higher. I don't think he beats Bogle. And we'll talk about Bogle in a little bit. Right. But um, so calm down. Tomek has the speed. I think he has Baggett speed. Everybody's freaking out on Baggett, which, great no, job. No, Baggett great job by Baggett. Phenomenal. Right. Yeah. But, man, we're, we can't already be forgetting about Tomek's speed. I mean, one race, uh, no, some look, problem with the, with the break, and I all got, of a sudden, jeez, man. I got fucking panic button tweets for Tomek. Oh, my God. Like, I got panic this is This is our industry. This is, this is our fans. I shouldn't say fans. This is our industry, how quickly... We are just like, okay, jumping off this ship. Let's move on to this one. Bro, it's Eli Tomac. I got a guy today on Twitter that's like, Baggett's got 11 motocross wins. Yeah, they're all in 250s, bro. Right. It's not against Jason Anderson and Marv and Tomac. Baggett's a bad dude, but don't start comparing wins. And Tomac is a bad dude on a bike. Motocross the Nations, USGPs, Nationals, Supercrosses. What race has Eli Tomac not dominated at one time or another? Right. What race has Blake Baggett dominated? None. Right. None. And just because you get past doesn't mean you're washed up. <laughs> he rode phenomenal this weekend, and I'm going to give it to him. But people on Twitter, back it down. Right. Perhaps I will replay 
uh, the USGP or Motocross the Nations of Eli Tomac, or maybe I'll replay Salt Lake City for you. Or Sacramento. Or Sacramento two years ago. No, even this year. year. Whatever. Yeah. God, these people. Right. It doesn't matter where, uh, let's just say Tomac Falls, or I know he had some problems in the first moto, but he's always within the top three no matter what. So, I honestly think I'm going with you. The Truck Hero question of the day. I think I'm going with you. Zach. Zach and Eli. They're the, they're, yeah, I really like him. What about Savage? Good job by Savage. You could hear him on the podium. He was so relieved oh, to get a win. It's been so rough for him. He rode incredible in Glen Helen to get second. And as he was telling me, he probably would have got third overall if his bike hadn't broken, and that would have been okay. But, of course, his bike broke. There's a guy in voicemail who knows all about the bike, why the bikes are breaking, by the way. Oh, he does. And I'm going to play it to laugh at him. Oh, boy. Um, but uh, that was good for Savace. That it's- was great. And he was... I didn't think his first moto was that good. He got fourth, you know, but he was high. He was second. He got passed, but to regroup and and he had he had Jmart all over him in right. second moto. Yeah, and I was following good that a little job. bit, and yeah. I thought Jmart was going to pass him because he got really close. Oh yeah, and then he stretched it back out again. Yep, and then he got close at the end. So good job for Jmart and good job for Joey for winning. And that's the thing with the two fifty class this year, dude. If you get a sixth in the first moto, dude, you could still win. How the, insane! The overall. Was, how insane was that first moto? It was just nuts. Dude, I can't even believe how gnarly the scores have been this year, like all yeah. over the map. Five moto winners in six motos in both classes, I believe. Right. Yeah. And Alex, man. Troll train. Good. Troll train. If you had to choose, who's better right now, Alex or Jeremy? God, Kiefer. That's tough, right? What? Ask him. What do you got over there, producer guy? Out of Alex and Jeremy? Yeah. What, what does your moto analytics say? Motolytics, motolytics, motolytics. Are we still going back to Supercross I've stu- I've been studying Glendale a lot this weekend, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what's been going on. Uh, right now, I... It I was, was a little late, bro, to bring up. Well, okay. if you had read the text properly, whatever. Okay. Uh, I, I would still give a, a slight edge to Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. Mm. Fuck you, bro. I no, think... No, I think. Uh, I no, think he's good. You're right. At a bike setup, watching the bikes, just looking at them, I think Alex's bike looks better. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I can't, I can't disagree. Although the whole shots that J-Mart pulled in, um, Glen Helen, yeah. I'm like, okay, they're back. They're That's good. Impressive. But I thought this weekend, I thought he got pulled up hills and stuff. I really did think that. I was, yeah. I don't know. Uh, they're both fast. I was talking right. more chassis balance, but yeah, you watch them both. Right. And I think the chassis on the KTM's a little bit better. Cycle trader, blue crew rider, Chris Kiefer in studio here. Yeah. I like the town. Yeah. Suck it, Alex. Oh, A-Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Suck it, A-Ray. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I got something exciting for A-Ray in the works, we think. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll talk. I can't really spill the beans, but I think Pulpamex, much like we sent Marks to get destroyed. Oh, man. And he didn't. Yeah. No, Marks did not, but right. we, were, we were thinking he was. Something on that level. We're going to send A-Ray to maybe get destroyed. Oh, God. So we'll see. See how it goes. Marks foiled everything by... By doing it awesome. Yeah, like being like... <laughs> yeah, like, we want some... You're welcome. Jesus on an RM250. Here at Pulpamex, we want you to fail. We don't want him to fail, but we, <laughs> we thought, you know... We're like, how can fucking nerd guy be so confident? Well... Well, do you see how fucking big you went on the, the dune? He's not scared. <laughs> Clearly not. Zero Fs over there. I'm super pumped that you did the backflip, but like the whole plan kind of went sideways. Dude. When Marks just nailed it. That was like boring. Right, right. <laughs> So, all right, let's get this. Sorry, out. not sorry. Yeah, exactly, right. Uh, let's get to the phone calls before coming up with Blake Baggett. What's up, Nick? How are you? Uh, what's going on? What's up? Uh, I just want to talk about some Canadian nationals here. I got a couple points to talk about. Yeah, uh, Epstein's coming on later, so. 
Yeah, uh, not specifically about Epstein, yeah, but yeah. Uh, Benoit, man. Yeah. He looks like he's in some pain. Yeah, bro, I didn't he know. Went down, he went down kind of right in front of me, uh-huh. and his ankle kind of got caught underneath the bike Ouch. at a weird angle. Dude, he had he a was slow to get up. He had a six-second lead when he went down, I think. Like, he was kind of checking more out. like 10. Yeah. He was kind of checking out. Um, yeah, you know what? An ankle injury is key for Like, that's going to hurt him. Like, it doesn't really ever heal because you put your foot down wrong in one corner and you're back to right. square one. So, um, And the thing is, that's all. I mean, your legs, your ankles, that's all weight-bearing yeah. stuff. So, I mean, that's tough to try to get around. You uh, know? All right. What else, Nick? What else you got? Uh, Fossiati. That's about it after that. That uh, second moto charge is incredible. Yeah, I heard he was. Hey, I heard he was super pissed at uh, some lappers. Oh yeah, he's flipping people off. Yeah, yeah. Canadian Nationals though, the 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 talent from number one to forty is pretty extreme. Yeah, it's a lot. Right. So you know you're going to get although the gap was huge between uh, third and fourth. Yeah. Yeah. No. Were you there? Yeah, he was there. He said Ben. I didn't didn't hear that. Sorry. He said Ben. How was the How was the track this year? Did it go opposite way from last year? Uh, yeah, I believe last year they ran it in Backwards. the opposite direction. They changed it back. Yeah, so a little bit more flow. How hard is it to cut some grass? Bro, did you see my tweets about that? I did. Yeah, it's brutal. And off. I don't Dude. understand. What, so the outskirts were all grass Dude, now? It was or? so much oh, yeah. grass. It was oh, b- flying over banners. <laughs> oh, no shit? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I don't know, man. And uh, I heard not very good spectator turnout. Uh, yeah, it didn't look to be too busy, but... Right. wasn't so bad all in all. Did you go see Donk? Did you see Donk and say hi? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Was Donk even there? Yeah, Donk's there. He's a mechanic for Gurky. Oh, okay. So uh, all right. Thanks, talk. buddy. Thanks for the comments. Thanks, Nick. No, no problem. Right, appreciate Thanks. it. Uh, is this Dues? Dues. Hey, what's going on, boys? Is it Dues? What, what's the name? Nah, my name is Dave. Oh, Dave. D-A-V-E. <laughs> oh, good job. Good job, guy in the corner. <laughs> well, when you're yelling, I can't hear anything. It's, right. it's tough. It's no problem. It's tough. All right. What's up, Dave? Hey, two quick questions. Brain. Um, for 20 uh, Supercross season next year, um, do we think we're going to see Chad Reed mounted on the Yamaha again, or do you think he's going to switch gears? Mm. That's a good question. Maybe a different bike? Hey, that's a good question. Um, he's shopping, you know. Now, I was told he's, he's going to be in here in two weeks, so maybe he'll let us in on yeah, a little bit. Um, I heard that KTM told him no. Oh, wow. There was talk, and KTM's just like, hey, we can't do it. You know, we're not, not going to happen. Like a BTO KTM or just uh, KTM? No, no, KTM. Okay. KTM Factory KTM. And I know for sure JGR is talking to him. So, oh, wow. For Supercross only deal. So we'll try to get to the bottom well, in a couple a weeks. Solid but, pick up. Dude, I honestly, in my opinion, I don't see him back at Yamaha. I really don't. Yeah, he didn't have – I. From what I understand, he the, kind of like the bike fell apart on him. Like he wasn't too happy with the setup, how it was put together. I don't know. Mm, I, yeah, I don't together. know about that, but I mean, you're a rider. You set your own bike up how you want it. I mean, these are factory teams that can help you with anything you want. You know what I mean? He made the right. podium at Glendale and he said, yeah, I got a really great setting. I'm super stoked. And all of us are like, oh, cool. Here we and go. Then, you yeah. know, here we go. Yeah. Um, he yeah. rode well at some races. Honestly, if he didn't want, I don't know what he wants for a base salary, but I would hire him because he's, his autograph line is huge. Oh, I would yeah. maybe say, hey, Chad. Look, we're gonna we're gonna pay you this money, okay? And we want you on our team, and you're awesome. Mm-hmm. But Chad, if things aren't going your way, could you just please not trash our bike? Right. Just please, just please, <laughs> like well, trash it to me, the owner or the manager. Right. Please, in the media, just say like we're working on things. That's all. 
Well, here's right. the thing, too, man. Right. Either way he goes, let's say he goes to Suzuki and JGR, it's mm-hmm. a new bike. So that's something new. So I don't think he's even rode that bike. There's no way he probably could even rode that bike yet and and make a decision. Right. And the Yamaha is a new bike as well. So either I think either way he goes, besides the KTM, because he probably that's the only bike that he could currently ride that's the same for next year. Yep. Is you're testing. You know, so yep. Yep. either way he goes, he's going to have get used to a brand new bike. I'm interested to see uh, hmm. over under number of comments Chad makes about the Yamaha next week. Or two weeks. That'll be interesting to hear. Uh, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take All care. Right, no problem. Um, by the way, Corsell won Canadian National. Rode great. <laughs> There's some good tweets out there. Gurky's hitting every single bump on the track, uh, leading, and Porcel's behind him, catching him, not hitting one single bump on the track. Yeah. Already drama with Porcel up there. I really? Yeah, already drama. I love it. I'll tell you. I'll see if I can what I can say and what I can't. But already being super weird. Oh man! Yes, love it. Love these stories because that's the shit that we all dealt with down here and sponsors and mechanics and teams and. Well, he said he didn't get his gear and shit till midnight and all this stuff. I'm like, how does that even happen? I don't know. The yeah. night before the race? I don't know. Let's get uh, let's get Blake Baggett on the show uh, and uh, let's get to Dell. He's been online for a while. What's up, Dell? How are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for calling. What's up? Hey. Uh, just curious, who has to pay the fine the AMA is going to dish out for Nick Way stepping on the track? Dakota Tedder he's or not gonna, He's not going to get a fine. Did he get kicked out? Oh, okay. Yeah, he did get kicked out, and we'll talk to him about that if he answers our cold call. Um, like kicked out of the infield or kicked, kicked out, out? No, kicked out of the infield, Okay, which was also a mistake. I believe he was okay to be there. But they don't maybe know who he was, the person who kicked him out. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe they didn't know who he was. I'm curious to see what he said when he grabbed the flag and how he asked for the flag and what the guy said. Right. And then the official came up to him. I'm curious to see what he said. I heard that Davey Coombs, who wasn't there, texted Nick and was like, hey, good job. Like, right. thanks. You know? Because first and foremost, you know, he did a, yeah. you got to save yeah. that person. Right. Now, the kid flagging didn't do a very good job, but neither did the, the official from MMX Sports, who should know better. Right. But honestly, I've said it over and over again. Um, I've seen bad flagging at Nationals and Supercrosses for 20 years. Yeah, well, it's nothing new. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, okay, so what? The sun comes up. Right. Like, oh, well. Like, it's nothing new. It's not like this is anything out of the ordinary. I saw a bunch of it in Sacramento, too. Yeah, there we go. So At a Loretta Lens qualifier. Yeah. Anything else, Dale? Uh, yeah, I uh, just wanted to uh, put it out there. If JT's getting a little too excited tonight, you can always remind them. 70 points. We're uh, round three. Yeah. No, I know, dude. Oh, he, he, man. Wait. Plessinger's 70 back of Amart? No. No, he's like 40, but oh. it's round three. Yeah. Dude, I mean, no. I just, I love Aaron Plessinger. He's probably going to win Indiana this year. He might win High Point, <laughs> but he's just not consistent enough like Amart, you know? That's all. No, not a chance. So, all right, buddy, thanks for the call. Right on. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, our, our next guest, he won his first ever 450 national this weekend in dominating fashion because, yeah, he got third in the first moto, but he came from the first turn crash catching a passing Marvin and everybody else almost to get third. It was a phenomenal ride. The Cobra and the second moto, uh, checking out for a win pivot works, uh, proud to bring you uh, Blake Baggett on the show. Uh, email James at pivotworks.com for a deal, uh, 40 to 50% off of what the OEMs charge. Pivot works is a premier aftermarket solution for rebuilding your wheels, forks, linkage, swing arm, and everything else. Since 1999 pivot works has been there. We thank Pivot Works, and most of all, we thank Blake Baggett for coming on the show. Blake, what's going on, man? How are you? 
Not much, not much. Just uh, Monday's down and ready for Tuesday. <laughs> Do you ride today or no? Nope, didn't nope. ride today. Yep. Just uh, getting ready to moto tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah, I bet, man. What a what a job by you. First up, though, uh, hey, we were just talking before we got you on. You saw the Nick Way flagging deal. <laughs> what you think of that? I did see that, and uh, that's just what uh, what you get when flaggers have never raced before. Uh-huh. You know, they don't know what they don't know how to look at the situation other than just stand there and wave the flag on the side. They need to get more involved. Absolutely, and and like we said before, we came on. I've seen it over and over, year in and year out. Jake Weimer broke an arm one time because of bad flagging. You know, right? It's like, yeah, like what are you going to do? You put your lives in those guys' hands. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. But um, Nick Way's a hero for doing that. There's no doubt. Um, so Blake, uh, a terrific race in Lakewood. Uh, your lines. We talked about this after the race a little bit. You were really finding some phenomenal outside lines, keeping your speed up. A couple of those passes you made were amazing. And then funny thing, you told me you think the 250 guys caught on to him a little bit, huh? Yeah, I mean, definitely from, uh, you know, that's that's what I did when I was a light bike guy is walk the 450 moto. Uh-huh. Of course, you're going to race right after, and you can see where those guys are making passes. And when I came back out, I noticed that the lines that I used the first moto were a lot rougher. And uh, and then I just rerouted and found new lines for the second moto. Um, both motos you rode phenomenal, and it was amazing. But which one did you feel you rode better in? Was there one that you were like, yeah, better in this moto? Because I, I don't know. I can't pick. I mean, uh, you know, one was – there was two different circumstances. One was down in the in the first turn. And mm-hmm. It took me a little bit to get up to speed. And then uh, I made some passes and, you know, was able to, to catch those guys and was quite a bit faster a few laps. But the second moto I had a good start and uh, was right where I wanted to be. And then uh, when opportunities opened up, I, uh, I made sure I jumped on them. So which one was better, though? I mean, of course, when you have uh, when you finish first in the moto, that's got to be the better one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? Uh, 702-586-7857. If you have a question for Lakewood 450 motocross winner Blake Baggett on the Pulp MX show presented by BTOsports.com and, uh, and Fly Racing. So we hear a lot about changes to bikes. And, oh, Blake changed this. Blake changed his whole bike, you know, set up. And, uh, you know, me being a testing guy, I'm curious, like, what did you change to your bike to make you feel, you know, more comfortable and drop your lap times? I mean, uh, from round one, I uh, changed my fork setting. I changed my triple clamps. I changed my linkage. I changed my motor mounts. And I changed my rear shock setting. Wow. And most of all that stuff, is that just for more feel to the ground, like a softer setup, so to speak? I mean, basically just trying to get comfort. So some stuff needed to be stiffer, some needed to be softer. Um, Some areas I needed it to flex more, some areas I needed it to be more rigid. And basically what I've figured out is that the more comfortable you are, the faster you can go. So I just needed more comfort in in quite a few areas. And, um, you know, the team was willing to to listen to me. And with that, we we were able to, you know, take a big leap forward. And then even after Glen Helen, Mm -hmm. we, uh, you know, when I raced this weekend, we raced on a fork setting that had never been ridden on. We were shot in the dark in practice. Oh, jeez, wow. We raced raced on a a rear shock setting that we got to ride one day before we went. So we're still, uh, still trying to get more comfort out of it because, I mean, if you're comfortable, you can uh, you can just twist on that throttle and, and you know run it deeper and longer than uh, than the other guys. 
we saw you this weekend. And I, look, you've put in some good rides. You've podium nationals. You know, you podium supercross and stuff. So you've had some phenomenal rides on a 450. But I don't know if we ever saw El Chupacabra right. that from the 250 days like this past weekend. And by that, I mean two to three second faster lap times late in the moto uh, which is what you were known for in 250s, and it was phenomenal. Um, do you feel like that too? Do you feel like this was the first time that you know you did that kind of stuff, or, or have we not been paying enough attention to Blake Baggett and and your training and everything else? No, I, I don't really think it goes to the training. I just think it goes to we're on a good bike that that works good, uh-huh. and uh, everybody's listening to uh, to me, and they're they're you know doing what I'm asking. And I think that that's what, you know, success I had on the lights bike. I mean, uh, I won a lot of races on a lights bike. And I know that uh, in the Racer X show, mm-hmm. you know, somebody had a crash that you mentioned and you gave them that position that they were in at crashing. But I'm pretty sure I would have had a lot more wins if uh, I would have stayed in the position I was sure. in and yep. not counted the crash. Right, right. So not to disregard you. Or no, no, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's what you said. So that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Hey, listen, they, they were your words. I'm just repeating them. Yeah, yeah, so, no, hey, I got it. Um, you know, I uh, I feel that, you know, the bike is really what I want it to do. Mm-hmm. It's not like I've never won a race before. It's not no. like I've never passed somebody after the halfway point before. Right. Um, maybe that same person. Um, I know that a lot of people talk about that person's father, but I've never raced that father, nor do I really care. Right. So, that's where I'm at. You know, um, bottom line is we're racing for money. We're all adults. Uh, the money that we're winning is going to, uh, you know, put us through the rest of our career. We don't have long careers, as everybody knows. It's mm-hmm. short, and you got to save what you can. And that guy, if that guy wins, he's taking your check home. So yeah. he's feeding his family with the money you could have won. So I'm at the point of I need, uh, I need the best stuff, and I feel the team is giving me my best opportunity to show – what I have, it's not like I've never showed it before. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's been buried and lost, and i got to knock some dust off of it. But <laughs> That's a good point. That, uh, right. I think that I wiped it pretty clean this weekend. Um, so in talking about training, and without giving too much away, obviously you worked with Alden Baker for a long time, and that's when we kind of started seeing this phenomenal gains by you. But it's not like Alden taught you how to train. I mean, here we are five years later or whatever, and you're still training. But I'm interested because we talked to – um, somebody, I think it was AC, about his training now away from Baker, uh, and and they were saying, you know, they oh Jeremy Martin, it was Jeremy Martin away from Osho. I'm sorry, I got it confused. But what do you, what's different in your training, Blake, from when your days of back in the Alden Baker days? Like, do you have a program that really works for you well, and and what are you doing differently? I mean, to be honest, uh, you know. There's there's a lot of trainers out there. I'm gonna be honest. There with is. You. Um, there is. There's, yes. there's a lot of trainers that have never raced or won championships racing a motorcycle, which is for me hard to understand. And there's a lot of trainers that take people that are already winning and get the credit for them still winning. Um, to be honest, I can send you a picture from my iPhone. It tells you when it was taken and the date. Mm-hmm. Friday night, I had two scoops of Cold Stone with <laughs> cookie dough ice cream. I had cake batter ice cream. I had hot caramel, hot fudge, whipped cream. I also had a caramel apple covered in chocolate on Friday night. Wow. I can send you the picture that or is... I can tweet it right now. Dude, that is so, rad. Or you could ask Brock Tickle. He, I was walking out of Cold Stone when he was out front. So, uh, you know, to be honest, the trainer thing, it's all – it's all just air, man. We yeah. all breathe it. It doesn't really matter. Right. If you want to win, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I have Michael Byrne that's, you know, with the team that helps me. And, you know, you don't have to train harder than everybody. You don't have to ride your bicycle longer than everybody. My road bike has dust on it. I haven't touched the thing since before Supercross. Yeah. So, wow. um, and I, I, to be honest, I wasn't tired this weekend. I didn't feel the elevation at all. Didn't look like um, it. <laughs> so it it is what it is. But yeah. I could just certainly send you that photo. And, uh, you know, Berner's comment was after the race, he said, uh, he said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to eat some ice cream. He said, how many times did you eat it this week? Three. I said, we'll just let you think it was three times and we'll stick with that. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, actually, that's funny you bring up Berner because my next question was about him. What has he really helped you with? He's a smart guy. I like Berner. Uh, he was a good racer in his day. Uh, what has he helped you with? I mean, just uh, basically, you know, a little bit of riding technique. Of mm-hmm. course, you, you can't change your style to no. go fast. Each person has their own style, and the faster you go, you know, you can't think about all those things. But he helped me a lot with Supercross and outdoor. He's just he's basically helped me with the, the mental side of things. You know, um, we all put our pants on the same way. Uh, once again, it doesn't matter who our fathers are or what they've done for success. We all get dressed the same way. We all get undressed the same way. And if you want to win, you're just going to twist it harder and longer. Um, you know, if some days you're not going to feel it, so you're not going to win. And, and that's okay. You're not going to be your best every day. Right. But uh, he's helped me come to understand that. Uh Anything else, Kiefer? Yeah, you said something kind of interesting to me. You were saying, you know, they're giving me what I want. And I think people out there, fans, I think a lot of these teams, I'm not, you know, naming any teams, but it's a lot of it's smoke and mirrors. You know, you got the rig, you got this, but sometimes you're kind of boxed in on what you can and and can't use. And it kind of hit home for me. You said, yeah, well, I asked for something and they actually gave it to me. So is that something like new for you like hey this is what i need and they're actually helping you do that yeah that's that's exactly what it is um basically that the you know the team managers and the mechanics are uh you know even though somebody else might not think it's it's what you want but that's what you're asking for they're willing to to go out on a limb for you and and make it happen and you know sometimes the rider's wrong sometimes you know the other the staff is wrong but at this point, everybody, you know, has been behind me and, and believes in what I've done. And even though I haven't been able to do it on a 450 yet, they they believe that, you know, what I what I did on a lights bike, I can do on the big bike. And I think this weekend we put the package together and, and you know, we delivered it in certified mail. If you had to put a percentage on something that's more important, like that if you've done recently, you know, um, the, your new track and your area that you bought and you put your you know time and money in or the bike, what percentage of, of each of those do you think is contributing to your success now? I would say the people I have surrounded myself with in the past year. I uh, would say just yep. 100% the people that I surrounded myself with. Um, hey, let's get some phone calls. We've got some calls for Blake Baggett, the Lakewood uh, M- 450 MX winner, brought to you by Pivot Works. If it works, it pivots. If it pivot works. Uh, let's go to Jay first. Jay, what's up? Welcome to the show. What's your question for Blake Baggett? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, number one, congratulations, Blake. Congratulations, Kiefer, on the LLQ. That's uh, pretty sweet. Yeah, oh, thank you. Uh, Blake, you posted up on your Facebook that you were going to be on the show tonight, and I was really stoked to kind of see my two worlds collide. So I was uh, really excited to get you on the show here, and uh, good work. Uh, anyways, 
I'm curious. The compound that you built, I, I got to watch a documentary where you had seed containers out there and your camper home, and you guys were out there just toughing it out, building up that uh, that amazing compound. Has that given you, do you think, an advantage more in Supercross, or do you think it's really going to show in these outdoors? Um, I, I mean, I definitely think it's given me an advantage because you're you're at the control of your own destiny with what you're riding on and, you know, what you can test. Um, you're not limited to somebody else watering the track. You're not at a, you know, a, a test track where you have to rely on, you know, other people and stuff like that. You're relying on your own people, and that's, you know, once again, to the people that you surround yourself with. And, you know, you can you can mimic something that you're struggling with, whether it's on the supercross track, you you know, if it's a dragon back or the whoops, for instance, that I was never good at. And this year, I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at those. And, uh, you know, you, you can build what you're struggling with and practice it day in and day out on your own time. And you can keep everything at the, you know, the highest level possible. And then the outdoor track is the same way. I feel like we can make it tough we can you know if, if it's you know sometimes the tracks get too blown out and the, you know the danger level gets up there mm-hmm. so you might not be pushing it as hard so you gotta see what risk is versus the reward in uh in some aspects and i feel like that the ranch has just been able to take me to uh to another level like that i just think that i'm able to uh to reinvest in my career and, and by, by saying that it's just um work on my faults thanks jay and, uh, thanks for the call yeah, that's awesome. Um, is it true that you build uh, certain elements on the outdoor track, change it up for, like, the tracks you're about to race? I heard that you had made, uh, oh, geez, I can't remember what the element was, but that you had worked it into your own track to practice that element. Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely, you know, I, I put in, you know, a bunch of off-cambers to practice, like Bud's Creek has, because those are all tough. Right, right. Track. Well, it's uh, Muddy Creek has one that's pretty tough after you go across the start straight away, you know, the start finish line section, you come around there, it's it's always a big place where you can make mistakes or make passes. So oh, that's cool. definitely I've tried yeah. to integrate a lot of definitely things. Definitely an advantage. Good luck, Blake. Have across. a great um, <laughs> Dude just was all aggressive. <laughs> yeah, he's very Jesus. aggressive on you, Blake. Hey, one thing about you, Blake, and talking to your dad, Tom, um, you guys are not scared. Some riders have their compounds, and no one's allowed on them or whatever. You guys are not scared to be like, hey, come ride with me. I'll go ride your place. Like, it's pretty open deal, isn't it? Like, you're not scared to let other guys that you compete against uh, ride there and you ride at their places. I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, the, I mean, you race against the fastest guys in the world, so it only makes sense to practice with the fastest guys in the world. Um, you know, I let Kenny come ride here whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, I've invited Barsha down, even though we've had bad blood before. Um, Wilson rode here, yeah. you know, last year. Um, and I've invited the, the guys over at, you know, the Baker factory a few times. Um, they've never showed, but I've invited them. Right. And so I've, uh, you know, me and the nest have worked a deal out that we ride here, we ride there. And I think it just helps everybody. Sure. Um, that's willing to do it. Yeah. I think, I think it's kind of cool. Uh, all right. Um, celebrity caller here, Craig Martin, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, Blake. Hey, uh, just wanted to say congratulations and uh, super proud of you and pumped for you. And uh, many a times I got to stand on the side of the track back in the day with your mom and dad and Leanne and Tom just freaking out over your riding. And I can't even imagine how high those two must be right now. How did uh, how'd they handle it? 
I mean, definitely, uh, probably, probably just as crazy as, as back in the day when I was on mini bikes. You were, <laughs> were the team manager, so um, yeah, no, everybody's good, and yeah, I mean, they're they're as ecstatic as uh, as you can be. Of course, winning is the best thing, especially when you know your son can go out there and do it. So uh, we'll just have to to live on the moment, but also uh, get back to work and try to uh, try to make it happen again. Yeah. Um, all of us here in uh, in the other world are super pumped for you and just excited to see you be successful and keeping this series alive. And we're all uh, super pumped for you and just want to uh, say congratulations and uh, tell your family I said hello. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, thanks, right. man. Thanks, Craig. Hi. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's great to see this this championship with that ride right there. I mean, we we knew you could do it. You have the credentials, but you know, Hangtown was okay. Glen Helen, one good, one bad, and now I think this weekend, all of us experts, quote unquote, in the media are like, hmm, we got something else to talk about right, now. Here we go because this has got to be so great for the confidence and everything else. You know, um, Blake, uh, your your mechanic Nate, he is great guy. He's super weird. I tell him that all the time. Uh, he's a he really hard worker, though. I'm pumped for him uh, that, to get this win also. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I might even tell him he's weird every once in a while, but yep. he's weird in the, in the coolest way. Yes, I mean, that, yes. guy, that guy will work harder than anybody. I think if you find a normal mechanic, um, they, don't, they don't put in the effort that he does. I mean, he, he, I think he loves that motorcycle more than he likes girls. <laughs> <laughs> he might be mad at me. Even the practice bike, yeah. like we're you know going to the first moto, and I tell him, you know, I'm just going to tear it up, right. you know, the next moto. But I mean, his his goal is uh, is the same as ours, and that's to win races. So uh, to get a win for him is is unreal. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm going to try to get him a lot more so that uh, it's worth it for him. I'm always telling him to conform. I'm like, you need to conform, and he's like, no, I will not conform. <laughs> like, all right, all right, Nate, calm down. Um, <laughs> Blake Baggett on the uh, Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing as well. Uh, and you're in Fly now too, Blake, and a big part of our sponsor. Uh, which stuff do you like the best? Uh, it'd probably have to be the new vented stuff. is uh, is unreal. I like the new red, uh, red and blue colorway for sure. It's uh, it's high vis. Mm-hmm. The the way that the jersey is made, even though it's got a bunch of holes in it for venting it uh it doesn't get sticky like uh like most vented jerseys so that's what uh what's cool is it it stays dry and it doesn't stick to your body that's your line too Kiefer. sticky the light hydrogen stuff yeah see i like light hydrogen he's talking about uh kinetic mesh yes oh okay yes. Some of the light hydrogen. yeah and that, that he's talking about that red and that green stuff looks good he wore last week was awesome um well, Blake, uh, thanks for uh, – well, uh, let's get this call here. We'll get – Dave, what's up? we got one more call for you. Dave, what's going on? Uh, okay, I just wanted to ask uh, uh, Blake if uh, uh, him and Weeds are having a bromance. Dude, they're buddies. They are buddies. <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're definitely buddies, for sure. Um, but uh, I've noticed in the media, is uh, with all the media guys, is one hand has to wash the other. You leave one dirty and uh, it just gets messy. So <laughs> me and Weege get along good, and uh, it's just uh, it's no, good stuff. Wygan is our Blake Baggett insider. Well, no, you you watch interviews with Blake and Weege, and yeah. then you watch interviews with Blake and other guys. Yeah, Blake is not as happy and giggly no. as he is with Weege. No, it's yeah. a special someone. Wygan is. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I it's kind of like we Weege is my Fox News Network. <laughs> 
And I hate to I hate to say it, Mathis, but you're kind of like CNN. All right, yeah, I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> it's all business. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, no. If we need a Blake Baggett question answer, we go to Wygant. Yeah, yeah, he's really informative. He's, he's right some, in there. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. I've read an interview you did with him a while back, and I still don't understand what it was about. You two were talking about I don't even know. I'm like I don't know what's going on here with this interview. Um, but no, it's good. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for the call. All right, man. Thank right. you. Well, Blake, hey, thanks for your time on the show. Appreciate it. Congratulations on Lakewood. That was a phenomenal ride, and we're going to uh, be talking about it for a while. i got to figure out. And uh, enjoy your off week. And, uh, yeah, man, bring it to High Point. That'll, that should make some for some great racing. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll bring what I can, and hopefully uh, we're on Monday after High Point again. Yeah, there we go. Let's keep doing it. All right. Sounds good, bud. Thank you. See you, Blake. Thanks. Thank you. Blake Baggett, everybody, on the uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by Pivot Works there. Pivot Works. If it works and pivots, pivots, it works. Pivots, it works. Uh, it was a ride, man. How Dude, about I was pass? watching it in the hotel. Who, was, like, uh, who did he pass? Did he pass Marvin on the outside? Or was that? Yeah. Dude, he was going all Tomac on people, going outside everywhere. On the up at the top of the pill. Yeah, he, he'd jump on top of the berm yeah, on the wall yeah, and, and then, then ride the wall around and drop was, down. That was Marv. He, pa- he, he passed Tomac. He passed Tomac there, there too. Though. Second. Second and he Alessi, he, Tomac there. Well, yeah. I thought he got Tomac in the uh, by the start because he was really faster there. No, he got okay. him right up right. on that bowl. Yeah. yeah, phenomenal. Dude. And he was looking around like Alessi and him all the time, like looking over, checking in. He's mm-hmm. like, "Man, what the hell's going on?" What does your motolytics say about that pass? He was going fast. <laughs> That's what you got. That's yep. what you broke it down. Yeah. Uh, Damon Bradshaw coming up here on the uh, Pulp Mech Show. Let's get to the Race Tech email segment real quick. Uh, we got some time for that. The Race Tech, the uh, spring conversion system for the CRF 450 KYBs are, are in. There you go. So there you go, folks. You can get a chance for uh, uh, take your Air Forks, turn them into uh, spring forks. Uh, Kiefer, you love this Dude, thing. It's great. Get those 16 KYB Air Fork junks out of there and get some springs in. Also, too, uh, they got a whole engine program going on with, with Race Tech as well. And uh, Dylan Epstein uses Race Tech, and he killed it this weekend. And uh, so, please check out get your get your Race Tech suspension personalized, designed specifically for you and your type of riding, your weight, your speed, everything else. Uh, these are a couple emails uh, wrote in um, from Andrew. Uh, Hey guys, awesome show. Found it on the iTunes store when I was looking for the MX podcast as I traveled a two-hour return trip to work in Sydney traffic and listening to the radio is crap. I have a, have a listen to the band, Aussie band called Whole Shot, song title Motocross Rider. It would make for a good intro for your show. Hmm. All right, we'll look into that. Thanks, buddy. Never heard of it. Um, all right, uh, Craig sent this in. What up? Killing it as usual. Been a fan for years. I got a chance to talk with Steven Pookie years ago when he was hanging at Pooh Sipes Fun Mover at the Oakland Supercross. When I believe Stewart won, I called it. Oh, you called Stewart to win. Shocking. Damn. I talked to J-Bone in the pits and told him it's Stewart's night tonight because he looks so strong and sexy in practice. Mm. Yeah. Also, last year's Hangtown, DC was kind enough to take the time to get me and my girlfriend at the time passes to meet Kenny Roxon because she's German and just getting into the sport through me, a big fan of the German, German rider. So DC takes us to the RCH rig. This is so Davey. This is so Davey. He does that? He just meets strangers. And just does stuff? And just does stuff for him. Gets some passes. Takes some... It's Davey. That's awesome. It is. It really is. Uh, anyway, so back to this. DC took us to the RCH rig. Watson was like, I got you, buddy, to meeting Roxon after the races. Uh, came back to the pits after he won one one and Watson was long gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Watson. It was great, but anyways, a long story short, I would love some more stickers for my bike to spread the love. Thank you for the amazing work you put in. We did meet Kenny after all. I told him great ride, and then I said, my girlfriend is German, wants to talk to you in German if that is okay. 
He said some stuff in German, and my ex seized up because how he greeted her. She blew it, but that's okay because she blew me back at the hotel that nice. night. Nice. Hell yes. Yeah, Craig. Good job, Craig. That's the Race Tech email segment. Racetech. Hey, Craig. Pulpamex17 is the code when you, uh, when you go to Race Tech uh, to save on motors and suspension service as well. And listen to the Race Tech Privateer Island podcast coming up this week as well. Uh, Michelin. Michelin Starcross 5, they push the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, no matter the conditions or terrain. Kiefer, you love this tire. I love Michelin uh, Starcross. Michelin Starcross 5, it's a new tire from Michelin, folks. If you've ever used Michelin before, uh, get it out of your brain and try the Starcross 5. Uh, although some guys said they like the older ones, the MH2s. And no. Stuff, no. No. No way. No. No, not at all. Uh, so please check out Michelin Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com, wherever Michelin Motorcycle tires are sold. Uh, 21 sizes. Did you run one this weekend? Be truthful. No. All right. I was truthful. I didn't. Yep. I had uh, some half-used did Dunlops you, on. Did you meet some Pulp fans this weekend? Lots of Pulp fans in Sacramento. Um, shoot. I was even on the line. These guys came up to me. He's like, are you that guy from Pulp? And I'm like, yep. He's like, oh, we listen to it all the time. We travel across the country to go race. And I'm like, sweet. Oh, awesome. Any after dark questions? Uh, yeah. One guy came up to me and says that my favorite part is after dark. And he, tra- yeah, you like that? he travels with kids. He trains. And I go, you don't have them listen to that, do you? And he's like, only if they need advice. And I'm like, dude, maybe you shouldn't do that. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Before we come up with the beast from the east. Oh. Marks, you don't even know. He doesn't? You don't even know. You're just Heather. What don't I know? Sad. Bradshaw. What don't I know? You're just too young. I know who I know who Bradshaw is. Yeah, uh. but you don't know Bradshaw like. You don't know Bradshaw like I know Bradshaw. You didn't get swept up in the fever. I didn't, I didn't get swept off my feet by of Bradshaw. Damon Bradshaw. Like you did. No, oh. you did not. <laughs> no, I probably didn't. No. I I mean Bradshaw. He was, was the epitome of dirt bikes, motocross, supercross. He was the guy you wanted to be. The funny thing is, is he won good... one. He won one regional title. That's it in his career. Yeah. But that's the kind of impact he made. Yes. Look how he is in my phone. Damon fucking Bradshaw. That's how he is in my phone. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's how he is. Um, stoked to have him on. Before we get him on, let's get to. Uh, we getting to. Uh, we're gonna Cody. Cody, what's up, bro? Hey, how's it going, man? What's going on? I just wanted to comment on that flagger issue. I'm, I live in Denver, local guy. Um, a couple weeks before the national, I seen on Facebook, a uh, section leader, whatever that is, he's posting on Facebook looking for flaggers. And so I click on it, and there's people commenting. I don't really know what that is, but it looks fun and all this and that. I was just wondering, is it like the track's job to find the flaggers, and why would they – offer up a little bit of money like all they were saying was it's a volunteer position you'll get a free t-shirt and a lunch basically like desperate for people you know they put uh, no they they i don't think they they don't do it for free i think you get an entry and you get paid a little bit you get a I lunch don't, i don't think you get paid no I maybe if made... they do it's a little like 50 bucks <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i don't uh, know there's people commenting like what's it paying like nothing it's a volunteer position you'll get a crew t-shirt that's for Supercross. Relaunch. We did a story in Dirt Rider back in the day that uh, um, the same thing, kind of like you get your free lunch, you get to be on the track, but you don't get paid at all. So I don't know yep. if outdoors is the same. 
So that's they basically leave it up to the track to find their own flaggers. Then. Yeah, yeah, it's up to the tracks, each track, and they got. I mean, they got these nationals have been around a long time, so they uh, they have guys that have been you know racers um, for a long time. So um, yeah. you know, I assume that most of these guys race. Like there's some, and you know what, you know, like we said, there's bad flaggers. We see it every week, but there's also good flaggers too. So yeah. it's not like no, yeah, yeah, you definitely think so. But there's just people commenting on there like, oh, I'd do it. I don't, I don't know what it is, but you know, no, just like, no. sounds fun. And it's like, man, you need to get someone out there, especially at the professional level, that yep. at least has an idea of what's going on I and think maybe the tra- aim a little bit. Yeah, I think the tracks <laughs> try to do that. I mean, look, it's it's actually. It's a it's an ongoing topic in our sport. I wish I wish we had enough money in it to fly these flaggers out and, and you know Do a have union a, yeah, or something. have a professional flaggers association. I guess we just don't have enough money. I don't know. But um, yeah, and also I listened to your Racer X podcast and that Claude Olson you're talking about. His name's actually Joey. I don't know where you get that. Yeah, somebody. But, uh, no, I got some tweets today that he goes by the name Joey. It says Claude on the on the entry form. Oh, that might be his real name. I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. yeah. No, I knew. But, uh, the yeah, place. I just wanted to give a shout out to all the local guys here, man. Like that. Mitchell Gifford, uh, Cody Gray was running the 250 class. Uh, cool. Who else? Uh, Connor Olson, Joey Olson, and I think uh, Kiefer, you know uh, Sweeney. Yeah, Matt Sweeney's Sweeney. Yeah, he got third in 125. That's awesome. Yeah, man, that was sweet. He all shot a bad. I think he led a lap. And Sipes won, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Sipes won. Yeah. And then Livesey got second. That's uh, cool. Uh, awesome, yeah. man. Well, hey, thanks, uh, thanks for the call, buddy. Go thanks Colorado. Thank you. Yeah. Go Colorado. You be quiet. All right. Our next guest on the show, uh, this man's a legend in the sport, whether it's uh, winning 250 Supercrosses at uh, 17 years old, winning 125 East Supercross title, uh, just being a general badass in the sport. He's been on a few times already, and uh, we're pleased and proud to bring our next guest in. He's Damon Bradshaw, the beast from the East. What's up, Damon? How are you? Not much, man. Not much. How about you guys? Uh, nothing. We appreciate you coming on. I know it's late. You're on the East Coast, so we really appreciate that. Thank you, man. No, it's it's all it's all good. I'm I'm usually up up later anyways doing something around the farm. The work never stops. Yeah, really, right? If you have a question for Damon Bradshaw, seven oh two five eight six seven eight five seven, give us a call. Uh the Beast from the East is on the line. Um Damon, first up, I guess uh I've been following you on social media and uh looks like you got a deal with Gas Gas and you're doing some GNCCs and Enduros and things like that. How did that come about and how are you enjoying it? Uh, you know, I just it's kinda like the the full circle thing, you know, it's the off road atmosphere. I had went to a couple last year and disliked it, you know, it's mm-hmm. kinda like back um where you originally started, you know, you go in a day early, you camp and mm-hmm. everybody's camping, having a good time and then uh you know, the next day the next day or next couple of days you're racing. You know, right. whether I'm doing a GNCC or a or a uh full gas sprint enduro and mm-hmm. um so I'm st- I'm still I'm still learning, you know. It's it's uh, especially the GNCC stuff. It's uh it's just tougher than hell. I mean, just to figure <laughs> right? out, you know, it's really hard to get out of your brain, you know, race, 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 race. Yeah. And, you know, it's a buddy of mine always told me he says, you know, you kind of have to learn to go fast where you can go fast and go slow where you gotta go slow. And that's kind of hard. That's hard for me. And I'm always wanting to be have a clear track in front of me well when you have as many riders as dncc has right there can be 600 riders on the on the track at one time over a 10 or 11 mile course and mm-hmm. it's just constant you know in guys but uh it's it's a lot of fun and I, like i said I'm, I'm still learning i'm not uh i'm not completely happy with the dncc results yet but um mm-hmm. you know i had some had some some good stuff at the uh, last 
uh, full gas. So okay, I'm clicking not... away at them. But yeah, the <laughs> but go ahead. I'm not surprised. I've watched you your whole race, your whole career. Probably anybody who has. I'm not surprised, Damon, that you can't just like chill out and ride. Like <laughs> got aggro. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's it's cool to just ride so many different things and try to race. You know, so many different uh, almost disciplines. I mean, because they really are all different. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, you know, you would think that oh, I'll be be 45 here next month. You would think that you're just not interested in learning any new tricks. But I still am, and. I still love to ride, and I still, you know, want to be competitive when that's really not what I'm doing now. You know, I'm I'm, I'm riding, and we're doing some R and D with with uh, gas, gas, and uh-huh. also some test days when uh, the 18 start traveling around the country, where you know people get to come out and ride the bikes. It's going to be at some events, and uh, this past week we're out in California. Can't wish I could remember the name of the place. I know you guys could probably help me with it, but um, awesome outdoor track. You know, we had uh-huh. fun there riding and. Got to race around with the Dubok a little bit, so it was good times. That's cool, yeah. They had, like, a intro back towards, like, Cahia Creek and oh, okay. out in those hills. Yeah, and, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where we were. Yeah. Uh, Dubok, who you once told me was the only teammate you ever liked, Doug Dubok. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not so sure I like him now because he, uh, he was trying to pick on me out there on the 450. And I was on a scream, screaming two-stroke, but... Uh, right. And, and then for and then for some reason he left early once it started getting rough. I'm not sure if that was a reason for that or if he's just smarter. <laughs> yeah, really, right? <laughs> probably um, some probably smarter. Hey, so how does the gas cast thing about, come about? Do they contact you? Uh, do, what go, what goes on, and what do you think of the bikes? No, no, I um, we reached out to them, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're able to to put to, put a deal together. And I, I honestly, I wanted to be. I mean, it would be great to to be a part of a you know one of the one of the big big companies i would say but um once i started thinking about it i was like you know i, I think we'll i'll get more out of it and be able to see more uh progression and stuff with a smaller company and mm-hmm. so once we reached out to them we we're able to to put a deal together and you know it's we're looking at a long-term thing not just a you know not just a yearly deal and so we're just kind of building on it and still putting together ideas i mean everything i'm really doing with them and uh also with wps fly hard drives uh, Shinko tires, Sedona, it's all kind of just creative, really. Yeah. Um, and what's cool about it all is I get to do a lot of different things. I'm not going to be every weekend at, at an outdoor national, even though I am going to quite a few, mm-hmm. you know, the next weekend I could be at a UTV event, um, just there representing a tire or they're racing. So it's, it's really interesting of kind of how we got the schedule put together and all different things that I get to do. And I get to see people from, you know, people that are weekend warriors at a at a uh, you know a GNTC or a full gas, and then you know also people at a national, and along with visiting with dealers at the same time. So it's yeah. uh, it's it's busy, but but it's I, I enjoy it, and um, you know it's it's to, it's about you know selling product and bringing uh, some new things to the table. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of cool to be able to do that. Uh, you, you know, you're an older guy and you raced dirt bikes your whole life. Uh, you know, and now you're just like, hey, like I'm gonna go to this race and I'm gonna do this and like you said, a UTV thing. Kind of neat to do that. Kind of cool to set your own program a little bit. It, it is, and I mean, it's even you know at this point, I'm I still want to race. I don't care if it's four wheels, two wheels, or yep. or uh, one wheel. It doesn't matter. You know, I still want to race, and and I still feel like I can be competitive in the in the right area. And 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 two, with I think when things are fun, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be that much better for everybody. Um, 
David Bradshaw on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by uh, BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. So another reason I wanted to get you on, besides to be like Damon Bradshaw Gas Gas, uh, your role at WPS and Fly Racing, which you touched on. Fly Racing's been a big part of everything that we do over here, and an awesome company, of course. Now, you've lived up in, in Boise for a long time, so you've known Craig and Terry and Max and everybody there for the longest time. It was just a natural deal, I guess. They're stoked to have you, and, and you're going to be representing everything that, uh, that they've got going on. Yeah, again, you know, like I said, I'm I'm super excited about it and, you know, between, you know, myself, uh, you know, Ronnie Weir, Doug Griffin and Craig, mm-hmm. um, and those guys were able to kind of put this creative deal, you know, together and, and, and put it into motion. It was kind of a kind of a, a quicker deal, you know, we've been talking about it for a couple of years and just kind of getting prepared for something different and uh it did. It, it fell into place and you know, I've been a fly guy for a long time. Yeah. Um, not necessarily doing what I'm going to be doing now, but um, I've been a fly guy, and I'm, I'm I'm happier to to be even more part of the family now than I was before. I'm always interested, Damon. Though, like, so you've branded yourself as 45, right? And that was your first pro national number. That's what we all remember you at. Right. Um, but I don't know, man. I feel like four is your number. I, I know Carmichael's got it, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm okay with 45. I'm okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah, I you know, and I don't I don't know any particular reason why that it's it's stuck. I mean, yep. for me, I, it just always seemed like whenever I did any any races or you know one off deals or a couple or whatever, it just always and 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 even it happened when I would go to maybe sign up. I mean, over oh, really? the last yeah, yeah. Around how many years? You know, <laughs> they would mention they'd go, well, forty five is available, and I'm like, all right. Okay. So then I just kind of made it more of a thing. You know, it's kind of like. Mm-hmm. The nickname that um, you know that Larry Nastin gave me years and years ago when he, right. when he first started calling me that I wasn't uh, I wasn't too pumped about it or I wasn't even pumped about nicknames I just wanted to be Damon Bradshaw <laughs> right right but um, it, it stuck and and now it's you know so many people remember me by that so it's like yep. it's completely accepted you know yeah, so. yeah. Oh, I, I agree yeah whatever whatever works out of all the <laughs> even no not just from racing but too but also your fashion sense of racing like you always had the the sickest gear when you were racing. Out of all the gear that you've worn racing, what was your favorite? I think I've asked them this, but let's let's hear it. Again. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, that's it's really tough because there was some. I mean, when I look back at all of the different gear and the colors and stuff, um, you know, my my Axo days stuck out. You know, just because mm-hmm. of all of the guys there that were that were involved, and they were those are really good years for me racing and and. Um, you know, I've been buddies with Jim Hell for a long time, and and still friends with with guys that work there and guys that are still at Mechanics Race. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of I'll always feel like I'm I'm going to be a, a part of that group of those guys that were there. But um, you know, then with the with the creative creativity of the guys at, at Fox, you know, with the stuff that I I wore there that you're yep. still seeing people you know talk about to this day and yeah. It, it, it would be it would be cool if there was just some way to do like a collaboration of of all of it and sure. you know either either I don't know either be able to wear it or mm-hmm. or give a bunch of it away or something just because people talk about that a lot and then you know the helmets I mean I I, I had a little input on that stuff but I always thought that you know you you give artists the reins or yeah. or a designer and say you know this is what I'm thinking and you know something totally different because I never wanted to be the same as anybody else i wanted my stuff to to be different um yeah. and you know those guys always they always did that i mean shoot at axo they were making everything everything for me yeah you know it was like 
And, and, and two, at the time, you know, we were still, you know, we were changing gear. You know, if something wasn't working and, you know, I had an idea of how I thought it would work, we'd put our heads together and it would be in production the next year. So to me, that was kind of fun. And that's what I'm getting to do a little bit more of now. I mean, I'm far from a designer, but I have ideas. And Uh and when something doesn't work, I want to look for a better way to make it work. I just talked to Jim. It's not just like, well, go and fix this. You know, it doesn't work, you know, that type of deal. And I I enjoy doing that. So hopefully, um, you know, and I, like I said, I look for, all of the relationships, along with, you know, Monster Energy and yep. you know, Alpine Stars, the rest of all of my sponsors, has is, is always been a long-term thing, and that's the way I want it to continue to be. I just talked to Jim Hale today over email. He lives here in Vegas. We're going to get together to do some yep. little story. So, um, oh, really? Cool. Yep. And then uh, I'll tell him you said hi. And then I did a podcast with yes. Pete Fox. And Pete was like, yeah, you know, like we lost Damon. Like <laughs> Pete was like, he was bummed. yeah, he was bombed. <laughs> he was bummed. Um, you know, so it's kind of funny. Um mm. But yeah, exactly, exactly what you said, Kiefer. Like just iconic stuff. Yeah, for just for me, the the Fox days were the best for me. I like him always wearing that. Yeah. Always had cool, really cool Fox stuff. Um, by the way, Damon, yeah, we had yeah, chi- I, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, we had Chicken on here maybe like two months ago, and he yeah. said he saw your Dirt Rider on the newsstand and uh-huh. he wanted to throw up. He said it made him very angry. <laughs> so I love it. I love it that it's still going. It was just all. It, all it was was just a reminder of his ass kicking that he got in, <laughs> in, uh, in uh, the MGM. Right, right. I think so. I love it that it's still going on, twenty five years yeah, later. But I, I get asked about it a lot. Right, it's, right. Uh, um, it's pretty funny. Out of the, yeah, out of the blue, chicken's like, yeah, he's on a noose. I saw Bradshaw on a cover of a magazine. I want puke or something. He said. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's great. Hey, so on talking about the fly stuff, um, is there a particular line of gear that you like or color color uh, uh, the color that you like of fly racing gear? Is there a line that you like? Uh, you know the the kinetic and, and then as well the the red, white, and blue. I mean, I've yep. always liked those colors. I do I do wear it a lot. But it's like I was talking to uh, Max today. I was like, you know, I need to I need to get some new gear. But mm-hmm. normally I would just say, hey, send me some gear. Yeah, you know, send me whatever. But I was like. You know, after getting to travel with, um, you know, the dealer reps and stuff like that and, and getting to actually see the stuff and touch it and fill it. Yep. Um, you know, normally you're you're looking at it online or whatever. Well, now that I got to do that, it's like, okay, now I want to go online and and pick something myself. And I've never done that. It's right, always right. been like, hey, just send me some gear. So I told him today, I said, I, I need a, I got to get a couple of helmets, you know, sent over to AP. Mm-hmm. I said, but. And I need gear. I go, but I'll send you part numbers. I've never, yeah. never done <laughs> never that. Done that. <laughs> that's awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm freaking excited about looking at it. It's like a kid in a candy shop, you know. Oh, that's cool. Um, let's give away a set of kinetic stuff. Uh, 2017 kinetic mesh. Uh, 2017 and a half kinetic mesh because because uh, Damon said so. So we're gonna give away a set of gear tonight on the show uh, because because Damon Bradshaw and that's it. Uh, let's get to some phone calls. Uh, we got we got Evan first up. Evan, what's going on? You want to talk to Damon Bradshaw? What's happening? Yeah, hey guys, how's it going? Good. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Damon, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, big fan. I can honestly say, uh, you know, I was born in 89, so real young uh, when you're kind of coming up and making a name for yourself. But I can honestly say my first memory of anything motocross-related, dirt bike-related was you, uh, your name, uh, all the way down to uh, my dad taking me to a motorcycle shop when I was three years old, and uh, he asked uh, what bike I wanted, and I didn't hesitate to say one like Damon Bradshaw. So 
just wanted to congratulate you on well, your career. Awesome. Um, saying it's awesome that uh, you're getting back into it. Um, any chance that you're going to be at Ironman for the GNCC this year with uh, the Gas Gas team? I I I think I am. I I'm trying to remember. You know, like I said, my weekends are have gotten filled up, but I think that one is uh, is on the schedule. I've always wanted to go to it, and I'm I'm super close to it. But uh, yeah, I, I appreciate everything you said there, man. That that means a lot. And uh, you know, a lot of people over traveling over the last couple of weeks, you know, people are like, you know, you're, you're probably tired of hearing that kind of stuff. And I go, no, I'm I'm not. You know, it it makes me feel good, and I'm glad that. You know, I, I was able to put an impression on people when they when they went to buy, to buy a motorcycle. I mean, that's what it was all about, you know, back in the day. Even though at 16, 17 years old, that's not what I was thinking about. I was yeah. thinking about winning races. But so it, it, it's cool to know that I have those impact either on people's lives or on the industry. Uh, Evan, do you ride a bike? You got a bike? Yes, sir. Yeah, want, I do. Do you want some fly gear? Oh. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. In honor of Damon Bradshaw being a fly racing ambassador, uh, we will stay on the line and we'll give you a set of 2017 and a half kinetic mesh. All right? Awesome. Thank uh, you guys so much. All right. Thanks, man. Stay on the line. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for calling. Let's get to Damon. We got a Damon on 934. Damon, Damon. Damon. What's up, Damon? How are you? What's your question for the Damon Bradshaw? Hey. Hey, I just wanted to talk to him because, <laughs> like, my dad named me after him in 1990 and. I never really knew who he was, but I, I, I've just grown to like him, and it's just cool to see you still racing. <laughs> Dude, you, you were oh, named that's after awesome, him. Yeah. That's uh, just, uh, you know, I, I've, I've, even through um, the last several years, I've bumped into some guys that have, that have told me that, and they've either been at shows or, or been at races, and it's like, you know, man, I don't even know what to really say about that, but that's, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I, I wish I could meet them all because I know there's quite a few of them. Yeah, um, that's cool. That it doesn't get old for you too. Like you said, you appreciate it, right? It's like cool. Um, no, I do. Uh, do. It's like it's almost like learning. And if you ever forget uh, where you come from and or you quit learning, then right. probably just thought it'd be done. Uh, Brian, what's going on? You have a Bradshaw Chicken store, don't we all? But uh, what's up, Brian? How are you? <laughs> Uh, we're doing good. Um, yeah, I was actually at the U.S. Open racing. I think it was the end of '08 season when uh, yep. Chicken and Dave had the uh, the Legends race. Yep. Like I was born in '92, so I missed the Damon uh, heyday. I did get to catch a little bit of the comeback. I remember my dad being blown away when uh, Damon came back to Arena Cross in mm-hmm. '02. Was it? Yep. Uh, yeah, '01 or '02, I think was. I believe so, and. Uh, yeah, I remember I was a no fear kid back then, and Damon came back with no fears. Yep. A big deal. Anyway, I was at the U.S. Open, yeah, and uh, it was stuff. right after the first practice. Uh, me and my dad were actually over there talking with a uh, Damon, and Chicken came up. Mm-hmm. Dude looked like he straight off the beach, and literally the <laughs> thing he said was, "Dude, I don't know about you, but those whoops are effing scary." <laughs> and then they kind of talked for a minute. And I remember my dad looking like he had just seen a ghost, and he was like. <laughs> What? And I don't know. It was just funny. Dan was like, no, that was like the first <laughs> words that we get really taught. To, yeah. Now, like, I, I, witness that. I, I had uh, I had worked my butt off for that thing. I hadn't even I hadn't been riding for uh-huh. all a couple of years, and I had wanted to start back riding, and, and I got a phone call about doing it. I was like, you know, I said, that's motivation to do this, especially, sure. you know, to, to be able to race against him again. So I had about a month and a week, and, I mean, it was literally like, Going back into full tilt training, you know, like, okay, I'm watching out a month and a week, and you know I can't get her getting getting to that point, but uh, yeah. it was fun. I mean, I love challenges like that, and it, it it definitely was because I really didn't know 
you know, if chicken was still riding, if he right, had been right. riding or, right. you know, how he was riding or whatever. And I didn't want to know. I just, I <laughs> totally just tried to ride and train for the unknown. And, and, uh, but I, it, it kind of showed that I worked harder than he did. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Thanks yeah. for the call. Thanks for the call, Brian. Appreciate it. I got a quick, I got a quick story too. So with Damon, you know, I grew up in that era. So Damon was one of my favorite riders. Right. And so when, when we at Dirt Rider, you know, wanted to have Damon as a guest editor, um, I was super excited. So, you know, me and my wife were driving, I don't know where we were driving, but, um, I was like, Oh yeah. you know, I'm stoked. Cause Damon Bradshaw is going to be our guest editor. And she's like, who's that? <laughs> and I, I, and I lost my, and I, and I lost my shit on her a little bit and I pulled the truck over to the side of the road and I go, are you fucking serious? You don't know who Damon Bradshaw is? She's like, no, I don't even know what, what, who is that? Yeah. And I had to school her a little bit on YouTube of all the shit that he did on the side of the road before we went anywhere else because I was so pissed off at her and it created this whole like fight during the day. So I had to, I had your back, Damon. I had your back. I, I, I appreciate that. I, uh, <laughs> glad you got the point across. Hey, that caused a couple bumps in the road, but uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's funny, you know, traveling around and, you know, meeting some of the younger kids at the shops and, you know, some of them have been, you know, enthusiasts to where they've, you know, dug back because they obviously weren't born when I was riding and they've dug back and then they still know and they're educated on it. And then you run into some that they, they don't have a clue, which, you yeah. know, Hey, it's, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Totally fine. But, uh, it, it's you know it's always nice when they show up and they go yeah I'm I'm bringing my kid now and you know I'm following this and I'm like oh yeah makes you feel older but <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't act like it and I still don't feel like it so right. it's all good. Uh, it's funny, Damon. You you won one regional championship you know in your career. You probably would love to have more number ones on the mantle and you would love to have more money in your bank account from you know those t- the championship bonuses. But God damn it, whether it's like. RC or, or any of these guys that have more titles than you, there's people that are like, I don't even care. It's just the way you rode, the way you represented yourself, the way you acted. Um, you really left a mark on a lot of people that there's a lot of great guys that have more championships than you and are not remembered at all. It's just the yep, way yep. you were. And look, I, like I said, I guess you probably wish you had the number one plates and the money, but your impact is huge for a guy that only has one regional championship, you know? And I think that says something. And I think it says something cool. Well, you know, and I, I don't even know what to, you know, what to say all of that from other than that, you know, I tried not to leave a whole lot on the table. I yep. mean, it was, it, it wasn't always go for broke, but it was, it was damn close every time. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, just thinking back to, you know, some of the passes and stuff. And then it's just, I don't know if it's just thinking outside the box, or if it was just like, you know, whatever it's going to take yep. to try to win, except for cutting across the track that's what i'm gonna try to do you know <laughs> right. it means what, what yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. i was just yeah. always thinking about that and and i you know i think i have to give a lot of credit to that as far as just you know fan base and mm-hmm. you know whether you call it entertaining or it's just yourself and really that's that wasn't what it was it was just me and that's the way it came off and yep and uh and especially when you you notice that people like that it, it just makes you want to work at it that much harder yeah you know and and there was there was prices to pay for you know for riding like that or acting like that at times whether it was from a crash or it was mm-hmm. you know um i don't know i don't know what the word is you know what sometimes when things come back to bite you and you're, you're being a prick here and then you you crash or, <laughs> or you break something on the bike and they're like oh but you know what it was it was fun and it was me and at the time yeah i was like you know, I just thinking back to screwing with guys, you know, passing them and letting them back around and, 
you know, doing it oh, again yeah. or, or jumping over, you know, doing something like that. And sometimes it would work all in good in the end, and other times you may end up on the deck, and then it's like, ah, yeah, there you go. You deserve that. But <laughs> Baba, it was damn fun. There I, wasn't a whole lot I'd go back and change. You know, I worked with the, I worked the Yamaha for ferry for a number of years, and Bob Oliver told me a story in 89, 125 Nationals. You're racing Kurdowski. You've got a big old points lead uh, halfway through the season. And everything's looking good. And Kudrowski or someone, maybe it was Holland, someone pisses you off. You let them by. You nail them in a corner. You di- you, <laughs> you bend awesome. your pipe. Your pipe goes. De- your pipe's demolished. You either DNF or you have to pull in for a pipe, and you lose a bunch of points. And it was all because you were just like, "Screw you, mother effer." <laughs> and Bob's like, well, "Bob's like." <laughs> I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, and I, that particular one was at uh, was that Red Bud, yep. and it was just one of those days, man. You just felt like you could. You, at, at any point in time, you could do what you wanted. The bike was working good. You uh-huh. were feeling good, and 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 I was. And I always wanted to just, you know, that thing, your Honda, Yamaha, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I, I wanted to beat those guys really bad, and then you know it was almost <laughs> trying to beat them, obviously to the checkered flag, but mentally as well. So they were really prepared for the next moto or the next week. But um, I was, uh, you know, again, I was screwing with George, and I had passed him and waved him back by to where, you know, the, the fans could see, and then they passed him again. And then my mechanic's like, hey, it's, it's time to go, time to quit screwing around. Yep. And so I did. I, I passed him and went to go on, and I I had, was jumping in, off of this jump and kind of landing in a hole. Mm-hmm. And instead of the suspension moving two or three times, it only moved once, and then I was heading up this hill. But anyway, yep. I... I landed a little bit long, just a little bit long, like in the G out. And when I did, the bike bottomed out so far that it hit the bottom of the, the bottom of the exhaust pipe and folded it back against Ooh. the frame. Yeah. And the bike wouldn't hardly run. You know, it lost all. I mean, I, I finished, but I don't even know how far back was all I could do to get around the track. Right. And so that was one of those times where you know, probably should have been screwed around. <laughs> probably should have just went on about my business. Yeah. So. You know, they they obviously got the last laugh, and then the guys from Honda, they were walking back to the pits. They had some choice words to say on why I didn't win and whatever. I don't even exactly <laughs> right. remember. And, and I don't even really remember what happened the next moto. But, but I loved it when they, when they did stuff like that because it was just like motivation to freaking kill. You know, it was like, all right, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you said that, but it's going to be really rough on your guys next moto <laughs> right, or next right. week or whenever you got the next opportunity. Yeah, at but, some point, right. Yeah. And then you ride Yeah, up. I mean uh, – Sorry, go ahead. What's that? No, I so say you ride a lot of off-road now, and but when you were riding moto, I mean, you still ride moto, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Not not as much just because it's, you know, where I'm at now and we have, you know, trails and off-road stuff. But, no, I still love to, and it's like the, the track of the road last weekend with the gas gas stuff. It was just super fun. I mean, it was cool to ride a big, wide-open track that you could jump, you know, 100 feet or whatever, and, yeah. and it's somewhat safe, you know? And do you, I mean, do you ever study riders anymore? Do you try to evolve your style? Because, you know, growing up in the 90s, everyone was kind of, you know, set in one style. Now, you know, we've probably seen one or two phases that has changed. Have you tried to adapt some new age style to your to your riding? Not really. Not really. I, I've thought about it, and I, and I have watched the guys, you know, a little bit at Nationals and then what I – what I see on social media. And then at the, the last two nationals, I was in really good spots to where I could see. And you see, I feel like I see a lot of similarities in the way 
you know, I charged or how it have ridden, you know, a section, not so much rhythm sections. Obviously, they've taken that to a whole new level. But, yeah. but you know, a nasty rough straightaway with ruts or, you know, an, an uphill step up or something like that that was kind of like I rode. And I see a lot of similarities, but then I see some, you know, amazing technique that guys are doing, you know, with their bikes. And some of it, to me, looks like it uses a lot of energy, mm-hmm. a lot of maybe excess energy. But I felt like the way I rode kind of was the same way because I would charge so hard that maybe if I would have just tried at 95%, it would have been easier on me than trying at 110%. Right. But That's... there's uh, some really good riders. And, I mean, like I said, the, the spots that I've been able to watch over the last couple of weekends has been good spots to see the, the new technique. Uh, a couple of weeks, we got a weekend off, and we're at High Point. And if there's one thing about High Point, it's Damon fucking Bradshaw. That's right. That's you, I, will, I will be there. Oh, you will. Oh God, dude. Are you I will be there. Are, you yes, like, are they going to yes. do anything with you, like in front of the crowd? Because they I, need to. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't even. I don't even know. I, and I don't know if um, you know those guys know that I am coming. But, oh, I'm but telling, I want to. I'm, I'm really you. looking forward. You're texting to right now. I'm texting Coombs right now. Some of the fans in there because I, you know, that was the thing back in the day. Is everybody just assumed that was my my home track well yeah i had raced there just as many times as they all had right, right it wasn't a local wasn't a local track for me but i loved it and i loved the fans there because they were they were into it you know that was one thing that i didn't see a whole whole lot of at the nationals that i've been at that the people really really got into it like mm-hmm. they did and we'll you know we always yeah. refer to it back in the day but yep. but that was something that man motivated you and made you i mean when you were battling with a guy and you could hear the fans all the way around the racetrack, mm-hmm. that was one of them because me and Stanton had a lot of battles there, yeah. and uh, those fans were into it. Yeah, I agree. They're not the same. I agree. There's not as much camping going right. on anymore. Um, the, the TV package is really great. They're on Saturdays now. I totally agree. The fans aren't as gnarly at, at all the races as they used to be for for whatever reason. They're at, you're, right, they're right, right. And I don't know, yeah. you know, what to blame it on. Or, right. And I and I mean, there's some there's some great racing. Yep. I mean, there, it's like, you know, Glen Helen, it was just all over the board. So it's kind of nice to see things changing and some multiple guys win, and I think that's going to really help the fans, too. They want to they want to see something different. I mean, everybody loves to win, but you know how that all is yeah. after after it happens for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Damon, I want to thank you, too, for uh, – I did the story on, on McGrath's 96 season. You were great to me on that. Uh, the podcast we've done, everything else, uh, you always got time. Uh, so appreciate all of that stuff for, for our listeners and for the readers of Racer X and everything else. Um, so thanks always for your time and, and again for tonight as well. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you guys. And uh, I look forward to seeing some, uh, seeing some old fans at, at High Point and uh, Muddy Creek as well. And let's see which other red bud. And you're going to have to wear a damn mask around the pits, man. They're going to get mobbed. <laughs> I know, huh? <laughs> uh, it's, it's cool. You know, you get to, Get to talking with somebody. I want uh, real quick. It's it's pretty cool when you walk by the walk by the Yamaha pits, and so many of the same faces are there. When I was yeah. riding, it's just like man, those guys are an inspiration. That they're just still there digging and and doing what you know what they want to do, and and uh, you know trying to make bikes work great for those kids. But it's yeah, it's pretty cool to see all those guys there. See people around. It's, pretty awesome yeah really right same crew there bob and keith and gara you know they're still there and obviously (laughs) yeah yeah it's funny that way it is yeah (laughs) good times thanks guys appreciate it man thanks damon thank you damon appreciate it all right all right bye-bye damon brach everybody uh on the public next show presented by btosports.com and fly racing that's cool damn fucking brach bro i'm telling you dude i spiked out and heather didn't know who he was i was pissed yeah
And I think during this commercial break, you're going you're gonna to beat the shit out of Marks over there. Right. Better watch some damn YouTube yeah. shit going on tonight. Uh, thanks to Damon. Thanks to Fly Racing. Also, Evan, uh, thanks. We gave Evan some gear. Courtesy of the folks at Fly Racing. We're still going to give a Works Connection Elite oh, yeah. Pro Perch coming up. But for now, our first commercial break, we got uh, JT coming up from Japan. We have uh, Dylan Epstein as well. All right. Do some cold calls. Sweet. Be sweet. Chris Kiefer. In studio? <laughs> almost. Almost, bro. Almost. I, I almost said it. So Don't. thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be right back after this commercial break. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet, it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps Light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years' experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. 
Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go PulpMX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. 
And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, you're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Want a chain and sprocket kit, but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in a wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitt. 
They all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica Patterson. Be sure to check out all the gear alloy wheels at gearalloy.com or atdwheels.com get your trucking gear starting now you can use the code pulpmx17 to save on gear alloy at socalsupertrucks.com gear alloy wheels for your jeep trucker suv get your trucking gear Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV by taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit. PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild, whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. 
And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit EKChainUSA.com and click on Rider Support. Everybody, Pop Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. There's Kiefer in studio. Yeah. Hi. Hey. Hey, Marks. Bono. That's right. Marks. Hold on, Marks. Hello. Can you tighten me up over here? You bet I can. Oh, I bet you can Just too. Tight. I'm, I'm drooping. My mic is drooping. Yeah, you like that? Drooping. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, hold on. He's got a little sag right. in his mic. There we go. Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. little limpage. There you, there you go. That's good. That'll be good. Oh, Thank you, buddy. It's more erect now. Thank you, Mark. Stay tuned in a lot. All right, everybody. Thanks to David Bradshaw. Thanks to Blake Baggett. Dylan Epstein is coming up. I would say 
Kiefer, I mean, you follow Canadian Moto. You raced there even last year. Was it I last love year Canadian Moto. Uh, no, it's been a couple years. A couple years. Yeah. Um, Dylan Epstein was a huge surprise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I know Dylan. That was a surprise for me to see that. So. so we'll have Dylan Epstein on to talk a little bit about his deal and what's going on and everything else. And uh, we thank, again, we thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Whether it's uh, uh, WUSA, which Blake Baggett uses, uh, WUSA to uh, to dominate Lakewood or FMF or Atlas Neck Brace, uh, Get Data. All of our guys, all of our partners, uh, a lot of them offer codes. And uh, please support them and s- for supporting the show. And we thank you guys. It's been good. Downloads are up. And the new app update is out. It should fix a lot of your complaints. All right, everybody. Uh, Jason Thomas, too, from Japan. Coming. Trying to reach out to him. All right. See what he says. Talk about the new RMZ. Yeah. Factory bike. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, uh, Chris Kiefer, you were a dirt rider. I um, was. And now you're not. I am not. And so, we're going to introduce tonight that your gigs are... And I'll, I'll I'll speak about one of them. Uh, we're going to see you up here more often. Yes, sir. Uh, Pulp MX show co-host. Uh, you're going to be doing a lot of work for Pulp MX, uh, a weekly podcast, testing podcast. Yep. Whether it's bikes, gear, uh, uh, clutch purchase, anything, boots, whatever, you'll be doing a weekly podcast testing. Yep. Uh, you'll be taking questions from our listeners and uh, doing pods that way. You'll be writing about the pro races. You'll be writing about... Uh, the shootouts, uh, bike thoughts, everything else, uh, Pulp MX. So you're stepping up big time uh, for PulpMX.com and Pulp MX Show, and I'm so happy. I'm pleased we never had anybody like you on staff. Uh, Moser comes close. <laughs> Moser's Mos- close. Moser's close. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you're going to be uh, a real valuable asset to everything to do with the world of Pulp, and I, I couldn't be happier, buddy, for uh, for getting you on. Well, yeah, well, thanks for having me, and uh, it's, uh, it's quite a – it's not it's not a it's not a drastic change but change but it's a big change for me so uh yeah, I'm happy to be here, and hopefully it's seamless for you, and you don't have to get a, have a headache. Yeah, I think, no, I think it'd be good, man. I think you offer something that I can't do, and, and Swizz and Moser and, and Blazer and everything else, we can't do it. And so um, I think it'd be great. That's awesome. And uh, so you'll see a lot more Chris Kiefer on PulpMX.com. Uh, subscribe to your uh, podcast, which will be out soon. We'll publish We'll blast that out for everybody. Yep. Um, and uh, um, again, you'll, we'll see you up here more. And I think it'll be good. I eventually, Kiefer, I got to talk you into going to the races for me. Oh, that's going to be. But a- that's going to be a big talk <laughs> down the road. It's a big talk <laughs> and a little bit of a raise. We don't know about going and traveling. Right. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to it, man. And and I think it'll be great. And then you yourself, you launched a new website. Yep. So Kiefer Ink Testing is now live. Um I had a great guy, um, an Ian Tucker, and it's iancraigtucker.com. Um, he actually doesn't even ride dirt bikes, but his dad listens to the show, and that's why he started doing this website for me. So uh, it's been a long time coming, and uh, as soon as I knew I was leaving Dirt Rider, I just kind of called him and said, hey, we need to kind of do this ASAP, and he did a shit ton of work in about two weeks. Wow. And uh, so, so it's live up. There's not a lot of content out. I'm going to start piecing that together slowly. Yeah, you like that? But, uh, we do. Um, no better time than now because 2018 bikes are coming. Yep. All the new gear's coming. A lot of new stuff. So uh, I'm excited to bring myself to everyone because I couldn't really be myself at Dirt Rider. I had to be a well, version of myself. So Yeah, it's going to be great. I got to say, uh, you're an honest tester. Maybe too honest at times, but yes. that's what you are. That's what you do. So whether you're doing a review on Kiefer Inc., whether you're doing a review on Pulp MX, whether it's the podcast, whether yep. it's on the show, um, you're real. 
and yeah. that's what people are going to get. Now, I'm transparent. Now, now to, maybe to a fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as, as any listener knows. Now, maybe um, you know someone has a different riding style than you, or rides slower or faster, so things are better. Uh, that doesn't mean that your word is gospel, but for you, in your skills and your knowledge of testing, uh, and you work for some companies that we can't even talk about that are are you know that you've worked with in the past, you'll be honest. Yeah, and yep. and if you go on keyforinktesting.com, I did some videos just to kind of like let you guys know what I'm about and what we'll be doing, and um, I even explained that in there. Like, I know not every bike is for everybody. You know, there's beginners to pros, so. I was kind of developed that way as a tester, you know, I kind of tried to develop a motorcycle or products for the every, every type of guy. So yeah, I'm just, I just want to be, I like being straight up and on my side, you know, people ask, well, how are you going to get paid? What are you going to do? I'm not taking any money from the manufacturers because when I do bike tests, I don't want anyone thinking that I'm biased. Even if I did have manufacturer money on my site, it wouldn't matter because I, I ride the bike. I'll do the podcast. I'll type about the bike, and it is what it is. The manufacturers know that. So, um, yeah, you've run, you run a foul of some manufacturers over the years. Yeah, and I've get, people get pissed off at me because you know, you know, hey, we have advertised, and how come we're not doing this? Well, I, I just can't do that morally. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I'm excited about everything you're doing. It's gonna be good. Uh, so go to the website. Go to you'll see pulpmex.com as well. Uh, increased on there, and you'll unfortunately you got to drive up here for more shows. Yeah, sorry, it's only two hours. So. <laughs> um, Look, and as far as you leaving Dirt Rider, uh, you've been there for how long? 16 years. 16 years of Dirt Rider. And look, I, I was at Racer X, and then I went to Transworld, and right. now I'm back at Racer X. Um, I've lost gigs writing for magazines overseas. Uh, yep. So it happens. Uh, lots of changeover in the, in the media department and all that. But the way that Dirt Rider editor handled you and your departure – like things happen and you leave companies and that's fine. That's what happens in life. A lot of people listening have switched companies, but holy fuck, did they treat you shitty? They basically <clears throat> the guy there, yeah, Pete Peterson, yeah, the new editor, right, wrote you up, yep, like you basically broke the law, yep. like you were a bad employee. They didn't come to you and say, "Hey, Chris, uh, after 16 years, can we talk? Yeah, can we?" Uh, can we maybe do this and you not do that and we pay you this and what can we do, Chris, to keep you here right. to work with you because we want to change things, which is in their right as an employer. Yep. But to write you up like yep. you're a bad employee, that is complete bullshit. Pete Peterson, suck my dick. You're you're an idiot. You're a complete idiot for leaving Kiefer and ditching him like that. So there's a way to handle people after 16 years. There's a way to do it. Here's the deal. I love the brand, Dirt Rider the brand. That's fine. I'm angry. I'm, I'm angry. That's fine. Yeah. And, 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 I, off, and I was too at first when I saw this, this paper in front of me because I know what I bring to the magazine and I know what Pulp has done for Dirt Rider. How many people do you think – okay, for, for, wait. I'm getting madder here. One of Pete's things was you cannot do the Pulp Mech show anymore. It was a, it was a, it was basically a, a an ultimatum. Yeah. You either do Dirt Rider and that's it, and live off of my bitching ass salary that I didn't get. Um, now keep in mind you've been doing sixteen years of testing your own thing. Yeah. Testing some private clients. And they stuff. all knew that. Yep. Everybody knew it. Yeah. Uh, you've been doing the show. Yeah. They basically said you can do nothing else, but they were not increasing your wage. No. So basically. No, I can't do anything else, and I have to drive to the office more if I'm not testing. And they knew that I did all of my work at home, 
And if the people out there read the magazine, uh, they can look and see how much I've written and see how much he has done. He, he basically, what, what's sad to me, and this goes back when, when Chris Dennison was the editor, Pete was um, remote. He was in Texas. He wanted to come back to California, so I was going to take a pay cut. Chris was going to take a pay cut, and Joe, our art director, was going to take a pay cut to bring this guy back because we felt he was a good guy. Fast forward to Chris Dennison leaving. Um, I, we all thought as a collective unit at Dirt Rider um, that he would be good. Pete would be good as an editor because he's more of an office guy. He doesn't ride. Point blank, I've asked the guy, would you rather ride a dirt bike or write about a dirt bike? And he said, I would rather write about him. I don't want to ride him. How could you have an editor and it's our fault. You're the like one brought we, him in. Right. So I blame, I blame our choices for what has happened, but I did not see that coming. <laughs> we created this idiot. Listen, it, it's, 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 how, it's how short-sighted would Pete have to be to not understand that you doing this show. He doesn't understand. That's what blows my mind. subscriptions to Dirt Rider. So many. Like, how many times have you been hit up? Uh, that's all I hear about. I hear right. more about Pulp than I do Dirt Rider, but when they associate me, it, they associate me with Dirt Rider. And Dirt Rider does not have an internet radio show that I know of. Now, for a while, Kiefer, you were doing stuff for Pulp uh, that did not conflict with Dirt Rider because the editor, Chris Dennison, told you you could yes. under certain guidelines. And yes. we were doing that for a couple of months until Dennison left. And then Pete said, no more. No more. And you said, fine. Then stop doing and it. And we never did another article. Right. I didn't pay you anymore. Nope. And... One of Pete's things was you. I have to go back. I have to go back and take it down and take down yes. these six months old articles right. that you wrote for me, which was what only kind, a few. What kind of fucking idiot is he? That would be like me going to Transworld, which I did, right? And then Transworld saying, "Hey Coombs, pull down all of Mathis's articles," right? Like that would never happen. He's not a dirtbag person. That's that's the problem. Is he doesn't get? He's not out there in the public. And what skill does Pete Peterson have? Because he's going to be out of there if he doesn't have a skill. Because if he makes decisions like this and treats a 16-year employee, look, if he wants to make a change, that's fine. I said it earlier, that's fine. Yeah. He wrote you up like you broke a law, a in, rule. In when I got written up, it was even in the vital q and I did a vital Q&A. He thought that was not good. You can't do that. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable that he's so fucking stupid. That they wouldn't try to like work with you or talk to you. They treat you like you stole something from them, mm-hmm. like you're a shitty employee. It's like saying, like, hey, man, uh, we got these conditions, and you've worked here for 16 years. Uh, we're not going to talk to you about this and these conditions and try to work with you. We're just going to write you up like you're a bad employee. And you're like, huh? Yeah. What it's, a shitty way to end it. It's just sad for me because I'm a very, like, uh, like I said, I'm transparent. I'll tell you how it is. If you have a problem, please come talk to me, and let's work it out as men. That never happened. We, we spoke maybe twice in the year that he was editor. And if I call him, I would never get a return phone call. Um, he, would, he would converse with me over text or email. Never talk to me unless I drove down there and we talked. So it, it's just so sad to me as, as a guy that liked a dirt rider a lot and, and put a lot of his time in. I mean – Several nights laying in bed with Heather, typing all this shit, doing things because I enjoy doing it. Um, just went down the shitter because of one person of, it's, you know. It's just, unbelievable to treat somebody like that, to write them up like they're a bad employee. Like, I get they want to make a change. That's their right. But to treat somebody like that after 16 years is garbage. 
Yeah, I just, to want me to pull down articles that you had permission for? Yeah. To not allow you to come on a, a show that every single show we say Dirt Rider and what's new in Dirt Rider? How fucking stupid is he? This show That's the problem. has he more wasn't... fucking readers and listeners than a month than Dirt Rider would have in a fucking six months. I agree. And that's the problem. He's, How he, stupid are you, Mark? He's disconnected from, from our industry. He's disconnected well, he, from it. Then he's shitty at his job and he will probably be fired soon. Because certainly if anybody with any power or intelligence a Dirt Rider would be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Well, Ooh. I want to see Dirt Rider succeed with or without me, but I don't know if it's going to do that with him. Well, there. I, I, you know what? I'm actually thankful that Pete Peterson is such a fucking idiot because now we're going to get you at Pulp MX. You're going to succeed with his own, own site, and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. He I did mean, me a favor. He and he actually, me, in the long thank run, you, Pete. Thanks, in, Pete. In the long run, thank he you. did me a favor because it kind of got me motivated to do my own thing and the things I've been thinking about already. And hey, Pete, three people in the chat room just said, and that's only three people, Pete, but we're only live. Three people just said they're, they're, they will not renew their subscriptions because they subscribe for Kiefer. There's some, well, someone on Facebook that said the same. Huh. Well, it just sucks, know? too. Like, I planned this thing with Husky to go to ride Zach Osborne's bike, and when I put my two weeks in, I said, hey, I will do this for you guys, no problem, you know, because I got with Andy Jefferson say, hey, I'm going to go to Baker's Factory, do this Husky thing. I'll, that'll be my final article for you guys as a gesture, like, hey. Andy wanted me to go because he trusted me to go to ride the bike and write. Um, he went behind my back, clipped me out of the whole yeah, thing. It's just, and I almost feel like, Kiefer, you're not telling me the whole story. Right. That's what like, I, I almost feel like. I did something did Kiefer, so fucked did Kiefer up. bang a hooker uh, you know, in, on the desk or, or in, like, in the middle of the day? Or like I did something directly to his family or just that's how it was treated. Yeah. Like, like again, it's their right to make a change. I got let go at Racer X. Well, I didn't get let go, but. They said, we can only pay you per article, Mathis. We have to make a change. And I went to Transworld for a guaranteed yeah. salary. So they came to me and they said, what, what can we do? We want to keep you. And I chose to leave and now I'm back and I'm pumped and RacerX is great. Um, and if I left tomorrow, they would not treat me like that. Right. You just don't do that to somebody with 16 years, 16 years on the job. What does Carl Kramer think? I don't think he cares. He's been so removed from it. We got to call Carl. We should you know? call Carl. <laughs> it's, it's, What's the Wolfman think? Yeah, it, it's it's so stupid. It's, it's so stupid. It's just sad that I know how much work. I, here's the deal: if I didn't, if I did some sh shit wrong, I'd be the first guy to admit it. I'd be like, "Man, I did that wrong. That's not good. I won't do it again." I just know what I did for that magazine, and I just did a lot. And the thing is, here's the deal: they have Lindsey Lavelle and Sean Klinger. Those two guys in that office are good people, and right. I feel so sorry for those guys having to work for someone that doesn't communicate. And they have no direction. It's I just, just sad. I just I hate when people get I hate when people are dicks to each other. And that's what this is. That's exactly what this is. Now again, they can make the change what they want. They can talk to you to put to write you up. Like basically if you were to go put Dart, Pete down as a reference, a dirt rider, he'd be like, Yeah, we had to write him up. We had to write him up. Oh yeah. But you know, yeah. he basically wrote things in there that I knew for a fact that he knew that I wouldn't do. So it's just like, yeah, hey, no, no, he gave you a poison pill contract. Yeah, yeah. it's like, here like, you go. Yeah. Like, you know, you're not going to do it. So and when like, I walked in there and said two weeks, he was like, okay. Yeah. No problem. No, they wanted to get rid of you, which again is fine, but to do it that way is just garbage. So, I don't know. To me, like doing the Vital QA, doing Pulp Show, doing all oh, these dude, things, yeah, doing no, these interviews. But listen, like, I, I'm on your board. That's smart. Yes. It so, only brings attention to Dirt Rider. It, it makes him look like an idiot, complete moron. But look, in his mind, he doesn't know that because he's a moron. So that's fine. You can't educate morons. But you still don't treat people and write them up. 
Like you did. Right. You just don't do it. You don't you, treat you don't the do person that. That, that tried to help you come back in that way. I don't know, man. Like right. I would have did it a different way. If I was on the flip side, I would have brought you in like, look, man, I have a problem personally with you doing <laughs> stuff with Steve. And then me and you could work it out. Don't take it higher up and try to write me up for some dumb That's shit. That's what I mean. Like, and, and like to... If he's he, like he's too dumb to understand that this show helps Dirt Rider and your presence on Vital Q and A helps Dirt Rider, okay, I get it. But just talk to you about it. Just treat you like a man. Don't don't say, hey, Kiefer, we're, we're going to write you up right now unless you fix all these things. That's you know, what they, it was. Didn't, they didn't come to you and be like, hey, let's work on this, man. We want to keep you. No, not no. once that no. word never came out. We want to keep you. No. So whatever. it was all in the in the in the paperwork saying do this, do this, do this, and sign it. And I didn't sign it. I walked out, said I need some time. And when I walked out, I thought about it and got with some of my family and I got with you and I was like, I feel like I'm getting fucked. Like, this is bullshit. And I came back in. I said, you know what? I'm giving my two weeks. Like, I can't do this. I can't morally come back in and sign this paper knowing that 80% 80 of those things you wrote, I never did or is not true. It's like, forget it. Yeah. And he's like, oh. You, it, it got so bad where I couldn't put stickers on my helmets for photos because he thought I was getting paid from those people. I'm yeah. like, look, I've been putting stickers on my fucking helmets for 16 years just because these people are just good people. If you want to stick some other Dude. stickers on my helmet just for the hell of it that are advertising, I was like, let's do it. He never did it. Dude, I, I do stuff with Anton uh, from Transworld. Uh, Weege and I talked to Anton. Uh, we, I, I put Dan Dunes and Anton on Racer X before. As far as that, uh, Davey's always like, hey, if you can freelance, you know, don't do it for Transworld. But you want to freelance for somebody? No problem, because that's how Coombs made a living when he was a struggling guy. There isn't enough money to pay these ex- crazy salaries to all this. It's all accepted. Go ahead. Do some freelance work. Right. You know, do what you can. Stay away from competitors. Uh, uh, but nope. It's not like I went in and said, I'm going to go right for Don at Transwell, put my stuff in there. It's like, <laughs> it's so, that's what I don't get. Eric Johnson is like Davey's buddy, and he writes things for MXA and Transworld. Like, like, yeah. Good job, Pete. I'm sure you'll be a great success there at Dirt Rider. <laughs> Look. You're off to a flying start. I love Thank dirt, you. I Pete love Peterson. dirt bikes. I love them. It's my family first, and then dirt bikes. That's what I do. Go pound sand, Pete. <laughs> so... But after I thought about this and I and I started getting used to the idea of leaving, um, to me, like when someone goes by, that you go buy a bike, how many of these people go, you know what, I'm buying this bike because Dirt Rider told me to. They don't do it. I want someone to go buy a fucking bike or buy some parts. Say, you know what, I went on Kiefer's website. I trust him. That's why I'm buying the bike. That's what motivates me to go do what I need to do on my site, on Pulp, just so I can be transparent and tell people what's good and what's not so good, you know? Nash, what's up? Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Dude, Kiefer, first of all, the guy's a clown show. We, you've lived a long life. You're, you know, it's a classic white-collar hit. You know, onward and upward, and anybody with a brain is going to move with you, and I'm going to be throwing my subscription in a trash for Dirt Rider. Not because you're advocating that or you're instituting that. Yeah, and I'm not. I like Dirt Rider the brand. That's the thing. It's nah, just, fuck it. Scrap yep. it. Scrap it. Do not garbage. It's garbage. Mathis, I literally said garbage myself when I heard this rolling out. I'm like, dude, this guy's insane. But you know what? You said it best, Steve. You can't argue with an idiot. No. You can't educate stupid people and whatever. Chris Kiefer's got a heart of gold and he's a selfless guy. And I'm not saying that, Kiefer, because you're sitting on the phone because it's the truth. So, again, anybody like, in I, this sport. I defend Dirt Rider's decision to, to move on from Kiefer. That right. is right for anybody to do as a company. You can do that. Hey. But when you do it that way, 
That's bullshit. That's right. complete bullshit. Hey, so that's why. What goes around, what, what goes around comes around. And, and Steve, you you know, you're neck deep in this for a long time. Chris, you've been, I mean, the stories go on and on and on. Well, it's but, a small industry, right? It's, it's, yep. everyone knows everyone. And I try to, to be myself and be who I am. And if you like me, great. If you don't, that's your choice too. But I mean, I just try to be a good person and hopefully that's, that comes back and fuck know, you in return. Really like Kenny Watson dropping knowledge like an anvil. I got two key important things. Sure, go ahead. Steve, I'm, I'm very excited about the show 300. Oh, you know, yeah, you. Nash. Uh, I'm very excited. Right up your Very, alley. very excited. I might have to send some coffee. I haven't mailed you any coffee in a long time. I yeah, might have you to send you some. Yep. That's, that's all right. I can do that. And then the other second thing I wanted to draw your attention to, which I think you'll be uh, favorably responding, is did you see Troy Lee has a brand new feature with their gear? It's build your kit. It doesn't say build your outfit. It doesn't say build your no. dress up. What? Who has that? Troy Lee. Oh, Troy Lee. God. Build your kit. Build your kit. Build your kit. Uh, must be the younger generation, man. Maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I'm just getting old no. and best dress is old school and, and whatever. But it, to me, it just seems I, clicky. I can, I can truly understand the concepts of both. And as an impartial person, as Switzerland, as a Pulpamax listener and a motocrosser, a passionate fan, I hate to say it because age is a state of mind, but the lit kit does just flow off your tongue so easy. Uh, and I'm not patronizing Steve. I don't do that. And don't, don't get do me wrong. I, I like, I love Seven Deuce Deuce, but lit kit just not for me. I'm more of a straight up best dress guy. Of, as part of Kiefer's employment at PulpMets.com, you'll be dropping best dress from his every maybe I can vocabulary. Uh, renegotiate my collaboration. Yes, yes, exactly. Steve, Steve, did you bring him in? The first thing he came into the house today, you said, "Come on over here. You need to sign this piece of paper." And if you don't sign this piece of paper, you got to run out in the oncoming traffic. Yeah, like yeah, exactly, exactly. If you don't sign this, you're I out love. already. All right, now. Hey, hey, anything else? Hey, no, hey, hey, what's what's the odds of calling? Maybe call Factory Phil next week. Come on. No, Nash, we gotta go. See you. There's see no show on. next no, week, Nash. See no, Please. see you, Nash. All right, see you, uh, Derek. What's up? How are you? Uh, good, thanks. Uh, I just got two things for Keister here. Um, they probably let you go because of you just refusing to acknowledge how bad the Yamaha 450 is. <laughs> Maybe it, was, it had some Viagra, Heather, <laughs> and you're seeing blue. Yeah. So uh, that's the only thing I can say. The only reason that possibly they could let you go. Um, personally, I went to Dirt Rider all the time because of hearing you on here. I know uh, everybody I know, I know if you guys know you, and they all just say how awesome you are. And you know what? Uh, I think you'll be better off. So, Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And hopefully uh, you can come to uh, Pulp and Kiefer Ink Testing and get some what you need. I will for sure. All right. Thanks. Thank thanks, you. buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get to Andy's got a moose question. He's not asking Pete Peterson this. That's for sure. What's up, Andy? How are you? Hey boys. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good. What's going on? Hey, um, first, before I get to the moose, uh, you know, this sounds like this whole keeper thing and, and I'm, I'm pretty young. I'm 27, but, uh, I read super Hunky's book. Um, and this sounds like the shit he went through with their bike yeah. where, where they didn't, you know, really agree with, with what he was writing and mm-hmm. how he pissed off all the manufacturers. And basically, I mean, you know, from, like when my dad said, when, when Hunky left their bike, it just was never the same. It just sounds right. so, so similar. Um, and as far as mooses go, um, Kiefer, uh, I don't know how extensively you tested them, but in your opinion – what is the best one? I mean, the one that like you know either lasts the longest or performs the best. Um, yeah, I've kind of te- ride on a budget, but uh, right. you know, just curious. Yeah, I've Michelin. I've I've rode with the Michelin and uh, Dunlop. 
Um, okay. And don't quote me. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm, does Dunlop sell their mooses? I'm not sure. Um, I know I got mine through Dunlop personally, so I, I would assume they sell them. Um, but for feel-wise, I preferred um, the Dunlop only because it was less. It didn't. The Michelin gave a little bit more, so I got a little bit more tire roll. So I mm-hmm. could feel that, and it would break down a little sooner. Um, okay. The harder pack tracks, it actually worked better. But um, when I went and pushed it on some sand and did some things like that, I didn't like it the way it felt kind of rolled. Um, okay. So I, I stuck with the Dunlop, and it lasted you know fairly long. you know. But if you're doing like desert racing and stuff like that, they don't last very long. Maybe you'll get a couple races out of them because you're burning them up so much because they get so hot, you know? Yeah, um, I'm actually an East Coast guy, so I do a lot of wood riding, you know, clay and rocks and all that stuff. So maybe the Michelin would be better in your area just because it would give a little bit more and squish a little bit more? Yeah, that's that's what it sounds like. I, I have the uh, Starcross 5s, um, you know, um, I'm just trying to figure out. I'm, I'm putting a new one on, and I didn't want to go back to a tube because right. two weekends ago I cased a rock really hard and, and blew out a tube and had to ride about four miles back on a front flat, and that wasn't very fun. Even a heavy-duty? Right. You had heavy-duty tubes? Yeah, yeah. I, I Dude, those things, those things are gnarly. Those are super thick, I know. They are. They're gnarly. It's funny you say it because yeah. when I – I don't usually run a moose front for moto just because I don't like the way it feels. But, man, going to a rear moose compared to a tube, it's a total different feel from the rear. And if guys are looking for uh, more of a dead-feeling rear end, so when you hit stuff, it's not very reactive, going to a moose does that for you. A tube has more spring to it. So it's a total different feel. Okay. Awesome. I I appreciate the insight. And, uh, yeah. You're not going to find that from Pete Peterson, a dirt rider. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no. Well, definitely, like I, um, you know, I, I subscribed to Dirt Rider because of Kiefer. Oh, shocker! Um, yeah, well, thank you. I haven't, I haven't, uh, I didn't re-up my subscription last year, but uh, you know, I'll definitely be following his website and following following one fault because uh, you know, I, I listen to what Kiefer says. He, he seems to know his shit, so I appreciate it and keep up the honest opinions. You do us a lot of uh, favors for sure. Yeah, thanks, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for the call. All right, see you. Yeah, it's unfortunate, you know. I, I, I don't like the way he handled this thing at all. Well, I didn't it, either. And it seems so personal. So Yeah, I, honestly, I don't I, – I, honestly, it's so random and it fathoms me. It's like, I don't know what happened, you know. <laughs> like, everything was going good. Hey, we had a plan. You do the office work. I'll be out there. I'll do all the tests. I'll get my guys. I'll do the things. And, yeah, and yeah it went to the right. So – who knows? Internally, maybe something internally happened. You know, upper management sticks with upper management. I have no idea, dude. And honestly, I wasn't in the office enough to even know what's going on. Yeah, I just, you maybe just, that's I just, one of the reasons. Yeah, I mean, look again. You just don't treat someone of sixteen years that works hard like, like that. You just don't. You, you can work with them. You can talk to them. You know, you can make a change. You're up, you're cool with that. But I agree to write you up like you like I said like you're basically a bad boy. That's that's unbelievable. Yep, unbelievable. But All hey, right. we're gonna moving on to bigger and better things. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, if Marks allows you to stay here, then you're in. Um, speaking of bigger and better things, Vortex Racing, Cooper Webb, Chad Reed, the Babbitts Cowie teams runs Vortex as well. Uh, bars and sprockets. We thank those guys as well. Email Jake at vortexracing.com if you want to get any kind of deal from the folks at Vortex as well as EK Chains too. Vortex is running EK Chains now. They're distributing them and they're managing the the U.S. side of EK Chains. So 
Uh, we thank Vortex for coming on the show. And Vortex is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest. This guy was probably the talk up there in, in Kamloops, British Columbia, at the opening round. I know uh, he surprised the hell out of me with some, yeah. with some amazing rides. And uh, he's now on the Pulp and Mech show. Dylan Epstein, what's up, Dylan? How are you, man? How's it going, guys? I'm, I'm uh, doing pretty good. I just uh, rolled up to my hotel and sitting in the lobby, and uh, the lobby people are kind of looking at me funny. But the lobby there. people. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm comfy. The lobby people. Where, are you still in Kamloops? Where are you at? Um, I'm in Prince George right now. I just uh, rode the track for about 30 minutes, and it's a, it's a small little track, but um, I think it'll be good for racing. You and the, the you and Surat just rolled up there already. I like that dedication. That's good. Um, he actually he's living the the factory life right now. He he flies in and out. Oh wow! Hey, you're doing uh, the right yeah. thing though, brother. Because doing that that's taxing. That's that's some bullshit after a while. So. Hey, I I actually decided to do this because I I wanted to get a little bit of an advantage on these Canadian checks since I don't know them too well. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, yeah, Prince George is a new one. And I've never been. Yeah, I've never been. It's there. way up there, dude. Too. You're almost in Alaska, bro. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little strange up here. A little different. But hey, uh, new things are pretty fun and exciting to experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. It's a. It's a real cool story. Um, hey, so I I talked to somebody who was at Canloops. You and Ryan Surratt, just a sprinter and a trailer like full privateers and you go out and you qualify first, you win the first moto, uh, by working your way to the front, like, and in the second moto you charge from the back, like, dude, that's awesome. You, you gotta be stoked. Yeah, it was pretty unreal, dude. I was, uh, when I, uh, starting off with practice, actually, uh, like the first, uh, untimed, I was sitting in fourth and I was two seconds off the fastest guy. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, like, I was, like, giving it all I had. And then uh, the second <laughs> the second moto uh, or the second practice, uh, I was sitting in 12th, they said, and I didn't get a pit board for the whole practice to see my lap time or anything. Like, okay. like my mechanics just disappeared or something. <laughs> so, like, almost, like, the second to last lap, I'm cruising, and I'm, like, waving my hand, like, where's the freaking pit board, you know? And finally, I come around, and they're, like, position 12. And I'm like, there's no way. So uh-huh. I freaking laid down a, a heater on the last lap. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'll be, like, fifth or, like, somewhere in there, you uh-huh. know. And uh, I ended up seeing position one on the pit board. I was like, dude, are you freaking kidding me right now? So <laughs> I was just totally in shock. Uh-huh. But, um, and then moving on to the first moto, uh-huh. um, I, I, I didn't really know where I started, like, ninth or so. I'm not sure. Maybe mm-hmm. eighth. Um, somewhere in that area, and then uh, I was just picking dudes off, and I didn't really think about who was in front of me until I kind of looked up, and it was Purcell, and we were just dicing, like literally just slicing through the pack, like nothing. And uh, it was kind of cool to ride behind him because we actually took the same exact lines the whole time. There's wow. probably one or two different lines that I was taking that I was getting an advantage on him on. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what ended up giving me the the pass on him because he ended up making a little mistake. The crafty S, the crafty Epstein. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know, right? Um, <laughs> why did you decide to do the Canadian Nationals? We saw you at Glen Helen. You rode well. Um, what uh, what happened to the Canadian Nationals? I heard a while ago, of course, that you and Surratt were doing them. But how did it come together? What's the deal? Um, this whole year, dude, I've been kind of feeling like I was on the back burner a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
um, my team, uh, they told me I wasn't going to do Supercross at the beginning of the year, like in October-ish, like closing into the year. And um, I was like, okay, cool. So I'm focusing on outdoors. And then like two weeks before A1, they're like, hey, what do you think about doing A1? And I was like, oh, <laughs> Uh, well, uh, can I skip, you know, the first few rounds and like, well, see, see what you can do, you know, getting in shape and like get supercross stuff set up. So the next day I get supercross stuff on my bike and I'm riding supercross and I, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do a one. Yeah. So I showed up at Phoenix and so on and so forth. It was kind of, uh, not a great experience that I had. And then moving on towards outdoors, I finally said, Hey, can I have like some time to yeah. get ready for outdoors so I can be a like competitive again right, right and they we all sat down and we, we got onto the same page and uh we just uh, well not we i don't like saying we i keep saying that but uh yeah i okay dungey again all right yeah, easy team member uh, yeah, Calm down. Right? <laughs> i uh i put the i put the work in and um the for like two and a half three months and i did all the riding on my own all the training um a lot of the times i was by myself and uh um, here I am now. I mean, uh, awesome. but towards, uh, towards closing in on the U S outdoors, uh, to answer your question, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't really sure what I was doing at all. Like there was still kind of no game plan. Mm-hmm. So I finally said, Hey, like, um, I heard Ryan's doing Canada and I like, um, why, why shouldn't I do Canada? I think yeah. that'd be kind of smarter for all of us, you know? Um, everyone's all going to be together. It's going to be cheaper for the team. So it'd be like a smarter choice. So, uh, once again, we are all like, yeah, we all agreed and we're on the same page and freaking came out swinging first round. Yeah, bro. That's awesome. Did you, did you know anything about Canadian series? Did you watch it? I mean, Kamloops is a different track for Mm -hmm. sure. Did you have any, any sort of research on Canada? Um, I showed up in Canada actually back in 14, Okay. The Monster Cowie team uh, needed a fill-in for Politelli. Okay. And it was kind of like a bummer um, that I did it, not because of the team, but because we had no testing. So we were basing a setup off of Politelli. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the dude at the time was 30 pounds heavier than me. Yeah. So uh, I kind of went out there on his suspension and yeah. – um, I qualified, I think, top fives, and then I was running top five both motos, and I ended up landing on my head both motos, and just it ended up being kind of a joke on my end um, just because I couldn't keep it up. Right. But uh, then the last round, because it was the last two rounds they brought me in on, and the last round at Walton, yep. on the free practice, dude, I uh, made four corners. <laughs> my foot gets ripped off the foot peg, and I popped my knee for the second time. Oh, jeez. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So you've got so, some experience. Um, Dylan has had had a bad stretch of injuries. His pretty much his whole career. Like he, uh, I've seen Dylan. Me and Dylan have known each other for quite some time, and I've watched him at the track. And I can vouch for him saying that he's by himself when he rides because I'll be testing, and there's no one usually at the track longer than than we are when we test. But that some bitch is over there on the other side of the the track riding you know doing these the same thing and he'll be scouring the pit sometimes he got a flat tire and he'll he'll bum tubes he'll get the job done and i would have loaded up and went home and said screw it but he sticks around he does his work so uh it, it, it's it's refreshing for me to see him win honestly like i'll be straight up i didn't think that would happen but i mean i've watched the kid ride 
lot of years, and he's definitely has the talent to do it. So it's it's cool to see. Are you are you staying up there? Are you travel? Are you staying up there for the first four rounds or whatever it is, and then then heading south? Uh, yeah, I'm staying yep. on the road the whole way through. Oh, jeez, um, okay. And then yeah, stay, uh, and then uh, towards the east coast, uh, I'll end up bunking up with uh, Brock Littner and his motorhome. They're him and his family are kind enough to, oh, cool. you know, take me in a little bit. Yep. So that's that's kind of cool. Did, dude, I'll tell you what. Like, I know I don't know what your deal is with Nut Up and everything, and I'm sure it's great uh, and all that. But the Canadian teams, I'm Canadian. I'm from, you know, I know these guys well. Like, they don't want to. They now that they've seen you win, they'll be like, "Let me see if I can help this guy out." Like, right? There could be something there down the road up in Canada. Like, this could be something where you just make your name and you stay up there and you make some money and you make a career because the Canadian teams that from people that I know, they don't want to just hire an American without having seen him that he can win because they just, they've done it in the past. They right. paid guys to come up and win and they don't win. <laughs> yeah. But now that you can, like this could be right. a real cool career thing for you. If you can keep this up, like the teams could be like, Hey man, let's get Dylan on board, you know? So. Yeah, that's kind of. I I kind of noticed that it's kind of exciting because after that first moto win, it was like the whole like pit was like they're all their eyes were like on me. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're pitted with the like in front of all the semis. Uh, the CMRC guys are kind enough to um, kind of push us through and like let us pit with the factory rigs and all that with the sprinter. So like everyone had their kind of eyes on me. It's kind of like weird to be in the spotlight after so long. It's been five years, dude, since I've won anything that was somewhat you know, like that was important, you know, to anyone. And to go win that race, it, this race is important to a lot of people and to me even. And uh, to win it was like everyone was like, holy crap. And even myself, I was like, dude, that just happened. Uh, and it was, again, like it was a surreal experience and I couldn't believe it. What about your second moto? You got fifth. Um, did you start from, did you get a bad start, or, or what happened in the second moto? So the second moto, I think I, I got around to, like, a top ten start again. And um, you, uh, at Cam Loops, they showed those those rollers on the inside of some of the corners. Yep. And um, so off the starting lap, the opening lap, we kind of go towards the back section, towards the sand, and there's that last inside roller before you hit that double into the sand or whatever. And on that roller, I'd send it off those things and land in some soft stuff and just carry good momentum. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the guys, like, kind of locked up his brakes, and I freaking came up and just nicked him. And right when I nicked him, the dude got on the gas, and it grabbed my front wheel and almost made me loop out. Oof. And I landed and just spun out. And then I'm on the backside of this roller, and dudes are freaking launching it. And there's no flag or flagging. Shocking. So I'm flagging. almost getting on trying to pick my bike up. <laughs> oh, dude, it was, it was like, oh, great. Here's, like, here's a throwaway motor, dude. Like, yeah. you just lost it all. So I'm, like, pissed. I picked my bike up, and I just freaking came through the pack just an angry. I was angry. And, uh, and I caught Medaglia and, um, with, like, two laps to go. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in fourth. I caught him, and I got right up on his wheel, and I just washed the front end. And I, at that point, when I got the bike up, I was just thinking to myself, <laughs> just finish the motto, save your points. Like, you're, the, I saw the pit board. They said, I'm in second overall. Like, yeah. just you take a second overall and be happy with it. Um, and hey, Kamloops yeah. is no joke. Whew. It's no joke. Keep no, it no. Good. Yeah. It's no joke. It's like silty with square edge. It's yeah. 
Yeah, and it, it, it was it got gnarly, and everyone said, "Oh, it's gonna get super gnarly." And in practice, the first two practices weren't that bad. So I was like, "Man," and I was kind of bummed at first because <laughs> right. everyone was going so fast. So I was like, "Dude, this track's gonna be super fast." <laughs> yeah. But uh, when was- when first moto came around, um, there was already chop and ruts everywhere, and so I was like, I, I was just stoked because I love rough tracks. I absolutely love them. So All right. Um, I guess it kind of was in my favor. We got a phone call for you from Mason. Mason, what's going on? You want to talk to Dylan about Kamloops? Yeah. Um. So, hey, Dylan. What's going on, dude? Nothing much. Um. So, what? I was wondering, like, what do you prefer more, the U.S. tracks, like in Cali, like Glen Helen, Hangtown, or Kamloops? Because you could tell they're sort of two different tracks, but everyone likes separate things. So, uh, like, you asked what I preferred, like, Hangtown or Glen Helen or Kamloops? Yeah. Okay. um, I think, truthfully, um, I enjoyed Kamloops more than I thought I would Mm -hmm. um, because it ended up turning out to be super rough, and it actually kind of reminded me of uh, Glen Helen at the end of the day. So if I were to have to pick, I would truthfully have to say, like, both Glen Helen and Kamloops, I wouldn't be able to pick between the two. Because uh, at the end of the day, Glen Helen um, gets the square edges like Kamloops does, and it's it has its hard packed spots, and then it goes kind of into some sandy spots. And it really reminded yeah. me of now that you bring that up, that's kind of crazy because it does remind me of Glen Helen, and I mm-hmm. did enjoy the track a lot. So yeah, I'd have to say I wouldn't be able to pick between Glen Helen and Kamloops. They're both really fun to ride. Yeah, but, uh, and I one more say question. Helen doesn't have the silt that right. Kamloops does. And right. uh, one more question: um, In both yes, photos, you you were sort of battling it out with um, Clayson Chisholm. What was it like battling out with those new new guys that you've never really rode with? Like, is it nice to like find out what some of the riders' styles are now that you've done a roundup in Canada? Oh, dude, it was so awesome uh, being able to ride against all those guys. Both those guys are really good riders. And uh, actually, I think the second moto, I ended up getting around Chiz, and um, he was holding me up for a bit. The dude dude rips. All those guys rip. I can't take any credit away from any of those riders because all of those guys from, I think, I would have to say, like, top 10 up are mm. unreal riders. Well, it's funny, like, Tyler, like Tyler Medallia, like, people are like, ah, whatever, like, Tyler Medallia, like, I don't know who this kid, like, he ripped on, on, on the track, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's great. And Fasciati, of course, is, is great. Like, people probably don't know these dudes so much, but they go, they haul ass on it's, those tracks. It's just like when you go yeah. up there, it's totally different. Like, all those dudes know the, where they're at, they know the lines, they know where they're going, they're home, they feel comfortable, yep. and you get guys like Dylan that... You know, never been up there, don't know the track, you know, going to different places and sleep in different areas. It's it's yeah. tough. So uh thanks Mason. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh it's I always tell people like they, those guys go faster than you than you know. Yeah. I'm not saying Dylan doesn't know because you were up there before, but American racers are like, Yeah, you know, it's, they they go quick. Yeah. So Hey Dylan, um you switched Yo. suspension companies, so how much do you attribute your new suspension, race tech, to uh, what you got going on? All of it? Every oh, every single thing? Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> um, I would have to say, like, I, I don't talk bad about anybody. Uh, like, uh, Clark and Nolene, they helped me out quite a bit, but we had to make a change after a big uh, 
big upset at Hangtown. So uh, Race Tech came in and saved the day, and I worked really closely with Rob and Wyatt over at Race Tech. And, um, indeed, those guys uh, bent over backwards for me, and I actually talked to Rob last night and it was he was just didn't really have words to say he's like he was like dude you uh i told you to make me proud and you did good at Glen helen and then you go and freaking beat everybody in <laughs> canada he's like i don't know what to say dude like that's freaking more than i even asked for yeah. and uh it was more than uh he expected even i think and uh he just couldn't say anything more than thank you but um I I don't know why he was saying thank you because I I was the one thanking him because um in such short amount of time dude he uh like I said they they uh, really really got my stuff dialed in and even me being a meticulous kind of guy with my suspension I'm I'm I will say I'm picky with it mm-hmm. and uh he immediately made me feel comfortable I the first day I met him we talked for a few hours in his office and I probably held him up and I apologized for holding him up. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted to meet him and see what he was about and see what all the guys were about. So I went down into the shop and I just kind of forced my way in there a little bit to see what the deal was. Cause I didn't want to just be another guy at, um, a suspension shop that yeah, was right. going to be another, another number, you know, right, right. I wanted to be taken care of. So. Nice. No, it's good to hear Race Tech's a part of our show, too. Pulpamex17 is the code to save. Race Tech, get yourself the same stuff Dylan Epstein right. dominated. Win a moto. Win a moto one with. Um, hey, yeah, do they, you, they take care of everybody. Are You You need to get me these uh, Canadian-only, they're called Hawkins Cheesies. You need to try some. Are you a cheesy guy, Epstein? I'm not a big cheesy guy, but I. Um, you know what's funny is uh, – uh, one of the mechanic, uh, Ryan Surratt's mechanic, was mm-hmm. talking about you and these cheesies, and he bought some, and I ended up trying them, and they're actually pretty damn good. They're sick, dude. Hold on, <laughs> the guy, the, the guy was talking about me and the cheesies. Oh yeah, he's a big Pulp MX watcher. He talks about you guys and Kiefer, you and Kiefer, and everyone on Pulp. Oh, um, I like this guy. I all like this guy. Yeah. So, what'd you think yeah. of the Hawkins <laughs> cheesies? They're uh, Canadian only, bro. Nick Mc. Nick McCampbell, dude, he's he's the real deal, and the cheesies are awesome. Actually, cheesies are bullshit, Dylan. Suck it, suck it, Kiefer. No, they're shit. Yeah, I like it. I liked them, dude. Really? What about Timmy's? Have you hit Timmy's? Oh, dude. Okay, I will say that. Thank you. Is unreal. That's what I'm saying. No, it's not. No, I'm not a Timmy's guy. No, 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 not at all. (laughs) Not a Timmy's guy. Double um, double at Tim's. Timmy's is my favorite. Every morning, dude, double double and yeah. a bagel or something. God, I miss dude. Timmy's. <laughs> no, it's garbage. Um, uh, hey, so also too, you know, what else was pumped for you was uh, uh, Rich Taylor from X Brown. He texted me after the first moto. He's like, "Did he win?" I'm like, "Yeah, he won," and uh, he was stoked. He also wore X Brown goggles as well, so that's awesome. Yeah, those guys. Uh, I haven't dealt with Rich and well, okay. Uh, I deal with Pops, yep. uh, Senior, right? Yep. So I deal with Senior, and I haven't dealt with Rich uh, Junior yet. But um, I haven't. I talked to him once on the phone last okay. year. And he's like, "Yeah, we'll get you all hooked up." And I, I've been dealing with Pops the whole time because their their shops, their warehouse is um, five minutes down the road from me. Oh, okay. Hills. Oh, sweet. So I just uh, I just call up and I say, "Hey, can I come get some stuff?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, no worries." And um, I come by and grab a bunch of stuff, and those guys. Uh, even those guys, again, dude, uh, another company, because I'm big with relationships with uh, uh-huh. people, and I, I don't like the whole, uh, you know, uh, 
just saying, hey, can you get me this type of thing? I really like to like show my face and say like, thank you and really know how much they, they mean to me and uh, how much I appreciate them when they give me something. So um, again, those guys last year um, ended up, uh, uh, my goggle deal ended up falling through Mm -hmm. and um, we gave them a call and dude, right. Like another company that bent over backwards to get me hooked up and ready to go for an outdoor national. That's awesome. Good to hear. Yeah. Rich is good people. They're, they're, They're great people. Great people. Um, well, that's cool. It's a good story, man. Hey, let me ask you something. Uh, a while back, uh, you know, I follow all the all the pro races, but I heard about this Dylan Epstein kid that's a Team Green amateur rider, and he's in line to get a pro circuit spot, and, um, you know, everything's looking good, and, and, you know, not for sure. I didn't hear you gotten it, but it was looking good for you to get the spot. Um, what happened? Did did you try out for Mitch? Did did Mitch not uh, like what he saw, or like what happened sort of there? Because I I heard like you were probably going to be a guy. So I'm uh, I'm kind of hundred percent positive it turned into a little political war. Okay. Um, I didn't end up uh, stroking enough people off. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I couldn't say much. That might be stirring the pot a little bit, but hey, whatever. Um, um, Again, I think it turned a bit more political because at the end of the year, I was producing more results than um, even a Jeremy Martin was. Um, and the one time I did race Jeremy Martin all year long, I beat him three out of the four championships that we were in together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, um, I was the only dude uh, that was running up front that didn't get a ride. So it's kind of strange. But um, there was a lot of talks of me getting a ride like Brock Tickle at the time was riding for pro circuit and yep. calling my trainer, Casey Johnson at the time, like, yo, what the hell's going on? Right. Everyone's talking about Epstein. What's the deal? Is he on our bikes yet? Like, and right, right. Casey's like, what are you talking about? We haven't heard anything. So there was a bunch of weird little phone calls that were getting brought up. And then, uh, one day I get a call from bones and he's like, what do you think about riding our race bike tomorrow? at Glen Holland. And I was like, dude, are you serious? Yeah. Like, that's like, I didn't even know what to say. I was like, like, what's going on here? You know? Uh-huh. So I was like, is that a question? Like, heck yeah, I'm going to freaking ride your race bike. So, uh, I rode Glen Helen all day long. And apparently, um, that's when Tedesco got picked, um, to fill in for Wilson. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, um, that day at Glen Helen, Tedesco had rode the ra- their test bike or their race bike, whatever bike it was mm-hmm. all, all morning, all day. And they put me on it at the very end of the day when the tracks hammered. Right. Mm. And I guess I was a bit faster than Tedesco, but, um, the story I ended up hearing through the grapevine was, uh, that Tedet- they thought Tedesco was more mature and that he was going to, they were, they wanted me to be, uh, to produce more results throughout the year. Let me finish out my A year because mm-hmm. um, I kind of had a crappy amateur career with, again, more politics ended up kicking in and I got bumped A too early, but that's a whole nother story. Anyways. Um, so I finished out my year. I won more championships at Mammoth against Christian Craig and Joey Savacci in the 450 classes. And mm-hmm. um, I went to Loretta's and got twos all across the board to Zach Bell. He was actually one of the few guys to beat me straight up all year long. And uh, we, at Loretta's, um, the Cowie guys called my dad in. They didn't call me in because mm-hmm. they didn't want me to know yet. <laughs> and... Um, they called my dad in, and there's a few of the pro circuit dudes in there. I don't know exactly who, but anyways, they were telling my dad that there's a race bike on the rig for me, ready to go. 
and they didn't they weren't going to have me do Southwick and a week after Loretta's we were going to get a phone call we're going to get all dialed in and do the last few rounds of outdoors mm-hmm. and then talk about the following year yep well I didn't get that phone call after Loretta's mm. so we called um the Cali guys and we're like hey what do you think and they're like ah, I don't know I don't know and finally the Cali guys go at Loretta's uh at the time, it was, Troy Lee was Honda, and yep. those guys came up to the team manager at Team Green and goes, hey, uh, we're interested in Epstein. Have them give us a call. Well, meanwhile, I got a phone call from Moto Concepts from Tony, mm-hmm. and I told Tony, hey, um, I, I, I thank you for the offer, but hey, I, I'm, I don't want to lose much of interest. So they, because the Cowie guys had told me, don't talk to other teams, you'll lose Mitch's interest. That he'll think, oh, right. screw it, he's going to go off to someone yeah, else, he's right? Not, not into it. So right. Me not knowing anything, that's what I did. So then again, um, I find out about the Troy Lee deal. And then um, after Elsinore, the, Steve Lampson comes up to the team green manager and says, hey, have Epstein give us a call. And he didn't tell me till like two, three weeks later. And so I give these guys a phone call and they're like, dude, we're so sorry. We just re-signed guys, and we just signed a new guy about a week ago. So it was like huh. it was a week too late Yeah, uh, on, all, on all these deals. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough road because you're right there, and all of a sudden it just goes exit stage right, and then you're on your own again. Yep. It, it was, it was un, it, I truthfully couldn't believe it because I, I felt like my results all year spoke for me. I, I feel like I didn't need to go up to anybody and I, I made the people that were sponsoring me happy, and mm-hmm. that was, like, who I needed to make happy, you know? And I guess right. results weren't enough at the time. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, okay. Well, there we go. I always wondered what was up with that. So, um, Yeah, well, that story That story still gets brought up, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah no, it's, 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 it's gnarly. Uh, our sport is gnarly that way, for sure. Um, Dylan, thanks for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Nice job at, at – uh, Kamloops, good luck this weekend in Prince George and uh, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles taking you up there. And, and it's really cool, man. Uh, you surprised the hell out of me, that's for sure. Uh, qualified fastest and won the Moto 1. I'm like, wow. You know? Yeah. So that's awesome, man. Thank yeah. you for your time. I, I was saying wow, too, believe yeah. it or not. <laughs> hey, you don't got a chick yet, right? No, no. Okay, no. <laughs> so here's, here's my advice for you. I'm going to give you a little advice. Canadian women are really nice. And you can really, That's right. you can bag a real, like a nine, okay? Like a nine, and they'll be cool. Unlike down here, where nines are stuck up and mean, okay? Canadian oh, nines are so cool, dude. So if you're going to find one, find I one thought, up there. I thought you I thought you meant if I had a Canadian chick. No, I do have a girlfriend back home. Oh, yeah. dude, I thought you were single. I don't, no, no, no. I don't, I don't let her come to the races. It's like, to me, um... Uh, how I view racing is like you're not if you're a contractor and you're on a job site you're not going to bring your girlfriend to the track to the job site you know so uh, I, like I kind of treat racing I really like, like in that this way kid. a little bit I really like this kid uh, uh, I, I kind of agree with it because these guys that walk up with their with their chicks and, to sign up and they're holding their hands and they're in their gear I'm like dude not yeah. cool it's uh, kind of like to me it's kind of lame like it's kind of like dude you know you're here to do your job not not uh, hold hands and like right you know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. All right, yeah, well, you have a chick, so never mind. Scratch yeah, yeah, that. Scratch all that information. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just uh, stay off the Hawkins cheesies. Also, <laughs> the mechanic can eat them, though, but stay off of them. 
And uh, <laughs> hey, what did, what did Surratt think of his day? How how was he? Was he happy? Was he okay? Or was he pissed? Or um, he was. Um, I wouldn't. He was good. Uh, I think he was not pissed, but he wasn't stoked because he knows he has more in the back. But mm-hmm. the dude just got done with arm pump surgery like three weeks ago. Oh, oh okay. he did. That's yeah. what happened so, to him. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So his arms were bugging him, but the first moto, he was like frustrated with himself because he's like, "Dude, I was out front, yeah, and I kind of screwed myself because I didn't like, I was like." riding so hard and I wasn't thinking. So it's like he wasn't breathing. He wasn't doing whatever his yeah. normal routine is, you know? So he's like, dude, I just kind of blew myself out. Um, so then, uh, and, and I'm there giving him tips and stuff, but right. you know, when you're out there, you're on your own. Kind well, of, maybe so he you, shouldn't blow it doesn't up. matter if you get tips, you know, maybe he shouldn't blow out Canadian TV on Twitter. I know. Right. What did he say? What he happened? Said, what happened? He said, he you, said, he said, he tweeted Canadian TV is dumb or something. No, he said there's no freaking TV no. in the hotel or something. No, 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 no. He said Canadian TV. Now I got to pull it up. I did not, I, he insulted my homeland. Oh, boy. I was not happy. So, hey, Surratt's going to podium watch. You watch that kid. He'll do something. Not if he he'll, talk I, I think on. he'll podium. And I think as the series goes on, truthfully, uh, watching the dude ride. And even this weekend, um, the first moto dude, I, I when the dude's healthy and he's got his head on straight and he's not worrying about the oh, he's he rips. worrying about the, uh, the scar on his arm, you know. Yeah. So he's worried about laying it over a little bit, but I think once he heals up more, he, he's going to be a, a moto wing contender. So be a threat. Was he sure. getting mass arm pump? That's why he decided to have surgery at last minute, or what? Oh, dude, I guess his arm pump's really bad. So yeah, he right after Vegas Monday morning, he hopped on a plane and went east or something like that and got arm pump surgery the same guy that he osborne did and everything so yeah i I found it he he said canada doesn't even have normal tv see normal tv what does that mean it's got normal tv it doesn't have like naked and afraid and shit dude. (laughs) whatever bro it's it's great tv up there it doesn't have teen mom (laughs) naked and afraid you know all those cool shit i watch in bed with my wife that i hold hands with as a sign-ups fuck stuff it's a wrap (laughs) Good. Okay. <laughs> TV's great. All right, uh, Dylan, thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Good luck uh, this weekend, and great job in uh, in Kamloops, man. Thank you. Hey, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it for having me on. No Good worries. job, Dylan. Yep, thanks. See you, bud. Thank you, boys. All right. See ya. Dylan Epstein brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email jake at vortexracing.com. Uh, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, who uses sprockets. Uh, EK Chain's available at Vortex Racing as well. And the Babbitt's Cowie team dominates Arena Cross uh, also with the, uh, with, the Bab- with the Vortex stuff. So we appreciate those guys for coming on. Uh, listen up, people. There are more people currently moving to Colorado than any other state. I don't know if that's true, but that's what Zach said. If you're planning to move to Colorado, you need to work with a trusted local mortgage lender to ensure your new purchase closes on time without any issues. Or if you already live in Colorado and looking to buy a new home, Plum Creek can help you. Contact Zach Morris with Plum Creek Funding at Zach at PlumCreekFunding.com. Uh, Colorado, everybody. Uh, if, you, if you're there, if you're moving there, if you want to know somebody, if you want to co- collaborate your moto, uh, um, you moto, bro down moto bro and talk down some moto. Homes. Yeah, talk some moto and bro down moto. Bro down with Zach Morris. Uh, if Go there and he'll help you out. Uh, and also, too, if you need a Honda and you're in, a, you're in Southern California, 30 minutes anywhere from L.A., uh, the Honda World guys in Downey where the 5 and the 605 meet. Terrific guys. They help us out a lot. And uh, go down there and mention Pulp MX and get a hell of a deal, whether it's a new Honda or a used Honda. Uh, Honda World Downey, folks. We love them, and we appreciate them uh, for the hope. Uh, for the help on the show as well. Uh, all right, so it's eight fifty. Chris Kiefer from Pulp MX and Kiefer Ring Testing. Oh, in the halls, in the house. We better get used to that.
I'm still mad at Pete. <laughs> I thought you just said you thanked him, and now you're mad. It's just I don't like people. I don't like people treat 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 people like this. I agree. I don't like that. That's why I'm not a dick to people. Right. So, so. 16 years at a place, and uh, yeah, beat it. Basically, you're a yeah. bad employee. Good job, man. See you later. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and again, like if you'd agreed to all those terms, right. like you couldn't make a living. No. You couldn't live. No. You, you couldn't function on that salary. And I would be divorced because I'd be at the office in, or in traffic. Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm not, not a fan of that. Let's get to uh, a couple of calls. Uh, Kyle has an Alta question for you. Okay. Did you not? Why didn't you bring? Oh, I, we could talk about Alta too. Why yeah. didn't you bring it up? Didn't even think of it. We just started rapping off about Pete. So. All right, Kyle. What's up, man? Kiefer's definitely not a dick to people. He's responded to several of my emails tech questions and stuff, so I'm stoked. And then also, the Blake Baggett interview is badass. That's probably one of the top three interviews that you guys have done. Okay, hold year. on, Kyle. I'm getting a text saying that Blake was angry at that interview. He's not happy yeah. with that interview. <laughs> hey, well, I got that too a little bit. Are you bit. guys happy with it? I felt, I felt like there was no problem. Marks? I didn't hear all of it, but from what I heard, it was fine. I felt like he had a little bit of a, a, a tinge of uh, anger towards you. Hmm. Okay. A little tinge. All uh, right. I did not. I feel like it wasn't a Weege interview. That's for damn well, sure. No, it wasn't a Weege interview. Weege's his guy. <laughs> Anyways, what's up, Kyle? Well, whatever he did, he spoke his mind, which was cool to hear. Yeah. Because most yeah. guys hold back. But anyway, well, I was wondering, I have a little rant, and I've heard you guys talk about how if Alta does present the electric bike for 2018 Supercross, there's a high probability the OEMs will try to protest it. I think it's a complete load of crap if that is the case, because mm-hmm. obviously whenever Four Strokes came out, the industry was just booming then until, you know, economic crash. But everybody went out, started buying Four Strokes, and for about four years, all the OEMs were just milking it with that. It's time for a different technology, which is where I was going with the rent. And if you're a, a company, you always have to find out how to widen your diff- demographic. And so whether it went from flip phone to iPhone, everyone jumped on the new technology. Um, Honda even already has their hybrid cars, so the technology is kind of there. It's like if they put a little money into it, it's going to widen the demographic because of all the I don't even have to say all the obvious reasons. You guys could go on your own rep of why it would be beneficial for the sport. You're always going to have the naysayers who are partial to two strokes because it's a nostalgia thing, the smell, the sound. Well, listen, Kyle, then, yeah. Kyle, listen here. I, I get what you're saying. I know what you're talking about. But you you partners, uh, you have five, six OEM partners that pay you money uh, to be part of the series, and they enter the teams, and they spend millions of dollars r- r- riding the series. They don't make electric bikes. They do not make them, okay? So if you allow electric bike in um, company, which, you know, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but if you allow electric bike company in, and if the electric bike company is better than the other bikes, I don't know if they all, I don't know if they will be or not. I have no idea. But if they're all of a sudden better, your six partners that have been your partners for 40 years – and spend all this money racing, you're going to go, really? We got to make electric bikes now? Right. Like, one guy, one manufacturer can't upset the other six partners that you have. Now, if you don't want to say they're partners, then you're, you're mistaken. They are. They're your partners. Um, so, I can, I can see if the Alta kicks ass, which it may, I don't know, but I, can, I could understand your six partners being like, 
hey, bro, what the F? We don't have any electric technology. We don't have no plans for electric technology. Right. That's here's, all. Here's the deal. Alta, Alta will be in Supercross in some form. I don't think, no, don't quote me, I don't think it will be next year. I think that's a little too soon for them. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Derek, you know, and Mark and Jeff and the guys over there are are wanting to jump in on 18. But from what I've gathered, and I'm pretty close to the guys there, um, they I don't think they're ready for that yet. And there's a lot to be there's a lot to get ready before 2018 Supercross. One, you you need to address some things on the bike. You need to address the rider situation. You need the rider to get used to riding Supercross. And and I don't know if the Alta has been on a full-blown Supercross track yet. It's been on a hybrid. It's seen straight rhythm, things like that. But I i don't think it has been on like a normal Supercross track. And, and, and again, I don't know for a fact. But I know for sure that they'll work it out somehow. They already talk. When I, they, could, I could see like an all-Alta class. Yeah, but I, I honestly think they will be able to get in and okay. race with the 250Fs. But what if they start dominating? I don't see that happening. Okay. Then then if they if it's not a four-stroke versus a 125, right. then I think that's fine. Right. But they are going to be competitive. That's that's the thing. I think yep. the playing field is even. Then that's, I've ridden then both. Then that's okay, yeah. Then. So I don't think it, the electric has such a huge advantage that it's going to dominate. Like you're going to get an eighth-place guy that's going to smoke the first-place right. guy. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Um, but for sure, well, it can run quick. with those. Yeah, with those yeah I just, I don't think. I apolog- you know, go ahead, Carl. I apologize for interrupting, but I mean, it's basically a technology situation. You look at like when Apple came in, you know, it's like you have all the major computer manufacturers, and now all of a sudden you have a new technology which can definitely take an entire industry forward. Absolutely, and then well, also open the open up way more riding areas. Yep. Someone could have a little two acre parcel at their house on it. Oh no! Track. Ultimately, Kyle, if the if the Alta starts selling a shit ton of bikes, and I don't know if they will, the price is high. But if they start selling them, the OEMs will be like, "We need to make them." Right. The the wallet will speak for everyone, yes. and we will see what happens. And just like so. the two fifty Fs, you know, yeah, not a lot of guys got those so. when those came out, yep. and then look what happened. Uh, thanks, Kyle. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, real quick, one of my favorite keeper stories, which isn't on the normal episode that I think Travis put out. Dude, the Viagra story, I swear I was cry laughing the first time <laughs> yeah. I heard that. And that was one of the most funny things. I tell it my friends who aren't even have no idea about moto. And it's just, that's one of the best stories. There's ever been heard. a lot of trial and error in my life, sir. Yes, and that was one of them. <laughs> and that is one of them. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for the call. Thank you. All right, you guys thank have you. a great night. Enrique, you got a question for Kiefer? Yeah, two things. Uh, screw Pete, and I'm never buying a Dirt Rider magazine ever because Kiefer's fucking bad. Yeah, Enrique. That's what, I, <laughs> that's what I have to say. Uh, Kiefer, thank you for everything you do, man. I mean, who answers Twitter questions, like, I mean, from a person like you? Like, I mean, you're – Freaking badass, you're humble. Like, I mean, screw those guys, dude. Yeah, well, you thanks, man. And that, and that's kind of why I want to be with, with Steve and do my own thing with Kiefer Inc. testing, just because uh, I feel like personal attention is important, and uh, you kind of get lost in all that when you're in a big magazine, you know? All right, Enrique. Enrique just bailed. Yeah. There, there you go. Thanks, Enrique. I think he's still there, but he left. All right, listen, um, Justin Bogle. Dude. Justin what? Bogle. How? Do, why? How? I'll tell you how. Kyle Bentley, the RCA Suzuki team manager, was not there. And it just spunked him up. And the magic man, 
Ooh. stepped in. Okay. Kenny Watson. K-Dub is the magic. Now, they had a fire in the pits, which doesn't look great for K-Dub. But, uh, <laughs> but, but the results of Bogle was amazing. That was, you know, and he just took off. He wasn't in third, and two guys crashed, and he won. Yeah. He wasn't, you know. Right. He wasn't a first-turn pileup of 18 guys. Yeah. He won. Right. A 450 moto. I was at the track checking my Twitter feed and it said Bogle won. And I had to, like, refresh to make sure no one effed it up. I was like, holy crap. The Gear Ally cold call, everybody, will be Kenny Watson. Pulpamex 17 is the code at SoCal Super Trucks to save at Gear Alloy. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, there's a Gear Alloy wheel style for you with over 20 different uh, styles to choose from. Get your truck in gear with GearAlloy.com. They sponsor the Rocky Mountain KTM team with Millsaps, Baggett, and Bloss, as well as the NFAB and Pro Yamaha team with Ricky Russell, Josh, to- Josh Toff, and Cole Richardson Ooh, as well. Josh Gear Toff. Alloy wheels. Let's, uh, let's call Watson the old Pulp of Mexico. K-Dub. Right now. All right. Dialing K-Dub. Cold call. We're sorry, your call cannot be completed at this time. Please hang up and try your call again later. Did I do something wrong? Uh, you got to you trying to dial one? Just dial the error code, man. You know what? I might have dialed one because... See that? Because he has a Vegas number. I don't need to dial one. Right. It's like I knew Cold what you were doing. Calling people. It's called the Gear Alloy Cold there Kenny Watson, everybody. I feel like there's 50-50 that he picks up. Hi, yes, it's Jagger home, please. Jeez. Cold calling people. It's called the Gear Alloy Cold Call. I feel like there's 50-50 that he picks up. Hello? Kenny Watson. Yes. Steve Mathis with Pulp and Show. Chris Kiefer as well. What's up, bud? Kenny. Kiefer Inc.? Kiefer Inc. That's Kiefer Inc. It is. Hey, uh, congratulations on your new start, Chris. I know I uh, I called you when I heard about it a couple weeks ago, and uh, whatever you're going to do, I know you uh, you'll be good. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that coming from you. Listen. I know uh, you kind of told me the story, and dude, it sounds like you got shafted a little bit, a lot of it. And uh, the funny thing is, this is what I look at it. When you told me the story, how that guy got his job in the first place, yeah, I was like, oh, God. Steve, you know how he got the job? Yeah, I forgot to tell he you this, a, He no. won a contest. What? He won a contest. <laughs> I think he back in the no, day. He had no background in moto at all, and he won some kind of contest, and he, he became the editor. Go figure. Well, no, wow. he didn't become the editor. Yeah. He got became a, a position at Dirt Rider back then, yeah. Wow. Jeez. Go, go figure. Go figure. Good job. <laughs> That's Well, good job for us. We we fucking did it. So, uh, I, Like, again, they're right. It's a, not, it's a shitty way to treat somebody of 16 years. It really is. People, oh, yeah. people come I mean, and go all the time. I get that. I left Racer X yeah. all the time. But come on, man. So Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely feel the wrath. I mean, I, I know Chris was a very important part of that magazine. And I, I don't read the magazine too often, but when I do, I notice that he writes 75% of the magazine. So yeah. let's see how let's see where it goes. Yeah, really, right? It's going to be, inter- um, be interesting. Hey, listen. But anyways, can, yeah. Yeah, so no Kyle Bentley this weekend. Kenny Watson back in his old job running things. We had a fire in the pits. 
which I understand because you're running things, Watson. But then again, Bogle wins his first ever moto uh, uh, in any class, and it was an amazing ride at that. And again, so if we're going to make fun of you for the fire, you got to take credit for Bogle's moto win, bro. <laughs> uh, I will take no credit in the Bogle moto win. I will give all credit to Kyle and Justin Bogle and his camp, what he's doing. That was all on those guys. Uh, you know, our, our team, they, we, we, uh, sent engines up, um, some altitude motors that we tested in the past. Okay, uh, they were yeah. running a totally different setup. If you, anybody noticed, uh, the guys got great starts, both motos, both yeah. Brock and him and the JGR and, guys too. Yeah. And the JGR guys too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been working, uh, you know, with JGR on some engine stuff and, uh, it seems like it's working out really good. You know, we're communicating. They're sharing some stuff with us. And, uh, you know, we can't take all the credit. I mean, those guys are helping us. But uh, all in all, it was a good day. And uh, I was very happy for uh, Justin and, uh, you know, Kyle. But, yeah, the the fire kind of uh, before the race, it was kind of a, uh, oh, shit. And I was telling Brock <laughs> before Brock went out there, hey, the only way that we're going to be able to redeem ourselves is you got to go out and get a good finish, you know. And I didn't even have a, t- a chance to talk to Justin. He was already gone. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he uh, he got a good start, and he went out there and, you know, rode his own race, and he was greasing everything. I mean, Dude, he, was he was super smooth, and right. he just pulled away. And he know? was great. And he was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was quite a deal. But uh, all in all, yeah, we had a little bit of trouble, you know, before the races even started. And, uh you know, a lot of people were mentioning, you know, not knowing what really happened. And, you know, of course, you, you can't believe everything you read on the Internet. But, uh, you know, we're in racing and, you know, there's a lot of moving parts that go on. And, you know, in every form of racing, there's fires. You know, if you say Formula One, NASCAR, street bike racing. I mean, I think Factory Yamaha caught on fire at the, at Daytona. Well, there was a um, fire last year, too. So Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, and... You know, it it just sucks. It's one of those things, you know, you're rushing and a lot of people are moving around and, you know, it's one of those things that got away from us. And, you know, the fire wasn't like an out of control blazing fire where it took 10 fire trucks. I mean, we had fire extinguishers right next to the workbenches where they should be. And, uh, the reason why the fire, you know, it, it got out of hand. It didn't never even really got out of hand. It was put out before it even really, you know, ignited anything. Um, we didn't lose one thing, you know. Uh, I take that back. We lost the tarp that we put down on the yeah, ground. Yeah, it, had some burn, <laughs> it had some burn marks on it, but that's about it. Our tent never got one mark on it. Now, so how bad could the fire be if the tent didn't even get? Did damaged? I hear like? Did I hear? So there's this fire, right? And everybody's scrambling. They put you guys put it out. Did I hear right that Bogle was like? Like in the truck, clueless, and he walked out, and he was like, "Hey, what's up? What what happened?" <laughs> uh, pr- yeah, pretty much, because he was upstairs right. in the writers' lounge with his headphones on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Comes out, and shit's was, all burnt. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was just like, "Holy shit!" By the time I got down there, like I was up in the in the office. Yeah. The time I got down there, uh, one mechanic had a fire extinguisher, and the truck driver had a fire extinguisher, and the fire was pretty much out. Yep. Um and. Uh, 
Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people don't know, like, if you go back to the, the days with, uh, you know, Cliff White in factory Honda when his truck blew up in Binghamton. Yeah. Someone left the, the settling on and he, the generator or air compressor started and his truck went off like a bomb. Mm. You know, and, you know, it, these things happen, you know, and, you know, if you're not super careful and everyone's not paying attention at that level, when you have race gas that's very, very toxic, anything can happen at any time. So, you know, we're grateful that no one got seriously injured. The fire got put out. Um, you know, the, the guys um, were on the bike to make sure everything was perfect before Brock went out. And uh, the turnaround time, it took like 20 minutes from the time the fire Started till the till the time Brock's bike was ready to go. Uh, so, it, yeah, no, it was awesome, man. It was great. Hey, tech, hey, talking to Bogle, um, he packed up, you know, from where he was in Oklahoma. He's down in Tallahassee. He's riding at Ricky's. He told me he's got two lawn chairs in his apartment. He's training <laughs> his balls off. He rides all the time. He's got a trainer named Corey. I don't know if that is that Corey from McGrath days. Yep. No way. Really. really? Yep. He's back. Okay. Holy shit. Um, he's, he's not back. He lives in North Carolina still. Oh, okay. And, uh, Button is good friends with Corey, and Corey's the one that rode across America with Button. Oh, okay. that's right. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Bogle sounds like he's done a complete, like, 180 in his program, and it's paying off. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he was just stuck in that routine, going to the track, going to the gym, riding his bicycle. He was that robot, and... Uh, he really didn't have a game plan. You know, it was just like, this is what I'm doing, and hopefully things get better. And it, it you know, I, I forgot what race it was after where mm-hmm. he, I want to say New York or one of those races right before where he was just like throwing his hands up. And, you know, he was just like, you know, I, I don't know what to do. And that's when everyone came together and he just, you know, figured out he needed to make a change in his life. Um, wow. You know, and Good for him. a lot of shit, yeah. a lot of shit happened uh, that I think he was in California testing and someone broke into his house and stole a bunch of stuff at his house and ransacked it in Oklahoma. Oh, and his results were shitty and he was just not in a really good place. You know, uh-huh. yep. a lot of off the track stuff was going on and he, uh, you know, decided to make, make changes in, you know, have a, have a, a, a routine and a schedule and some kind of plan for what was going on. And uh, that's what they have down at the well, farm. Good. They have structure. And right. I didn't think he had – he didn't – he know he didn't really have much structure going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think more of that's what he has now. And I think the result from Glenn Helen when he got the fifth and the second moto really started to open his eyes. Right. And uh, so I think well, that really job. had a lot to yeah. do with it. But second moto uh, – a lot of people don't know, but uh, he tied for second with. Uh, um, no, sorry, he tied for third. Yeah, with Anderson. For, yeah, and he yeah. was one point out of second behind. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, so if he would have got two more places, and he, he rode tight and we, got a little nervous, and you know, we talked about this he, in our in our review pod. I don't know how Anderson doesn't get penalized. For, yeah, for I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I I went. You know, I was up in that team manager's tower, and I went right to the—I don't know what you call Roy Jansen. He's supposed to be the the official, or you know, the guy watching the track. Mm-hmm. And he told me, "I didn't see it. We'll call the TV truck." And then I said, well, "Okay, you could call the TV truck, but I want to show you what he did." Mm-hmm. He came down the hill. 
he fell, he went off the berm, he landed on the downside of a berm. He could have rode right up the backside of the berm to get back on the track, Mm -hmm. but he rode straight up the hill. And he could have slowed down to and get dude, back on that little double. He grabbed and he gears. was he was racing Dickle. Dickle was on the track and he was on the infield racing up the track. Yeah, and didn't even go to the ape to to the full corner because the corner had like uh, banners that were coming down off the side of it. Mm-hmm. And he cut at the corner about twenty feet short Ugh. and just turned around the corner and then went down the hill. What on the inside of the track? That wasn't even the track. It was the inside of the infield where there's no bumps. Like water, open. the water truck lane? No, spectators. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, there was no, well, spe- no spectators, there was no spe- but there was people standing no. there. Industry people were standing there. Yeah, like flaggers and spotters and shit. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's like in Sacramento. You know where the rollers are going up the hill? Yeah. It's like going to the top of that section and not going down the rollers, but just pinning it where where all the yeah, you just know going to the left of the rollers are. yeah, and just going straight, straight up, up, making a left and, oh my and coming, God. Straight, coming straight, back straight back down. Yeah, I don't, that's exactly what he I did. I mean, look, Anderson and, rode good. He rode great, but I don't know how you you don't penalize somebody at least some a few seconds or something something. Well, then yeah. he, he was going off other places too, not just that. I know. Why well, can't yeah, we saying yeah. that too? Yeah. Well, this is what's funny about that. When that happened, Roger, Roger, and Dan said, "Hey, we got your back on this. If you want to do something, you know, if you if they don't, you know, say anything or they don't want to believe you." Uh-huh. And I told them that, and they said, "Okay." And that's why the results came out so late of the 450 race. They said it was under review, blah blah blah. And then I'm at the truck, and Bruce Sternstrom comes over, and he goes, "Hey, what'd they say?" And I go, "I don't know yet." And he goes, "Well, we got video of him doing it the first moto." Mm. And, you know, they're not going to do nothing. But what they do say at the riders' meeting is they want to let everybody know that they need to stay inside the course markers and they make that stern, mm-hmm. but yeah. they don't do anything when people don't stay inside the markers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it, he's just I, like, I it's, yeah, Bruce was just very frustrated. And he's just like, you know, if they're going to have rules, they need to, you know, enforce them you know, all the time, not just when they want to. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a tough deal. I don't know, but still, Hey, a moto win for Bogle is great. That's, and yeah. that was amazing. And, and Tickle's, yeah, yeah, Tickle's, yeah. Tickle's been very good too. Tickle has been yeah, very he, solid. Yeah. Brock, uh, I would have to say with, well, this was probably his worst weekend where he just yeah. couldn't get comfortable. And anytime he tried to push it, he just wasn't comfortable. Right. So, you know, on a weekend where he wasn't comfortable, um, you know, he said he'll just take it and get out of there. But it's crazy how Bogle went from ninth to fifth in points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was so, good, good work. Uh, hey, yeah. all right, Watson, we got to run. Uh, thank you for picking up the gear alloy cold call. Congrats on the Bogle win. Maybe Kyle Bentley should just stay home. Maybe that's it. No, no that had nothing to do with it. Kyle's doing an awesome nope, job. The nope. only reason why Kyle wasn't there was his uh, kid's birthday. Nope, stay and, home. Uh, you took. Nope. You have the magic. No, I don't, Kyle. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Put it this way. I stayed home all last summer, and uh, the guy went. Don't uh, bro me. The guy won a championship last year with the team. And, hey, you know what's crazy? I'll let you go with this, Steve. After mm-hmm. the first moto, you know me. I'm all, I come back, and I'm all, hey, you guys, you know what? We're undefeated here for the last three motos. <laughs> I like we it. Be, we cannot be beaten here. So let's go do it. And then after the second moto, when Bogle's in the back, I'm all, well, 
It was from where I left it, boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, I'm out. We're all a bunch of losers now. No, that was good, man. Yeah. Thanks uh, Thanks for picking up, and, uh, and yeah, great job, man. We'll talk. Hey, Chris. Yes, sir. Good luck to everything. Like I told you, anything I can help you with or anything you need, you let me know, bud. Thank you, Kenny. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good show, you guys. All right. See, See you, Kenny. Thank you. Um, Kenny Watson, everybody. Gear out like cold call. Gear out like get your trucking gear. Skippy, what's up? Skippy. Skip. Skip. Skip's not there. Oh, Skippy. Where's Skip? Phone's blowing up. Skip's out. Skip's out. Poor Skip. We skipped him. Uh, Chris Key for everybody. Uh, Blake, Blake Baggett. Uh, Damon Bradshaw. Dylan Epstein. Kenny Watson on. K-Dub. Should we do another Gear Ally cold call maybe of the flagger mm, from this weekend? That is a good one. That'd be a good story. Fucking hero. I tweeted that. That's my fucking hero. Yeah. Well, a few people put it on social media. Yeah. And we're attaching them and, and telling them good job. I just thought you it know? was a, a was a ballsy move and it was a good one. I mean, I, I think a lot of us would have done the same thing. You know. Yeah. If I was right there and yeah. you're like, dude, and right. especially when Plessinger's yelling at him too, like, dude, yeah. get up there. Uh, let's go, Skippy. You there? Yeah. Hey, what's up, brother? How are you? What's up, Skip? Man, I'm actually uh, three wayed my brother here. He uh, trying to. He's trying to comment on Jimmy uh, Rogers' uh, Facebook page about you, and apparently he can't. So, Aaron, can you tell us a little something, something about uh, not being able to comment on Joe Rogers' Facebook page anymore? Uh oh. I'm sorry. What was it? I? You can't comment on Dirt Rider's Facebook page? Yeah. What happened? No. I think. Uh, I think my brother. My brother Eric. You there? I, I gave him a great story about I've I've been a, a, a subscriber since I was. Uh, before I had an 80. And uh, I've stayed a subscriber for several years, and uh, I try to make a comment, and everything's under for review. And uh, is that normal? Uh, maybe it got overloaded with pulp fans. Maybe they got to, like, uh, <laughs> review everything before it goes up. I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. what they say. Everything's under for review. Well, you know what? Yeah, well, I guess what are you going to do? They're going to have to they, – they, they, they decided to treat a 16-year employee the way they did, and – they have to deal with it. So, well, that's what I'm saying. Everybody needs to try to write something, and don't don't be mean, don't be ugly. Just say something, something constructive, and just let them feel the power of what they what, fucked up. What I don't understand is you. how how exactly. could how could Pete at Dirt Rider could think that Pulp this show is competing with Dirt Rider magazine, thank you, or Dirt Rider website, and not realize how much this could help the Dirt Rider out. Right. It's unbelievable. It's not. It's not. People that don't right. know Moto, people that don't know Moto are running it, apparently, from what we've covered so far in the show. Right. And yep. that's where it stems from. There's nothing else to say. There's nothing else that needs to be covered. If they're not coming from Moto, apparently the one from a fucking contest, what else do you need to cover? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. And that's the thing. Like, we're all Moto fans. We all ride dirt bikes, and we need those type of people to run these types of magazines. And you could see the successful ones that do that. So. Yeah, I mean, say what you want about Jody Weisel, and I certainly have. The guy, the guy's moto. He rides, and he, he goes rides, races. He rides. You know, so. maybe not ride fast, but he's out there riding. All right, Skippy, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, hold on. Hold on. What? Hold on, one second. That's just one of the McPersons. You got the other McPerson now. So my question is, what's Blake Baggett so fun heard about that? We've been, you know, bulling his balls about how he's been kicking ass this past weekend. What's he butthurt about that? You said that he might have a chip on his shoulder. Like, are you kidding me? Like, of course he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's out there kicking ass and taping, taking names. Yeah. No, that? I like it. 
I like it. I like the boldness in, in his in his speech. I think it's fun. It's good. I got no problem yeah. with it. Why was he butthurt about it though? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what it was. I'm not sure. Well, all I got to say is that uh, I could just picture like Tomac sitting on the background of that uh, press conference and them like talking and talking and talking and Tomac just sitting there just cracking his knuckles like, yeah, bitch. Keep talking shit. Well, I don't, talking yeah, shit. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. It's exciting if 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 Blake gets on this role, and we know Eli's a bad dude, so it should be great. Um, thanks for calling, bud. Thank you. Jam7.com. See you guys. And then don't forget about Marvin, who is the points leader. Thank you. And, and you know, and, and Muskin's been good. All right, everybody. Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. All the way from Japan, Jason Thomas. What's oh. up, JT? What's happening? How are you? What time is it? Yo, Genki-san. Uh, good. What are you up to? Just what time is it? Pissing riders off or what? Dude. Pissing editors off. I don't know how that. I don't know how Blake Baggett could be upset with that interview. I thought it was great. We 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 basically blew him about what a ride he had because he hadn't made. Well, you think you think that interviews go really well all the time. So he was referring to something you said before. Angry. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what time is it there in Japan, JT? It is 1.19 p.m. Oh, okay. How, so how's the trip been? How's yeah. it been, man? Uh, it's been awesome. They, uh, Suzuki's really looked after us. Uh, I had, you know, going into it, I really had no idea what to think or expect or anything. I was just excited. But, um, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been, uh, we've been all over, kind of all over. Mm-hmm. And so far we were up north. We, you know, we went in Tokyo, hung out there, checked it out. Then we went up north on Monday. Uh, or Sunday, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, watched the National and went further north, and we tested the bike yesterday, rode all day pretty much, and then uh, this morning we flew to southern Japan, and we're going to tour the factories today uh, and tomorrow. Oh, so wow. It's Dude. Tuesday here, so yeah. we're, we're a day ahead of you. Crazy, like, busy, right? Like, holy shit. Yeah, real busy. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's, you know, it hasn't been too bad. Like, we've had some downtime to, to check things out and relax, but definitely had activities planned, and uh, I'm I'm amazed at how efficient they've been and how well planned they are, which which I think is you know partially. Well, yeah, it's well, not. It's not. Attention. It's Wheeler. Yeah. No, it's it, Chris Wheeler hasn't probably done much, so it's not. Don't don't give him any credit. <laughs> well, I think you know he was obviously a part of it, but I think uh, no. there's some real you know really good people on the ground over here that have that have helped out a lot. Um, have you gotten to ride the the? So you're riding a factory Suzuki 18, not a production one, correct? Right, yeah. We so we rode. We had a, a production 250F, a production 450, 17 450, and then a, the works race for the the Japanese race team uh, of the 18. So we didn't have a, a production, a USA production 18 on hand. Um, so, but a lot of things are similar, like you know the chassis and the frame, and, and you're going to get a feel for what the bike's going to be like. It's just uh, it's got a lot more power and you know the lighter and stuff like that. But you always get the same feel for it. And what'd you think? Uh, it's pretty sweet. You know, I, I think yeah. uh, you know Suzuki's been in uh, in need of a big update, something to really shake things up. You know, I mean, uh, you you rode the bike, I think this, you raced you know, the bike competitively for many years. I did. It's not, it's not far off of what you raced. Yeah, I mean, when I rode the seventeen production bike yesterday i it felt like home i mean it felt like yeah, yeah. It was what i basically <laughs> retired off of you know right. really really similar um so i do have a lot of experience on that on the 17 and earlier models um but it's definitely different i mean i, I think it's definitely a step forward you know i think 
part of the the good side of not having an update for a while is that you get to kind of sit back and see what direction you really want to go in as everyone else is kind of going through trial and error on some of these things. So um, the biggest thing I, I left with takeaway was it's still a Suzuki, you know. So if you like Suzuki's, which I really do, um, they turn incredibly well. Um, and they just have a, a really stable feel, and, but they're still so nimble too, and, and that's what I really liked about racing Suzuki. So uh, I was telling their race team manager yesterday, you know, I, you could have blindfolded me and put me on the 18, and I could have told you it's a Suzuki right away. Really? Riding it. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, it just has okay. that Suzuki feel to Interesting, it. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, so. How was the, um, how was the track? Was the, it rough at all? Uh, yeah, it had some rough sections. Some sections were smooth, some sections were rough. Uh, it's a little bit of everything, but track was actually pretty awesome. It was one of the national tracks. Not not this, this round, this weekend, but it was one of, you know, on the schedule. Um, I think the bike looks sweet. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. I like the way it looks. So I'm, I'm a fan of that. So Yeah, it should it, yeah. it should it should be really good. You know, I think it's uh I think it's gonna be a nice step forward and, and I was talking to Wheeler quite a bit and he's you know, he's Nuki's philosophy on a lot of this stuff is they don't like to if they have a really good product, which I feel like the Suzuki has been a really good product for a long time, yep. they're not big fans of just discarding that and starting over, you know, because there's such a chance of failure doing that. Yep. They like to take what they know works well and enhance that and make a better product. So I, I think that's what you're going to see from the 18 production. Um, there's a lot of the things you like, but then modernizing some of the things, the engine, you know, all new, and, and there's a lot of updates to it. But there's, they didn't give away any of the nice yeah. Suzuki uh, characteristics that we, you know, I, I would imagine Kiefer like. I think anybody that's raced at a high level can appreciate how well that bike turns. Yeah, Kiefer, you know, we, we do make fun of the bike here and there, but you've always said it's a good bike. It's yeah. a solid bike. It's actually the motor's easy to ride. It's smooth mm-hmm. and it has, uh, has easy to ride power. Um, the suspension's obviously wasn't the best. I didn't like the suspension and the chassis's a little bit rigid, but man, the thing has a good motor and it corners unreal. Like it corners better than any other bike and it's and it's heavy but it doesn't yeah. feel that way yeah. when you ride it yeah so. it's he- exactly everybody says that it's heavy but it doesn't feel like it right. um jt when you rode uh brayton's bike at indiana what was it was it brayton's bike mm-hmm. yeah that was great yeah Brayton's uh, bike, right you made a comment you made a comment you're almost like look it's almost too much bike you know for me for you know jumping on it uh you know a couple years off your 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 pro racing career did you feel like that was Suzuki? Yep. Did you feel like that or no? Um, you know, it was it was smoother than uh, Tim Braden's bike was, and it was the power was in different places. Uh, Braden's bike was it, it hit so hard and mm-hmm. had so much power that I I couldn't ride it for more than a lap trying to hold on to the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas the Suzuki was it was smoother off the bottom, and it, it, when it but when it picked up in the mid, it would like rip your arms off. And then it would just never shut off, you know, which is which is typical for a, a work CCU and you know the manipulation they can do with fuel maps and all that. Um, but it was it was very different than the KTM. The KTM had so much torque. I mean, just as soon as you touched the throttle, it was like ripping you off the back. Mm-hmm. But this bike was a little smoother, so you could almost like pick pick the throttle up through the turn, and it, it you know it's real smooth. But then once you got into like the the part of the berm where you could actually apply some throttle, I mean it, it was you know it's a factory engine, so I think uh, you know really really comparable. I bet on a dyno as far as like peak yep. numbers, but it yep. just moved you know in different places. I think that's what's going to happen. You know you're going to see this over time in the next you know year year three. Um, 
you're going to lose a little bit of excitement for 450s. You're not going to have that gnarly bottom in, and they're going to take a, a step, you know, and a, and a page from KTM's notebook, well, how much connection you have to the rear wheel, because that's what one thing the, the production KTM does so well. It's just such a, a connected feel to your throttle hand, to your rear wheel, and and I think that's what JT's talking about this with this bike is it just you can roll the throttle on in a corner and you're still connected but hooking up and moving forward with you know Brayton's bike back in the day so it's like rah and just holy shit yeah. and rips your arms yeah. out you know yep yeah. um, so when do they say the production bikes will be ready JT do they tell you anything uh, I think I think August August is the plan okay um, as far as I know you know okay. I, I didn't even get to see one we're, we're headed to the factory at the assembly plant now so I'm assuming we'll get to see some of the next you know, uh-huh. 24 hours um, but I have not even seen a production unit yet. But as far as I know, the plan is uh, is August. Um, are you the fastest guy there with the media among the media group? Uh, no, Carmichael's faster than me. Okay, besides Carmichael, I know that's going to come as a shock. Normal but, media. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, other than that, yeah. Yeah, suck it, everybody. I saw a pay, uh, picture of him whipping <laughs> it today. He sent me. Oh yeah. And it's sick. He yeah. still has the whip still skills, has, he has, and he has the sick new gear. He has eighteen gear. On. Oh my uh, god. Teasing me, dude. Um, yeah. Did, did you ask Ricky about coming on the you show? Get, you get to see. You get to wear it. You get to wear it in a couple weeks. I know. I'm gonna dream about it for two weeks. Did you ask Ricky about coming on the show? Uh, I did not. I did not. We've had some interesting conversations, though. I'll uh, I'll follow up with you in person on that. I want to be involved in that. <laughs> I gotta hear that. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, so what was more amazing? Um, Joey Savacci winning. Justin Bogle winning a moto, um, Blake Baggett's pure raw speed, or Nick Way grabbing a flag? I think the, the most amazing fact was Nick Way getting kicked out of the track for doing that. <laughs> that. That was my most amazing moment of the weekend. Yeah, yeah, kicked out of the infield for, for helping out. And to be fair, I don't know if the people knew who he was. They just thought he was some guy, right? I don't know. Well, of course they didn't. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I luckily Davy Coombs is, was there and on Johnny on the spot and said, hey, uh, yeah, you're you're more than fine to stay here and thank you for doing that. And if that ever happens again, please do the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were threatening to call the cops and yeah, it wasn't a. Um, great well, Davy wasn't there, but I guess I heard he texted him. So. Um, no, no, for sure. Yeah, the they, cops, once Davy, right. you know, once Davy heard about it or whatever, he, he directed it. <laughs> Um, and what about Bogle, bro? Like, just, he didn't get lucky. He just rode away, man. Yeah, I could not believe that Jason Anderson wasn't able to mount a charge. And, and yep. that's kudos to Bogle for that. I just did not expect that at all. Yep. Um, keep in mind, it was, you know, 4.15 a.m. Or, or actually, it had been like 5.15 a.m. at this point. So, mm-hmm. um, jet lag, and I'm wiping my eyes. But I seriously was like, how, you know, how is Bogle doing this? Like, I just did not see that coming from him I, he hasn't really shown any signs of that happening you know he just uh he obviously was feeling it and was able to ride away and anderson really wasn't able to mount a charge and you know obviously the the bag in with scan crash on the on the start helped but i i am a firm believer there's no asterisk on a win ever no so, no great job i mean yeah. that was an amazing ride absolutely dylan epstein also an amazing ride in canada running away the first moto yeah man that's so good and, and he's Epstein's always been a super talented kid you know he's, he has the ability there um but to unleash it on that stage in that moment on the first moto you know what I mean that's yeah. that's when uh it gets tough for people to do you know I, I've been to a million practice tracks and seen people that could just ride laps around me but then they show up at a national and they can't they don't even qualify you know yeah. so mm-hmm. 
um, being able to execute that talent and show your ability on, on a big stage like that is uh, that's what it's all about. So good for him. Uh, absolutely. Let's do the ex-Brown Goggle tear-off segment while we have JT on the line all the way from Japan. Let's do it. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Gog is a choice of Dylan Epstein, everybody. Oh, yeah. The winner of Moto1 up in Canada. Kyle Chisholm as well. X-Brand, Fast Freddy Norm, Brock Tickle. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. Ricky Brabeck. Gary Sutherland. The Gary Super Sutherland. That's right. It's fantastic. EKSBrand.com. I use the code PULP17, PULPAMXSHOW17, to save money at XBrand.com. Choice of goggles, champions everywhere. Great goggles, great company. All right, let's go. These questions are submitted by a... Uh, Moser's back. Corey Moser this week? I think. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, let's do it. Yes, and his buddies. And his buddies. And his buddies. Uh, Steve. Do you think Webb tries out Ferris's CDR Yamaha when he comes over? No, I do not, because I think Webb or Ferris is just bringing parts and putting it on a cycle trader bike. So no. Uh, JT, in your travels, what has been the weirdest food you've tried? Uh, weirdest food. Um, there were some. There was a, a race I did in Estonia. And 2000, end of 2011. And for those of you who've never been to Estonia, it's really far in the middle of nowhere, and it's really like second stepping back in time. At my hotel in the morning, there was uh, fish bowls, which I don't know what fish bowls are. I didn't even know fish had bowls. Uh, but there they were on the buffet, and uh, I could not help but indulge. And it was it was a horrific experience Ugh. that I probably will never forget. Juice Lanzo ate those. Yeah, juice. The juice is loose on the balls. Juice was gnarly. Juice was loose. I heard some good good juice stories from Alan Brown on this trip. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Kiefer, you have been you have been whoring racing these different bike brands, but which bike are you fastest on? KTM. Orange Brigade, number Brigade. one. Yep. Wait, just yeah, just wait. Those for no reason. Just wait, Parabinos. You got him on a Yamaha, but you'll get him on an orange bike at the ranch, Parabinos. Mm, watch out, PP. Watch out, PP. All it, right. Somebody called in and said we should we should do a Pulpamex pot, have people contribute money for all these guys going to Loretta Lynn's yeah. and, and uh, have them duke it out for some money. Is Lars in? I don't you know. You feel like you were sandbagging, like your point? playing possum riding the yamaha and then switching to the bike you feel better on yeah. i'm not showing my car to jt until the, just like you said it's on the stage be right careful too J- i gotta get on be, the stage hey, be careful jt is team parabinos are be, you be careful oh yep. my gosh they go back 20 years pp so. was best dressed over the weekend though i'll tell you that much lit kid all right uh, steve tomac struggled with arm pump at the beginning of supercross how did they fix it then and how do they fix it now well, I don't know. Maybe it was something to do with a workout he did or something, you know. Maybe he did something gnarly for training and, you know, got sore arms and then tired them out and then got arm pump. I don't really know. I mean, I just I don't look at it to keep, you know, it's a ruddy track too, hard pack, a little ruddy, you know, yeah. kind of things where you're going to line up a little bit. You can't really let the thing loose. Kind of like uh, uh, New Jersey Supercross? Yeah, sure. What happened in New Jersey? We all know. Yeah, you could, ruts are gnarly, so you had to kind of pick one and stay in it for a bit, you know? Yep. So. All right. JT, Bogle's Moto win was a wild card. Who's another wild card you could see pulling off their first 450 Moto win this season? Uh, 
Yeah, tickle. Yeah, that's a good one. That's what I'd say. 3.3. Hey, not to go back to the Tomac thing, but uh-huh. when you watch his practice videos from his, his home, uh-huh. they're all bull turns and they have berms everywhere. There's really no ruts. He, he, lo- just, he just rips, like, outside bull turns everywhere. So, yeah, he likes to grab a, throttle. Yeah. yeah. Kiefer, what is another nationality, nationality you would like to have sexual relations with? Oh, jeez. Asian. For sure. I never had... 2.1. Never had an Asian. Might be a record for him. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I haven't had. I would always want an Asian with bolt-ons. Never had that. But I see that, and I was like, <laughs> I would want that. <laughs> You know? All right, everybody. Next up. Very envious of JT right now, probably. Next question. Uh, Steve, will Porcel finish the entire Canadian National Series? I don't think so. But I didn't didn't think Millsaps (laughs) would either. I didn't think Millsaps would either. But I'm already hearing some. I'm already hearing some epic stories. Can we snip it a couple or no? Uh, I don't know. I got to figure out if I can tell him. (laughs) How are you going to tease like that? I gotta figure out if I can tell him That's or not. Mean. But just stories about him not speaking, not acknowledging people, all that kind of stuff. Love it. He did say in an interview that he can't wait till he goes back east and he can just speak French. That's what I heard. Right. So. All right. JT, now that Forrest has a national 450 race win, where do you rank him among team owners? Well, there's not a lot of teams out there that actually own their teams, so uh, I would assume he's got to be up near the top. And they swept the 250 Supercross, also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean you know most of the most of the big players yeah. out there are all OEM teams. So I mean, obviously I mean, top five somewhere. I mean, RCH, you know, Gary is, and RC and yeah, Bobby Hewitt, and right. yeah, they've all won. GDR. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's yep. interesting. Yeah. All right, Keith, for last one. What will you miss the most and least about working at Dirt Rider? Uh, the most I will miss uh, the good people that are there at Dirt Rider, Sean and Lindsay. I've worked with them for a long time. Um, and I'll miss, you know, the core off-road people, too, because I'm not going to be around as much off-road as, as I once was, so I'll miss some of that as well. And the least I will miss, least miss is uh, bad management. 25 seconds. That's a good that's a good band management. Bad management. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh JT, um we're going to call we're going to call Nick away about flagging. Do you want to stay on the line? I know you're on your cell in Japan, so uh it's up to you, buddy. Um you can call if you want to hit me back in a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I've been going to get crushed on the phone bill, but um you got some more for me in a little bit coming back. Okay, sounds good, buddy. Thank you. Uh, all right, Jason Thomas, all the way from Japan, everybody. All right. So, you're not down with the way Suzuki's doing this? Uh, you're a little, like, not... I don't think, I'm not, it's not like I'm down or, or whatever on it. I just think it's uh, it's it's a little random. Um, but it's a cool trip for the guys, and it's cool to have Suzuki do this. But I think they're doing it for more media hype, because they haven't been anything... I mean, if you look at it, they came out with their bikes. No one's really done anything on Suzuki this year. I mean, I'm guilty of it as well. I didn't really do nothing, no hop-ups or nothing on the Suzuki. So um, this is kind of something for them that they needed to do to get the bike back out there and create some hype for the new bike. So when it comes out, yeah. you know, and do I, it. I do, I do like how JT was talking about how Wheeler was saying, look, man, you know, we don't want to come up with a new new model. We, we might break it and we want to just, you know, we stick with what works. Right. 
<laughs> that's nice PR, Steve. <laughs> that would that would suck, you know. Coming, hey, everybody, come ride the bike, and that's like me going, like, hey, man, like, uh, uh, you know what? Internet motocross shows are really good on Mondays at six. Like, I really feel like that's a great time. Like Monday at six is the best time for internet radio shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to just work it around to whatever, how it is. <laughs> but, hey, I love Chris Wheeler. I'd love I'd And, hey, you know what? He, JC didn't mention this, but Wheeler had a, you know, huge, integral part in this new bike. Like, yeah. he was the R&D guy. So, before, he was the race team guy. So, this is probably, you know, close to his heart as well. Absolutely. Uh, hey, Works Connection Elite Pro Perch. We are giving one of these away. And I can't really figure out how to do it. So, why don't we just do this? Uh, contest at pulpamexshow.com. Now, here's the part that's going to screw everybody up. Oh, boy. Because no one fucking listens today in this day and age. No one listens. You have to put in the subject line of the email, contest at pulpamexshow.com, W.C. Kiefer. If you put W.C. Kiefer in the subject line, you will be entered to win this Worst Connection Pro Perch. If you don't, and there'll be a ton of people who don't, you're not going to win. That's all. Is there a space between W.C. and Kiefer? I'll go. I'll accept either. I'll accept either. <laughs> hyphen. Uh, but thanks sure. to W Works Connection for doing that. Like Kiefer said, it's a product that goes on every one of his bikes, and it's uh, it's fantastic. And, and we appreciate the folks at Works Connection for coming on the show, man. And I visited those guys when I was over there, which as, was really yeah, cool. As did I for Hangtown. I yeah. was there. Ryan took me around, showed me the whole shop. Yeah, well, tons I, of jerseys. I got a personalized tour from Eric, the owner. Mm, Eric didn't show up for me. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He Thanks, shows up Eric. The, he shows up for the VIPs, and I was one of them. <laughs> all, right, all right, everybody, let's do another Gear Alloy cold call. And this one is the series flagger. Are you uh, kidding me? Let's bow down. Nick Way, everybody. Let's see if he answers. Cold call. we got to get to the bottom of this call. It's called the Gear Alloy cold call. Hello. Nick Way. It's Mathis. Kiefer. Hell pulp, yes. Hope show. Um, Where are you guys? Dude, you flagged this weekend, well, and, it, and it was epic. We're, so we've been bitching. talking about it. JT said he loved it. Dude, it, you, but look, it was you did a good job, it man. It was needed. Did it just come to your mind like, hey, I got, I can I can help out? No, I was on top of the hill just past that, I guess. You know, like, just up where they were, I guess their eyes were coming towards me. Uh-huh. And, uh... I saw Plessinger kind of like lost the front and went over the thing, and then he was in like worst case scenario. He just obviously where his bike was, he couldn't see at all from where he was at. Yeah. He was like perfectly behind the hill, and he was like so close to the downside. There's no chance he could have really reacted if somebody came over. So he knew that right away because he kind of ran off the side of the track and then fell to the side like well before he the second place came by. Uh-huh. And it's just like because my boys have been riding mm-hmm. and. Vincent's seven, and he's, like, getting better on his 50, so he's out there occasionally with some big bikes. So I always will tell him, like, if you can't see the riders coming, they can't see you. I know you love your bike. <laughs> Leave it there and get off the track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, Plessinger was doing, although it ruined his race, he was doing the, he was doing the safe thing. Yep. Right? Yep. And then once the other boy, I don't know who it was, hit him and was kind of sitting there waiting to, like, get his bike going. I'm like, I'm about to see somebody get seriously injured. I need to, like, try to help here. Because Plessinger did ruin his race. His safety wasn't necessarily in harm. No, no. He he knew better. Like, he was like, I can't really make any moves here. But the other boy who was hanging out with his bike 
was going <laughs> to possibly get hit by from you know twenty yeah. second to fortieth place guy was about mm. to hit him. Yeah. So I ran down there and like I'm like I got I got to do something here. I don't want to watch this kid get seriously injured. Yeah. No, it was a good I, job. I, it, yeah. Never mind. Never, never my attention to overstep or whatever. But no, of I course not. Like I, uh, uh, yeah. Like. I mean, I know a lot of times that the flaggers are guys who race the local track, you know, and they kind of yeah, look for that. Yeah. And they do give them instruction, people. They don't just literally give them a flag and, you know, they meet, yeah. meet with them and tell them what to do. And this kid was not doing it, and that's no. too bad. But the MX Sports guy also, I'm like, what? he's a traveling guy. He should know. you got to direct the people away from the bike. Right. Like, you have a serious accident. So Yeah, uh, but, I mean, at the know? same time, too, I will say – that I, obviously the flaggers are motocross enthusiasts that are either there as volunteers or paid very little, right? Yes, yes. I totally understand that. Totally. And even where that was at, the riders were coming at them pretty pretty fast. Yeah. And those rut, the ruts right there are like the, had, coming to that, they had to focus on those. So they couldn't necessarily look ahead very good. Right. So, so you kind of had to be like... You had to be very experienced, obviously, like myself, to under, to realize that like these dudes... You got to jump out there because if like they they can stop quickly, like if need be. Right, right. right. I don't think these, those guys were experienced enough to be like, uh, because right. they're literally they're coming through there pretty fast at the top no, of that hill. I do feel like everyone. Yeah. So you were saying that they're looking down, right? That's what you're you're kind they're of saying. Looking down in yeah. it, up the hill, and they're yeah. looking right. down because the ruts coming up to that were gnarly. Yeah. Like up to where right. Hence, plus and you're crashing because hence uh, <laughs> because yeah, I feel like nobody acknowledged the flag. You know, no, not. Well, I mean, they acknowledge it when Nick was in the middle of the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but here's yeah, but here. even like the first couple of dudes that came by me, like they almost skidded before me because they didn't see me because they were like really looking at looking down at where right. they were going. But so here, I don't necessarily. I mean, I understand like the procedure could have been better by yep. the the track people, mm-hmm. but that literally was like worst case scenario. And unless like someone is super experienced, they weren't necessarily going to be able to help really. Right. So what? When you went up there and ran up there and said, "Give me the flag," what did you say and what did that guy say? <laughs> oh, there was there was no words. I kind of I just took the flag and jumped out there. So he didn't say anything I, to you. The only, words I, the only words I said was, "Aaron, get on your bike. It's fine. I got this." And he looked at me like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll, I will check these dudes." <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Did the MX Sports guy say anything? Was he yelling at you? Or yeah, anything? they kicked him out of the infield. But no, why he was flagging? Was oh. he saying anything? No, 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 and and the flagger, yeah. I mean, I mean, I totally understand, and I even, and I mean, ultimately, it just comes down to the fact that, like, obviously, motocross is is awesome. It's tough. So it was like a worst case scenario. The MX Sports people are doing a great job with the series, and the tracks are gnarly, and it's just that was kind of a spot where I needed to have like someone super experienced and uh, someone that I really respect, Duke Finch. I I ran across him before. Um, the race at Glen Helen, and I overheard him kind of uh, giving the flaggers a little once over as to like what the you know what their safeties are and what kind of the protocol is and such and such. So I mean, I know that they yeah they do this stuff, but yeah. ultimately it just comes it comes down to like me as a rider, ex rider, and the riders currently like that's like a worst case scenario thing where like they really want to have some people in place where that can help them right and really can protect them from danger essentially. Mm-hmm. No, and, but, and there's a tons like, of I've obviously I've always, yeah. And I've been, I've been friends with a lot of these top riders and I always would tell like when we were hanging with, with when I would like just be spending a lot of time with Villapoto, I'd be like, look, dude, 
I know that like a lot of this stuff with the PR and all this stuff you don't like doing per se. It's not right. necessarily like the fun part of the job, but it's funny because I would always tell him that like everyone down to the flaggers <laughs> are going to benefit from motocross supercross being more popular. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, then so you'll get more opinion. I don't I don't yeah. like I don't necessarily I mean, even as an ex rider, as a rider in that position before, I don't blame the flagger by any means. It's just Yeah. Well there's you know, there's plenty just, of uh, one of those things. There's plenty of good flagging all weekend long many, Absolutely. many times. You know what I mean? So it, it's and, somebody, and ultimately those guys that are donating their time or getting paid very little for the job that they're doing, the danger that they could potentially putting themselves into yeah. for doing such job, it makes no sense. They're just essentially now, an enthusiast. They so, need to hire. Kudos for that. Kudos for the guy that you know didn't got the publicity for maybe not doing the best job right there <laughs> for actually volunteering. Sure. Or yeah, taking time out of his day to you know. Yeah, I, I'm not doing it. I'm not volunteering to flag. Hell no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Hell no. Right. Um, hey, so the guy didn't know who you were. Like, did, did they think when they said, Hey, get out of here, you know, you, you can't be in here. We're going to eject you. Did they not know you were Nick way? Did, did they, re, did they think you were a random spectator? Well, it was like a fire and rescue guy who had a headset on. Okay. And they said, and I was like, yeah, fair enough. I totally get it. I'm just kind of like a guy here helping a <laughs> rider and, you know, I'm helping a rider in a team. And it's like one of those things. It's like, I don't, I don't expect that that's necessarily a protocol yeah. for someone to jump in right. and start helping. But, and I knew that before I even jumped in to help, right? Yeah. But yep. I wasn't going to stand there and watch, right. you know, somebody no, 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 for sure. serious, seriously injured. I'd never even cross my mind. Am I going to get in trouble? I was like, I don't care. Am I yeah. going to ask this flagger? Can I see your flag? No. No. I ran down there, grabbed the flag, and tried to help where I could. Yeah, and, and again, and ultimately, maybe, if that were to get me in trouble, then so be it. But it wouldn't. Like if ever, if it, if it ever escalated, someone would be like, "Hey, that's Nick Way. He's AC and T- Tatter's coach, and." And he's did a great job, and there's a misunderstanding here. But I, I guess the fire police guy's just like, "Hey, I got a collared shirt <laughs> jumping the fence." Right. You know what I mean? So I get that. I get that part. But um, that's funny. You know, we we did we ran a Twitter poll uh, on Pulp Show, and your flagging was voted as the highlight of the weekend <laughs> by our by our Twitter followers. So congratulations! Really? Yeah. Uh... Not not Bogle's win. Not Baggett's speed. Nope. Not Savachi. It was Nick Way flagging. <laughs> it's a one-stop shop over there, man. And and yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. people you were on like people put on Instagram. Riders liked it. They it was, oh, I tweeted yeah. about. It. I was like, this is my fucking guy, hero right here. Like, geez, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And I think it's like fresh on my mind too, just like the safety in general, because my my boys are obviously beginner riders. They're not super experienced, right? So I mm-hmm. I have these type of conversations with them, yeah, like to stay off the track. And right. then also like Plessinger, he's a super rad kid. He he. He's obviously had a lot of success, but ultimately his success has been, you know, he hasn't had as much because of starts. And then he gets a start and he's yeah. out front and he cra- he crashes and he can't get to his bike. He's smart enough to not get his bike. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm, you know, obviously I'm there to help AC, who's case competitor. And, but as a rider, I feel fine, yeah. right? Like, I'm like, man, that sucks. He's in a tough spot. Well, what but about ultimately he, he can't get his bike right now. That's not a smart move to get your bike. What about you know? AC landing on it and not eating shit? Wow. Well, and that's the same thing too. Is like once the pack, like when there was like the top ten guys, like obviously Plessinger was like before anyone came by. Like I said, he was running off the track, so he knew better. He was in like a worst case scenario spot. But then once the other kid had crashed there, there was still fifteen, you know, twenty more bikes to come by, and 
he was in like, you know, he was in a bad spot. But uh, ultimately, like if yeah. the first top ten guys come by and I run down the hill and fifteen of them pile up, then they're gonna <laughs> they're going right into me, right? Yeah, Bob? yeah. No, it was awesome. Great job for sure. Gear Ally Cole call Nick Way. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, we had to get you on though. We had to. <laughs> hey, um, we had Damon Bradshaw on earlier. What's your? Oh best? yeah, the beast. What's your best Damon Bradshaw story? I know you got one, but maybe you can't tell it. But I, what's your? What's your other one? Um. I mean, obviously, when I was little, I always would st- like either set my alarm or something to stay up late to VHS tape these races. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember the Miami Supercross, like '89, which I would have been eight. Probably, I would have been eight. But I obviously watched this VCR right. tape over and over and over. I still have it at my parents' house, where it's Miami misspelled M A I M A or something like that. He, he, and I uh, put it on like some construction paper and then taped it on it. But anyways, yeah. So like. Uh, I remember Stanton vividly Stanton crashing on the, doing a whip in the heat crashing race. Crashing on the heat tabletop, yep. Yep, and then Bradshaw just crushing it in the main. Like, he crashed a bunch of times. Yep. I remember the track being super sandy, and it, from what and I recall, looked like crazy gnarly rutted. I, I was, was there. Like, oh, my gosh, how, how were they even riding? I was live. That was my first ever Supercross, ever seeing a Supercross. Oh, really? I was there with my dad and another guy. We were down at Croom riding, and oh, I wow. was there. I, I and, and that's where my hero, Mark Barnett, no, that was the next week in Atlanta. But Rollerball did well, and Ronnie Tishner led like 11 laps in the 250 main event. He looked like he was going to win. It was amazing. Um, oh, yeah. And Debo, Debo was riding good too. Bradshaw crashed twice and still passed him. Yeah. So. Um, yep. Let, 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 uh, the Zebra print gear, yeah. 45. Yep. Yeah. Um, how'd your answer ride day go at the local place? We talked to you last week. How'd Berthed, it go? yeah. Yeah, it was rad. We went to Berthed and Randy Menango was. Tom tight buddies with him. He works for Dirtworks. He built a lot of the jumps and stuff at the track, and there mm-hmm. sounds like they have some new owners. They've been working on the facility, but yeah, a bunch of uh, we kept. My dad had uh, been driving the truck, so we kept it between the Hangtown Ride Day and this one in Colorado at the Sun Enterprises, which they had like the Fan Fest on Friday. Yeah. So we went there and kind of did a little hung out and shook hands and cool, kiss kiss babies and such, and then kind of. A bunch of people came over on Sunday, so it worked out to be pretty pretty fun. It was it was good. Definitely a lot of people. Definitely a lot of people there. So it's cool. Good to hear. Yeah, I like to hear that. And your guy and your guy worked me on uh, Sunday. By Answer the took the win. Yeah. Loretta Lynn's qualifier. Oh, Parabinos. Parabinos worked me. How'd you do? I got second. So what class are we talking here? Plus twenty five. Plus twenty five. You wrote what class did you write? Plus twenty five, plus forty. Yeah, one forty. And then uh, Paul P uh, came through on the first moto. Came back. We diced it, dude, hard. It was good. And then he nipped me at the line. The second moto, he just uh, straight up beat me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you got some work to do, Kiefer. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Travis said he's pissed off at me and he's going to train me now because he's he's bummed out that I lost. Well. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe you should get off the Blue Crew and get Orange Brigade. Maybe you could <laughs> race with Paul because Orange Brigade and White well, Lightning are the same bike. So, um, well, also awesome. Who else was there? I saw Stapleton Rode. Yeah. Yeah, I think he got third or fourth. And then uh, Bud, Bud, Man. Bud Man was there. Oh, yeah. Did you know Bud Man was doing Loretta's? I didn't. No, I've been seeing Bud Man at the track. Like, we had Paula on, like, Tuesday. And, that, like, 
our up until right now, right? There's been like just straight up pro day <laughs> at Paula on Tuesday. Straight pro day. Um, Budman out there burning I, laps. I, I, I'm I wish... like, wow, Budman's commitment to this Loretta's is pretty good. <laughs> That's awesome. And I wish... then a month ago, a month ago or so, I'm at Paula and it's like super deep, right? And I'm thinking, I want to want to ride and get out of here. Yeah. I need to get these dudes out here and ride. And I'm like, who is this guy 25 on the KTM? He is committed to getting just mudded out right now. I'm like, I like his style. Yeah. Let's get, let everyone sick. I'm sick of everybody waiting around. 25 right. just getting it in. Yep. Literally two hours later, didn't even cross my mind who 25 was. Two hours later, I'm like cruising around back to the pits, and some dude stopped me. He's like, track's gnarly today, huh? And I'm looking <laughs> at him, and I'm like, this is 25 was in the mud. Look at him, and I'm like, Oh, dude, it's Nate Dog. Nate Dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nate Dog's out here riding. Because I like, I'll see him quite a bit, but dude, I haven't seen him ride in years, like probably five, seven years or something. The ranch is going to be gnarly this year. Yeah, it's going to be good. I wish Budman would yeah. like get a little uh, clip on mullet for the back of his helmet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because he, he looked good. I think if he requested it, I don't think he's against it. Budman stalked Suzuki, too. I was kind of surprised he wasn't on a KTM, but yeah. yeah Suzuki with some good suspension, and that's it. I saw you had some. I bet you Budman looked right. Like, looked like stock spring forks on Kiefer. Yeah, I bet yeah exactly. You, I bet you right now Budman would rip on an RM80. Right now. <laughs> he probably right would have beat yeah. me I on an RM80. I always, tell, I always tell Will, like, when he was working for Geico, I'm like, well, you think you got Mumford on that 150? You're like perfect size. I think he's taller than you, actually. <laughs> Budman is a little heavy for an 80, but he's not much taller than he was when he was mini god. When he was Jesus on an RMA. Yeah. He could probably do pretty good, I bet. Yeah. Uh, all right, buddy. Hey, thanks for picking up again. I appreciate it. Good job with the flagging. Yeah, great good job. story. Uh, yeah, I think you did awesome, and um, people lo- people dug it. So. I really was terrible at flagging myself. Like when I, I was like, I got out there and I'm like, I should be waving this flag, and I half got it hung up. I'm like, yeah, I'm really not here to flag. I'm more like here to just like stand at the track. Um, but I really need to try to get not get this flag wrapped up. You know, Wygant was a flagger at Englishtown. Yeah, I've heard Barry so, Carson loves him. Yeah, so you could maybe if you see him this weekend, be like, hey, if it happens again, Wygant, what do I do? Like, give, show me the wrist action, right? You know, so. Um, all right, buddy. Thank you. All right, guys. See you, Nick. Have a good All night. Right. See you. Nickway, everybody. The great Nickway. Good story. Ah, just Nick. tweet just came in. Kiefer. Um, Dirt Riders Facebook page totally removed the option to add a comment to the main page. Zero posts to show. Really? Marks, hmm. is that is that us? Lame. Did, did we do that, Marks? Um, do we want to say that we did that? <laughs> Did you hack them? No. <laughs> oh, they're so dumb. He's so dumb to do this. He doesn't understand. It's pretty silly. Pulp Nation and how that helped Dirt Rider. God. And you know what? I've explained it to him before. And if they had just let you go properly and, and tried to work something out and it didn't work out, I wouldn't be upset because it happens. Right. But when you do it this way, oh, fuck no. Yeah. Fuck no. Not the way you treat somebody. And I agree. If I were, they were going to say, hey, we're going to re- remove your position. This is what we're going to do. What can we do? Can yeah. we do freelance? Like, right. You know, and then you say, hey, it's not going to work out. See you later. Yeah. That's and then fun. when I even say give my two weeks and I offer my services to help you guys out and you just say, nap, now nah, we're good. I'm going to go yeah. have, hire some other days. All right. Second commercial. a bunch of dicks. <laughs> second commercial break of the night. Uh, I'm going to come back, wrap this thing up, maybe get JT back on the phone. And uh, we'll talk some more uh, Lakewood with Chris Kiefer, myself, Steve Mathis. The guy in the corner's name is Travis Marks, and we'll be right back after this. Thanks for listening. Who the fuck is Olivia? 
All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life, Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com, they make much more than just moto gear, mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts, They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Flyracing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out whole line of hard parts as well. Flyraising.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp and Mech Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain, 
They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Race tech, suspension, and engines. Great guys have been with us for a number of years now. You know what race tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose race tech. Look, maybe you don't race supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil, change the bushings, change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express. The number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express. The number one online source for all your KTM needs. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right 
steering for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, Hardcoat Silver, our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines, brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. E.K. Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D Chain by E.K. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D Chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit EKChainUSA.com and click on Rider Support. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MC KTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, 
Hubs, Wheel Building Services. They've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild, whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, 
Disabling or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Works Connection, 
FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Guts Racing hooking me up. Seat foam for Project Bike. Fantastic. Whether you need a seat foam for the latest and greatest bikes or for the Project Bikes or seat bases or super lightweight stuff. Okay, it's coming. That's how I feel right now, Steve. Yeah. Guts Racing, everybody. Get data. You use Get Data. Yes, sir. Love it. Honda rules with Get Data. Ride Engineering. Thanks to Adrian at Ride Engineering. Need some clamps. Need some uh, links. Links. PulpMX-20 is the code at RideEngineering.com. Grandstone Boots also on board. Privateer Hero. Grandstone Boot, guys. Chris Kiefer in here. No longer of Dirt Rider Magazine. No. Did you ask MXA for a gig? No. I don't want to take Daryl. Daryl's doing his deal. Who runs MXA? Hey, you get along with Daryl, right? I don't know Daryl. Who's Daryl? Eklund. Daryl Eklund. Uh, if he runs a Twitter, no, because then he blocked me. No. So I found out who runs MXA stuff. Okay. Um, I talked to Stapo, and he said the guys actually in the the offices run it, not the worker workers. Well, so. they need to get people who know what they're doing because they look like a, a joke in their Twitter. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, Marks, what's going on? So... Skippy, who was on the phone earlier. Yes. Yep. Nobly. You and him have a text relationship? Yeah, we're buddies. How does uh, that happen? Uh, you just like, hey, here's my number, Skippy? Thanks yeah. for listening. He's on the Kiefer program. I like it. Yeah. Just be nice oh, to people and invite him in. Like when, like, uh, getting prizes and information and stuff. Uh, okay. So I, I was like, uh, one time I was like, I oh, just texted to me. I like Skippy. I like Skippy now, too. <laughs> Skippy <laughs> sending some quality text over. Thanks, Skippy. But uh, I like. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not giving you. I'm not giving my listeners my number. I, I just. I'm. I got a lot of people to talk to. And so, wait, what? Who's that? Oh boy. Hello, Who's hello. That? Who's that? Hello, hello. You just texted a listener today. Oh, you yesterday. did. He enjoyed every Who's minute thinking? of it. You even gave him a thumbs up too, didn't you? <laughs> Oh, I wish that camera was on. Oh, right he's now. so mad right now. Oh, I wish that <laughs> camera was on right now. I'm a nice person. So um, am I. <laughs> listen, if Skippy if Skippy sends me that kind of stuff, maybe you have my number. That's what Why I'm do saying. I think I gave him my number. Right. Yeah. You didn't know that was going in. Give him my number too while you're at it. <laughs> uh, feedback on the app. How's it going? Yeah, so far, so good, I think. Yeah? Okay, yeah. good. Uh, but get the update, people. On the store, it should fix 98% of your problems and upgrade to the latest iOS as well, which is uh, easy to do. So uh, we thank everybody for listening, of course, on the show. Kiefer, we got to get you on the road, so we got to finish this show up. Um, did I get all of our sponsors in? Yeah, go to Sponsor Deals on com. Look at our codes. Uh, the codes are on the app as well, so you can dig up in there and uh, download on it and everything else. So Sweet. Chris Kiefer going to be doing a lot for Pulpamex, people. Uh, a weekly podcast on testing, whether it's motorcycles or gear or a clutch perch or an oil filler thing. I mean, anything. Yeah. Um, so subscribe to that. We'll get you the information on that when it gets out there. And uh, he's going to be writing articles about the pro racing, about testing. He'll take your questions and write articles on there. Yeah, I'm doing some tech questions that I put together so this week. I'll have that in. And then also we'll be doing a little of story in Loretta's, and I'll put that up on Pulp as well. And uh, and go to KieferIncTesting.com. Yes. Up now, everybody. Up now. So content will be coming up slowly but surely. Yeah. I had to get all this worked out in two weeks, so bear with me. Don't yell at uh -huh. me. Don't uh, say bad things on Vital about it. <laughs> uh, um, hold on. Uh, 
Is this Jeremy? Hello? Jeremy. Jeremy, have you been on hold for like this long? Oh, dude. Yes, I have. Oh, I'm sorry. What's up, Dang. bro? Hey, I got a question. Um, so amateur kids that are coming up in their families, they obviously have like a, a pretty large expense to maintain their level and, and to break into like the professional ranks. I'm wondering, do they establish a business for this or is this, does it all stay like personal money? Um, do, do they make a business out of it? Uh, from what I've gathered and what I've been around, it's all personal money. Um, hmm. I have yet to meet someone and maybe that's not saying that that's not out there. I've yet to meet someone that does it as a business. Okay. So, so and, all the sponsorship money, uh, uh, contingency money, all that stuff that comes in, it's just, uh, most, it just keeps, it just ends up on their, like their personal tax return or something like I, that. Oh, I think you create a business. Some do. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've, when I've talked to, you know, bigger name kids yep. Yep. that goes to their parents, um, it just goes to their personal cause it's actually not uh, where they make the money is how they, you know, you can't legally, you know, give the kids contracts and pay them an X amount. So I think what they do is they give them, Hey, we're going to give you seven KX 85s and yeah. you get to keep them and then you could sell them at the end of the year or whatever you want to do right. with the money, you know? Right. Right. But that's still income. Exactly. Right? Yep. And you get taxed on it. Correct. Right. Yep. So, so okay. That, all right. I guess that kind of answers that. Well, what's funny is yeah, I don't really. I'm not well enough I don't, spoken about it to really tell you. I, I really don't know. Is but. there is there like a maybe a good resource or somebody that I can ask that might have some more insight on something like that? I mean, do you go to amateur races at all, or a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've spent a fair amount of time around them. So I mean, there yeah. you go. Most of the you know. 85 kids and you talk to, you know, some of these top kids that, uh, you know, have parents that are around and, you know, pick their brain about it and see what they have to say. Maybe they know something that I don't, but, um, from the ones I've talked to, they've never indulged that to me. So maybe, maybe that tells you something. Cool. All right. Thanks. Guys. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, next up, Hal. Hal, what's up, man? How are you? Hey dude. Hey, thanks for taking my call, man. Uh, at Lakewood this weekend, I noticed that uh, Rockstar Husky had uh, uh, spokes uh, wire tied, or not wire tied, but safety wired in between the spokes. Mm-hmm. And all their bikes are like that. And I didn't notice, you know, anyone else um, with that. Um, is there a reason behind that? Or interesting, I've seen it before. Right. Um, I think it's just to keep it from, you know, getting into the rotor and getting to the brake, yeah. uh, maybe stabbing something else, uh, right? I mean, that's yeah, kind of so why you do it. Off-road, off-road guys, do, guys it do it a lot. Yeah, off-road guys do it a lot, and it's if you break a spoke or it comes loose, starts backing out, it's not going anywhere. It's not going to get caught up. Um, yeah. And also, it, from what I've told from off-road guys, too, it keeps a little bit of a tension, you know, tension inside those spokes as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, uh, I've seen it done, but not, not really on a pro team. I never did on any team I was on or heard about it, but... Good, good pickup yeah. on that, Hal. Yeah, yeah, cool. And hey, Keith, uh, uh, man, you've done a lot of riding on the uh, WP cone valves and the cone valve AERs. Yeah. Um, I've noticed over the last couple of years that uh, the 52 millimeter uh, cone valves and also the AER cone valves, they've got the bigger axle, almost like the 14 size axle. It doesn't have the small axle, like the new generation small axle. Um, Is there a reason behind that? Actually, on the 17s, I use the same axle for both forks. So 
um, the AER cone that I've been using and the actual spring cone that I've been using take the, the stock axle. Um, I don't think, from what I've gathered, I talked to WP guys, they do not sell to the public the 52-millimeter uh, cone valve forks. Okay, I was just looking at the bikes at the National this weekend. Yeah. Like all of them, all of the 52s had the large axle and the and the large diameter stubs. Yeah, and actually that's a preference for a rider too. I think they could change the bottom lugs if they wanted to, to go to a smaller size axle. So maybe that's something preference with the rider. Yeah, okay, cool. I just wondered if there was some kind of geometry or whatever behind it. But and uh, anyway. how, how's, the, how's the get stuff working out for you? Oh, fucking awesome, dude! Yeah? It, it, it made us made a slow guy fast, right? <laughs> <laughs> what bike did you use it on? Uh, on both my uh, my uh, fifteen uh, factory edition four fifty and my uh, sixteen factory edition four fifty. I've got another one coming for that. Oh man, I got I haven't tried one on a KTM. I'd like to try one on a KTM. That'd be sweet. It, it, it totally totally changed the behavior. Well, I mean, it's get, totally. get based out of Italy and uh, work with the DeCarli team of, of Caroli for years. So, Are they got, still on Get back in Europe? I believe so. Okay. They got a nice hand up on the KTM guys for sure over the years. Dan, so. Dan totally hooked me up, man. Walked me through it. Dude's texting me like I'm a, you know, like I'm somebody. Nice, Dan. He really hooked me up, man. Just, I hope he didn't pick you in fantasy. If you ever fail him in fantasy, he hates you. Well, he started touching me in the pit, so that's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Hal. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Later, dude. Thank you. Darkside, what's up, bud? What's up, man? Just uh, wanted to call in and tell Kiefer congrats on the new Endeavor. Hope it, you know, excited to see where it takes you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I just, just wanted to call. I had a chance real quick just to call in. Looking forward to seeing what, what the future holds for you. Thanks, man. How was Colorado? You did, you did uh, enjoy yourself out there? Oh shit, dude! Yeah, I want to do it every weekend now. I'm all in. Yeah, you're all in. <laughs> you want your job, yeah, Mathis? Huh? No, 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 dude! Don't, don't, don't get him on my get on me on his bad side. <laughs> no, <Absolutely not. laughs> take the job, please. Take hey, it. did you uh, I, did you post yeah, your was, stuff up already? Yeah, I put a, about a hundred pictures up, you know, and I haven't posted all the interviews yet. We're gonna do that tomorrow night. Oh, good. We'll do, but yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah, we actually got on a plane at the same time as a bag in the morning. So that was kind of cool. Got to see him again. And it just, yeah, it was cool. Everybody treated us awesome. Um, he had the VIP up there in the Lucas Oil tent. It, it was awesome. Well, sweet. Yeah, Colorado's a good place to go to view a national. Even Mathis thinks so. So Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's first time there. The only thing I didn't like was the sun being out at 530 in the morning. It was kind of weird. Contact Zach at Plum Creek Funding if you want to move there. <laughs> right, right. Awesome, dark side. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. See you guys. No problem. Papa Mexico, uh, BTOsports.com. They've got what you need. They're proud to be the premier source for motocross parts and apparel for well over a decade. From motocross to mountain bikes, sport bikes, to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because their their passion reflects yours. And uh, if you call them and mention Papa Mex, they will give you a discount on uh, plenty of things that they sell, as well if you put Pulp and Mex in the mentions uh, section as well. The BTOsports.com will take care of you. We thank those guys. They've been part of our show for, um, well, shit, this is 2017, and we started in 2010. And so, yeah, six and a half years, I think. I think they came on the middle of the the thing. So uh, we thank those guys, man. Whedon and all those guys down there. Uh, great people. And this is the BTOsports.com Tweet of Travis segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis.
We need to redo some drops and stuff like that, but uh, and some intros, but never that one. Never who, that. Who one. did that one? Swizz. Uh, that's solid. Uh, the these, best we have. These questions are submitted to at Paul Show on Twitter. That guy in the corner, after he's finished emptying your bank accounts and shutting down <laughs> your websites, he uh, he picks the best ones. And uh, here we go. All right, Marks. Pookie, Pookie, you will be joining us in these. All right. I'm here. Tanner Hall would like to know: Does Bo- Does Bogle's win secure him a ride? Also, do you believe more guys gained confidence and think they can win since Bogle did? Pookie? Uh, yes and yes. I agree. All right. Yeah, no. Oh, wrong segment. Wrong segment. Good Sorry. job. Good job, bro. Uh, adding on to that, Dirty Al Green would like to know, will, oh, we, stop it. will we see any more surprise moto winners like Bogle in either class? Uh, Pook? Yes. Who? Who? Tickle. That's what JT said earlier. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, tick can win. Tick can For win. For fucking tickle? Tick can win. Um, what about Cooper? Does he get Coop a... can win. Yep. But I don't think... He said surprise. That's a surprise right you now. Think? Yes. Yes. Oh, Blue Crew. Got fourth. Blue crew. <laughs> yeah, fourth in the yeah I know. Yeah, he's Blue Crew. What about Seeley? You think he can Second win trader. one? No. Mm. Seeley kicked a rock up and hit me in the side of the face. I was wondering the, if that was on purpose time. when you tweeted really? that. Yeah. And then I texted him today. I said, I think you would like to know that you kicked a rock in my face in the first turn in the side of the head. He didn't reply. <laughs> that's that's actually a reply, not replying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a thumbs up would have been just the end of it. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, 250s? Transaction Dude, done. 250s? Transaction's done. That's it. Uh, 250s, um, all the PC guys can win. Uh, I don't know about Hill. It's not riding so great to start the year. What about Colt Nichols? Uh, Surprise. Yeah. yeah. Colt Nichols can win. Colt Nichols is in the mix. Troll train. Choo-choo. What about Forkner? Does he win one? Choo-choo. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Pookie doesn't like when we say the word troll. No. Alex doesn't like when you say troll. But Phil. Ergo. Phil says it's fun. Alex is a liberal. Phil says it's fun. Alex is a liberal. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what did uh? What did Grant call him? He called. Hey, I want to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know when you're coming up next. He called him libtards. I don't know when you're um, uh, when you're coming up next. But let's try to get Tony on the show. Alessi? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I was just over at the house uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Got a lot of stuff going I'm on. About fifty. Laser, 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 laser. All right. <laughs> you drowned out my drop. No, uh, what was your drop? Doesn't matter. Let's do it. Team SOL would like to know that now, now that Baggett has proven he can beat Tomac, what are the keys to breaking El Chupacabra? Uh, I mean, are we breaking guys now? That's what's happening. We're all breaking every somebody. I must break you. Um, <laughs> uh, Baggett starts haven't been great. You know, maybe that's it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but God, he was good this weekend. Holy crap. He went off the track a couple times, too. Yeah. yeah. He was outside the markers a couple times. All right. Um, which did you hear the most complaints about this weekend? The TV package, the app not working, or Mark's shutting down all the pulp websites? Mm. Our app not working? You mean? I'm not sure. Oh. Maybe the NBC Gold app. Uh, NBC Gold app. I guess had some issues this weekend. Heard a lot about that. There was a, there was apparently a commercial, not a commercial, but a break 
Yeah, I got that. Lost their minds. So I bought the package. But was week. it in the middle of a moto? Yeah, I guess. Oh, you. They told you you can't. They said no. I don't think it was. Uh, I didn't see it, and a lot of people on Vital said they were having problems. I was streaming on my phone so, through the app, and it was flawless the whole time. So I watched it, and it said breaking for commercial. That's what it said. But was it in the middle of a moto? Yes. Oh, the coverage will resume shortly. Thing yes. up for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you guess. can't do that. Like so. that's not. They said no. They said that wouldn't happen. Maybe there was a technical difficulty. Yeah. Yeah, because I was pissed too. I bought it because I was like, well, I can't watch it, so I'm sitting there in the hotel and. Yeah, it says we'll resume shortly. I'm like, God dang. I didn't realize, but I, we don't have Mav TV, Pook. I thought we we had it last year. We don't have it anymore in Dish. I'm Supercross only, so I don't really know about it. Okay. Mm, that's straight up. Ben Fuller's question is... BTOsports.com, tweet Travis. Now Kiefer's officially on the payroll. Will he forget the shitty best dressed award and conform to the adamant... Absolutely. It is in the contract. Phenomenon. Mm. It is in the contract. He do, we do not speak of best dressed. It is like the... Young child that passed away. We do not want to be remembered of the bad memories, so we just move on with our lives. It's too bad. I like best dressed. It is now lit, kid, boo! Oh, God. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Not when he's over there doing that. No. Uh, who wins more motos this year, Baggett or Moosecan? Moosecan. Moosecan. Pook? Baggett. Oh. What a contrarian. <laughs> contrarian. Porch, Porch would like to know, had it been Plessinger that got landed on and not his bike, do you think the AMA makes a change or looks into this poor flagging situation? Mm. No. I say no because of the Alessi incident. Yeah. Yeah, no. Exactly. That was how long ago? Yeah. Right. No, nothing's changed since then. Right. Kyle Bozone. I'm not sure if that's how you <laughs> Bozone. It says Bozone. I'm sorry, Kyle, if that's... Uh... Anyways, it's Bozone. Bozone. Steve, explain the process of getting your post-race interviews and then how you upload them to iTunes. Ooh. Oh, that's fucking fascinating. Who cares? Kyle Bozone does. I mean... He walks through the pits and he sees who's standing outside and who's not already talking to somebody and then he goes up to them and says, Hey interview and they either say yes or no sometimes i go if they say yes he whips out a microphone and, a, and an h6 recorder h6 recorder sometimes i just walk up to guys and go media and that's it that's they go yep media they go. They have to to you me. have to talk to me pretty much um and, and then uh, and then i put and then I, I i go back to my hotel room and i upload them onto the computer onto the pulp mx site and then swiss core uh takes them from there and puts them on itunes and that's it. I, it's Kyle. It's there. You go, Kyle. The people are curious. Yep. What if a fan wants to talk to you about you're doing an interview? Yeah, behind the scenes. What that's should, fine. No problems. Oh, it's fine. Yep. Oh, okay. No problems. <laughs> Charlie Worthy would like to know how much of Kiefer's success in his testing business is directly due to the Pulp Show. Ninety-seven mm. percent. Mm, that much. Kiefer. I wouldn't say that much, but a lot. Yes. Pete doesn't think so i would say 80 percent marks yes he just said 80 percent he did between Kiefer, uh-huh seven deuce deuce i knew this was coming oh this is a good one alex ray mm-hmm. jt 
Mm, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> who else? Um, Phil. 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 Yes, Phil. Weimer a little bit. Eh, no, nah, he's a net he's super cross champion. Known, yeah. yeah, he was you know a bad dude. Um, okay, Phil, seven deuce deuce, seven deuce trace. Uh huh. Alex Ray, Clayson, Kiefer. Who has the biggest pulp MX percentage pie slice? Do you think? Uh, well, who did pulp MX help fans? out the most? Right. Yes, who did they help out the most? He's got the biggest slice. Oh, that's easy for me. Seven deuce deuce. Yeah, right. seven deuce deuce. Same here. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is he really calm about that? Okay. Uh, no. What, I, do you, what do you think? No, I, listen, I'm in the, I just make the magic. And whatever happens, I just get shit on and I just keep making magic. And <laughs> everyone's sh- Magic man. Yeah, and everybody just keeps <laughs> shitting on me every week. So I get shit on, I make magic, shit on, magic, shit on. And I just go about my work. Nobody gives a fuck. So yeah, I am a shitty media guy. No <laughs> doubt about it. Yep, there I am. Good job, chat. <laughs> uh, Kurt Lucas would like to know, Steve, which current writer reminds you of Tim Ferry the most? Oh, oh good question. Well, it was Andrew Short. Okay. God rest his soul. He's out now. He didn't die, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, really? What um, Andrew Short was Timmy, for sure. Really? Yeah, yeah. Consistent, solid guy, able to put on the box. Nice dude. You know, a little aggressive. Yeah. Timmy. People Dirty don't re- dog. People don't realize Timmy was... When his wrist hurt and McGrath passed him one time, he T-boned the shit out of MC. And I'm like, oh, can't do that to McGrath. And he was just so mad. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. And then Ernesto, in like 03, he was parking Ernesto every week. I felt so sorry for him. But anyways, uh, now, whew, could we go Sealy? He's quiet, dude. I feel like Ferry's Timmy, a little. Timmy's quiet. Yeah. What do you see? Two weeks time. He under over under thirty words in five hours. Under. Right. I think he's gonna go a little bit harder. Half of me. Hey. You know what? Maybe we'll get some beers in. <laughs> Does him. he drink? I was yeah, say, we'll get some get, beers yeah, in. Make him. sure that fridge. Yeah, is Ferry can crush some beers for sure. <laughs> but I just feel like Villain will start yelling. I almost feel like you need Langston here just to loosen everybody up. Oh a bit. god, dude. <laughs> Great radio. Langston and, and uh, Chad. Langston, Chad, TV, all those. Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to be so good. I think we just need Langston again. It's too bad the show wasn't on the off weekend of the motocross because you probably could get him up here. Langston would be. That's a schlong shot. (laughs) 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 Ah, a guy in the chat room says uh, Brock Tickle. Ah, that's a good. Timmy was better than Tickle, though. Timmy was better than Tickle. Like Tickle, but come on. Well. Tickle won a championship. Ferry won a championship. Ferry won a championship without winning a race. Ah, fuck you. You know? Fuck off. So I feel like it's uh, similar. I feel like Ferry maybe in in the in the big bike class was a little more successful. Dude, what? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I would fire you if for saying that, like, if you didn't agree with that. like. So are we talking, like, bike, like, result, results on the bike, or are we just talking person in general? No, results. Oh, okay. All right, oh, next okay. question. Next question. He's getting too mad about this. you got to keep going. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm feeling... <laughs> There's only one Tim Ferry. I'm feeling Pete Peterson-like anger, so let's just move on. <laughs> Brighten you up. Right. Bobby Durand would like to know, with all the Cowie bike problems, does AC leaving seem more likely? I don't think so, man. I think if you're Kawasaki... I mean, look, he's being courted by everybody, but... Uh, 
I don't think so. I, I think Mitch and the family and Kawasaki, they all want him. They put so much money into him. Yeah. I think they just match offers that keep him there, and uh, and that's it. So. Gus Keeter would like to know, does Marv silently ease away with this championship Dungey style while we watch El Chupacabra and Eli duke it out? No. 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 Did you read DV's column today? I haven't yet, no. On PulpMX.com? I haven't read it yet. It's really harsh on Marv. Really? I had to read it and then go, wait, is Marv leading the points? Was he just like, he did not doing his job or something? <laughs> just read it and text me and let me know. I don't, DV and Marv are friends. Marv told me this weekend that he reads the he column. Reads it, yeah. Um, and after reading DV's thing, you would think Marv sucks balls. Like, he's got the red plate. Right. DV was harsh on Marv. <laughs> DV, God. Like a disappointed dad. Did you see him on Twitter today? Someone asked him why he doesn't come up for the show. He says because Pookie is mad that he unfollowed her. He hates Basset Hounds. He hates Basset Hounds. It's I too far of a drive. Oh, it was that. too much for it to follow you now. Have that now that you're clipped. He only has what two people he follows. Four. Four. Me. Racer X. Soccer. Soccer team, and I don't know what else. <laughs> doesn't he? Is, hey, doesn't he's he, missing out on? Doesn't all follow my his ex. Son. Doesn't follow like Chad. He's not on Instagram. Yeah, he yeah, is. Is he on no, Instagram? No, he deleted it. What? Yeah, he deleted yeah, it. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> How many times has he deleted That's it? what I was looking for. there to tag him. And so, I was in Worst Connection, and I saw his jersey. I was going to tag him, and it wouldn't pop up. I'm like, where the fuck did he go? So he just deletes his social media like every three, three months or something? Yeah. Got to start over with a clean slate. We'll, we'll take this up in a couple weeks. <laughs> oh, Vital. He follows Vital. <laughs> what? <laughs> Steve Mathis, Vital MX, Foot, Mercado, and Racer X. Oh, my God. <laughs> DV, bro. Damn, DV. And if you, like, tried to break it down with him, you just start yelling at you. <laughs> like, you try to ask him why. And... <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> shit, I can hear it. Right. Yeah, but they don't know shit. <laughs> All right. uh, last one. This is uh, This is very important. From Michael M., can I get unblocked from Steve on Twitter? It's affecting my race day experience. There it is. Hashtag no more truck jokes. That's what, oh! that's what I got. It, that's what we were just talking about before the show today. Yes. Oh, it's the truck guy. Yes. Oh. Yeah, well. Michael. Michael. What do you have to say to Michael? Right. First of all, Michael, what the <laughs> fuck do you drive? Okay. First of all, that's number one. Because chances are my truck's probably worth more. Okay. That's number one. Two. It won two. Mid-size truck shootouts, Michael. Okay. Three, you're probably one of those idiots that compared my truck to an F-150. It is not in that category. It's not supposed to be in that category. It was never made for that category. It's against the Tacoma. It's against a, um, a Frontier. Uh-huh. It's against a uh, uh, Avalanche. Really? Is it Avalanche? Uh, that yeah. Colorado. Piece of shit. Colorado? I don't know. Avalanches are kind of... Avalanches are, are, are bigger. Yeah, but okay. they're similar. But, Kinda, what, yeah. I'm just saying. Mid-sized truck. That's what it is. And it won two shootouts. Is it like a vital shootout? Or no, kind of... car and driver and then some other web shootout. You're right there on the line, Kiefer. Ixnay. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you don't like the truck, no problem. You're welcome to your opinion. That Michael guy, I guarantee you he didn't say... Uh, hey, Mr. Mathis, uh, I'm not really uh, a fan of the original line truck. I prefer so- he, he didn't say that. He probably said, that's a fucking ugly truck. Uh, I wouldn't fucking be caught dead in that. Uh, you're a fucking idiot for buying it. Like something. But I feel like people think they could talk like that to you because you're a ha-ha kind of dude. Like, that's not a ha-ha joke. 
It's that's not? like saying that's like saying, hey, no, P- Pookie's haha ugly. No, oh sure my god, sure it is. So you're comparing your truck to your wife? It's a personal insult to a truck. Yeah, but I like the truck. I bought it. So I'd someone like it. said your 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 bikes downstairs that you're fixing up are pieces of shits. So would you block them? Yes. Okay. Yeah. If you say, "Hey, I don't really like that look of that Honda that year," no block, no block, <laughs> no block. Transaction over, but no block. <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. But I didn't. I guarantee you. Go through his tweets. Oh, he's doing that already. <laughs> What'd he say? I haven't, I haven't found you it You and JT yet. block people all the time. I haven't found it yet. No, because I don't block you know why? Yet. Because you don't get to just say whatever the F you want to say and not have to pay. Right. Like, yeah. Y- yeah, talk some shit, right. but you might not be able to see me anymore. You can have a different opinion. And I'm then maybe fine you'll with that. think about the next time you want to be an internet tough guy. Right. Not saying this guy was, because I don't know what he said, but... You can say... I've seen it. I, you can say you disagree with me. That's fine. No problem. But when you draw the insults, that's it. I'm done. I'm yeah, done. I guess I just have a like smaller me, window. It's like me tweeting about uh, the president today and people saying, stick to Moto. No, just unfollow me. Right. It's my feed. If I want to block you for insulting me, then I'm doing it. Right. If I want to tweet about president, I can do that. I don't hmm. get these people. Right. You wouldn't say that to somebody in the street. You wouldn't say it. And look, you could... You could disagree. Find it? I think so. Okay. This is all I could find about a truck. You had tweeted... About needing help with the fort, uh, with the the cable guide, the cable guy, cable guy. Oh yeah, cable guy. Oh yeah, on my bike, on, on my cable project guy. bike, on right. project yep. bike. Uh, uh, by the way, it's on straight. Cable guy. You said crooked, huh? You said crooked on the. I said angled. slight, yeah, yeah, slant. angled. Yeah, we went straight. Oh. Everyone said straight. Really? Yeah. Sounds gay. What about the color zip tie? The zip tie. Oh, there's lots of debate on that. That's not red. Is not good. No, Pookie and I like red. I liked red. No. Honestly, retro. Lars, Gothic, him, everyone's like black, black. or white. Yeah. Williams is like, red? Yeah, no like, good. Like, he didn't even know about it. He so just, is it still off? Yeah, I haven't decided. Okay. You know who knows? Nick. Nick said, uh, no, he couldn't get his... I asked Nick, and he just started talking about uh, the number plate or something. Oh. Yeah, he, he went off in another direction. Focus. So, All right, what happened? So that's, so that's what you had <laughs> yeah. said. Yeah, I said, what help me. He responded straight. It's pretty effing simple, but you did decide to buy a Honda trunk. Yeah. Honda truck. So maybe it's not that simple. There we go. So, according to Michael, I'm dumb for buying a Honda truck. I am not smart. I made a ignorant decision. I feel like it's a little rash. That's what Michael is saying. But he didn't. He wasn't barking at you. He didn't like. Read it again. Okay. Read. Read. Mathis's tweet and then read his rebuttal. I know I can already see that Pookie sides with me. So. I need some serious help here with Project Bike. Mm-hmm. Front brake line cable guide, straight or Which, at angle. By the way, that's a jest. That's a fun tweet to get some. Yes, get some. Yeah. I don't really give a fuck. I'm going to do whatever I want and whatever. But it was something I was. Yeah. So, got it. Haha, funny tweet. Okay. Like, now hey, go ahead everybody. with, with yeah. the rebuttal. Michael M. Straight. Pretty effing simple. Effing. So our, oh, he said fuck. Okay. So I didn't hear that. Dropping a vulgar, vulgarity yes. into the tweet. Okay. But you did decide to buy a Honda truck. So maybe it's not that simple. Yeah. Okay. He said, well. Pretty simple. You stupid moron. It's pretty simple. He said fuck. So. You fucking stupid moron is what right. Michael's saying. But you then decide to buy your truck. So clear. So he, what the party left out was you're obviously not that smart. Right. That's worth a block. Right. Eh. 
Michael. Uh, what? I don't know if it's worth a block because you like don't know, know how he meant it. He said he Michael said F. Like to know if he can get. He unblocked. was taking a little bit. <laughs> what little did he tweet again right now? No, that was. The, the, can he get unblocked or not? How long is he blocked for? It's, un, it's affecting his race day. Nope. Go fuck yourself, Michael. Here's what you do. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Poor it's, Michael. Hey, Michael. It's pretty fucking simple. But obviously, it's not. You did decide to talk some shit. What you do, Michael? Start a new account, and then every single time you log off, and you got to enter that password and log in to another account that I don't know about, some egghead account. I hope you think of me. <laughs> they changed it. Uh, it's not an egg anymore. What is it? Arks, stay I'm, out of I'm it. Just, <laughs> just saying, it's just a you and your fucking brain silhouette of a uh, of a head. Mm. Okay. Let's no, just start the, a Steve Mathis blocked page so everybody just somebody just you know what no yeah you we should what? like hang it up on the wall and then like throw darts and see who's getting unblocked no you know what uh maybe i'll run a poll nobody we should unblock michael that's that that'll go that'll go well i think yep okay that was all for tweets all right there I, we go I bto sports on that important one <laughs> bto sports <laughs> please follow them uh before we go we got to do the nfab jgr check in with johnny oler i do want to have you that and then we're going to come after that with some interesting news from chris Kiefer. That's called making you people hang around. Uh, so this is the n-fab.com JGR Suzuki check-in. Please check them out. Jeep, truck, and SUV parts, uh, floorboards, and uh, board steps, uh, lots of things from the folks at NFAB. Bumpers, light mounting solutions, n-fab.com. You want a discount? Look on the app. We'll give you a discount. Here's uh, Johnny Oler, suspension guy for JGR Suzuki. And when we come back, big news from Kiefer. Johnny Oler, uh, JGR NFAB check-in, n-fab.com. Great guys. Thomas, great guys. Old Thomas, he's our favorite. Okay, hey, so you're the suspension guy over here. Yes. Uh, what is What kind of challenges does the track today provide? Harder base, but still ruddy, which is what we've seen the first two rounds. Yeah, Weston was saying he thought it was actually pretty sticky. So, um, you know, we at Glen Helen, there were so much Supercross-style jumps and huge bumps and stuff, and... Um, we needed to go stiffer there, and then we get here, and there's not that kind of stuff. But it was, uh, the, bike was the dirt was definitely pulling the bike in deep today. So it didn't look that tacky, but yeah, I guess so, huh? No, yeah. I, I didn't think so, but uh, yeah, Wesson felt that way. So yeah, uh, how'd the day go for the guys? Uh, not great, I don't yeah. think. Uh, Justin had a good, fairly good. Uh, first moto, he came back after had a little arm pump. He started coming back after. I think he yeah. shook it out finally and came back. And then I think the second moto, I think he got arm pump worse. So uh, yeah, he went backward a little bit there. Yeah. So not great, not great. Uh, Filthy Phil's back in North Carolina. Yep. Yes, he's uh, making everybody's lives miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, with his pre- with his presence. Yeah. No, that, that kind of happens. What's yeah. the best Wygan story you have lately? Um. I don't know. I don't. I haven't talked to him much lately. I don't have anything good. He's the official voice of motocross, so that's true. Yeah. That's true. I, that's what I've heard. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks for the for the interview. It's right a, a decent day for you guys. Decent, I guess. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Thank you. See Thanks, you. Johnny. Johnny Oler not interested in really talking to me. I didn't feel. <laughs> that was quick. It was. He's a good dude. I just it was the end of the day, and so whatever. Um. Guy on Twitter said, uh, "Shocking. He has no avatar. This guy." Didn't you learn about? Didn't you learn from Kathy Griffin about insulting the president? Stick to moto, please. Yeah, because my thing about Trump was exactly like holding up a severed head. Yeah, yeah. Shocking that Jason has no avatar because that's the kind of people these people are. All right, Mike, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Um, I got a question. Like with the flags and stuff. Uh huh. 
like with all the technology now with like Lip Pro and where they can plot, you know, log people around a track, is where they can actually oh, flip that technology. and have like little like LED lights underneath their visor someplace where they let them like blink yellow if they're coming up on a part where there's something like, you know, they, where they're instead of having a flagger or even like, um, oh, yeah, seriously. You know, like even like when someone's coming up and you can be in a lap, all of a sudden you'd have like a little blue light blinking like you're going to be a lap. This way it kind of takes the human error out of it. Like somewhere underneath the visor, is that what you said? Yeah, or even like, I don't know, someplace where it's easily seen, like you just see a little blinking light. Put some you know what I mean? bars or something. Like, for instance, in F1, yeah. they have the lights on the on the steering wheel. Sure. Um, and then when there's a yellow flag, not only is there a right. yellow yeah. flag, there's actual lights blinking on the steering yeah, wheel. Like, let's say you have, Mike, you know, like, Mike, I want a money tree. It ain't going to happen. The I bad mean, news uh, is about that I is hear you, but, if, yeah. if you got a guy across the track to crash and the caution flag comes out and that light comes on with a guy on the other side of the track doing some kind of section and it, it, and it fucks up his... His yeah, vision uh, or his concentration right. that it could, you know, hurt that guy. Mike, it's a great idea, right. uh, but we're so far from that. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many other things that we need that we, you know, that's not going to work. But uh, um, okay, thanks, though, buddy. Appreciate it. Okay, I got another quick question. Sure. Okay, um, a while ago back you had um, uh, Blake Wharton on. Yep. And you guys mentioned something about Chris Cornell, like a Billy Jean song. Yep. And and I actually went and like uh, googled it, but mm-hmm. he came like I actually came across a song where he did a cover of "One" by Metallica. Yep. But he used the music from um, U2's "One," but did the lyrics to um, Metallica's "One." I wonder if you ever caught that. Hmm. No, I never even saw that. I never even heard that. Very I know cool. I saw the Billy. Je- I heard the Billy Jean song. So yeah, yeah. I just huh. thought you kind of did because yeah. of the media here, especially yeah, with him passing away. For sure, so, absolutely. So, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Thanks for your time. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, I had a guy tell me that he wanted to make an invention to put a light in the goggle, and I saw a prototype of it, and make it wireless to the ignition and have a shift light. Really? Yep. So when you reach maximum RPM or, or you know, whatever, the right RPM, mm-hmm. light goes. Yeah. Not a bad idea, huh? It's not bad. No. No, not at all. Um, all right, so we're going to wrap up the show, but uh, big news from Chris Kiefer, something we forgot to talk about. As far as your next role, Kiefer. Yeah. So after I got rid of uh, my other job, <laughs> uh, kind of been with Alta for a long time anyway, just doing testing. And, you know, that was kind of part of the deal, too. At Dirt Rider, they didn't want me doing any more testing with Alta. And I was like, well, that that kind of brought you guys some, you know, exclusivity. Is that the right word for it there, Matt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we got the bikes first, we did all the stuff. So basically when I was done with it, I could just kind of said, hey, I kind of help you, you know, in a more, in a different role. So they uh, said, yeah, well, let's try to do like a brand ambassador deal. So kind of kind of helping them out doing some uh, some stuff with Alta. Um, I'm more involved, obviously, with testing, but maybe in the the media side, the marketing side, I'm going to help them out do some stuff too. So oh, that's cool. Chris Kiefer, expanding his role at Alta. Yeah. That'd be neat. And all those, you know what, and those guys are... Uh, why don't they give you a bike? I do. A bike. Yeah. I have a bike. You do? Yeah. Huh. So I'm going to start doing, obviously, I have a test unit that I've been doing a long test on yep. for durability. Yep. But I'm going to use that for some more videos and do some tech tips and just do some different things with it. So uh, get more involved we, with the let's, bike. Let's make a Pulp MX sticker kit. Yeah, with we can do it. On it. They made one with Dirt Rider, so I'm sure they could do it with Pulp. There we go. So. All right. Chris Kiefer, Ambassador Marks to Alta. Who better? Right. Josh Hill. Zing. Uh, well. Yeah. yeah. Hell of a guy. Only if you want to get into the monster parties. 
I love a guy. Ben just tweeted me right now. He loves rich lines. Ben, you will not be blocked. <laughs> I might. Will, what if he said, I fucking love rich lines? I might even like that. I've never liked a tweet. What? I've never liked a tweet. Really? Never. I don't understand it anyway. I might. I'm going to like that tweet right now for the first time ever. Boom. Just popped your cherry. There we go. There you go, Ben. That's a lie. Your profile says 19 likes. No way. Oh. oh. I hate Gets this. Gets you every time. How did you pick that up? I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> The other guy would have never figured that yeah, out. Yeah, he would have been like, really? That's that's correct. <laughs> Honestly, I swear to God, I don't think I've ever done it on purpose. I, I go Well, you tried and, to retweet it and hit uh, like? Yeah, or, yeah, or by accident, a pocket I like? I favorite. Hey. Can it favorite a tweet? Do you know? How, oh, yeah. Favorite. What is that? Favorite is like, like it just puts all, your, all those tweets into a separate queue. What's so a pinned tweet? What is that? That stays oh, on the top of your profile. Uh, it's like a poll does that. A poll, uh, a poll will stay on top. I'm too old to know that. Um, but here's the thing. The like is MySpace. No, it's not. I'm those 19 people that you liked, you probably made their day. Just like the day. I don't think I did it on purpose. I, I, I need him to pull it up. They're probably all from Ray Ferraro. No. Look at what I like. <laughs> no dirt I don't bike, think it makes hockey. It, it, I guarantee you the likes don't make any sense. Like There's no there's random. Can you be, pull up the likes? Yeah. Phil Nicoletti. I'm really happy to hear about your past year and what you plan to change in this future year. Uh, it's really important to me. Now, I retweeted that. And liked it. Okay, what else? Uh, Darkside got my jersey back today with Pulp logo on it. Jill Caroli-Cox packing for MXGP. Why would I like Jill Caroli? I like Jill Caroli-Cox, but packing, Love for, Jill. packing for MotoGP? Yeah! Like... <laughs> Makes no sense. What, how's it again? Yeah, <laughs> that's what you fucking do. Well, that's what you're saying. You're like, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, thumbs pack up. that shit, Jill. Pack it, girl. Go, girl. <laughs> pack pack it, girl. So that makes no sense. Tragi- a tragically hip tweet. Oh yeah, that's that's in. Uh, something from Ben Santiago. Santiago. Dude, if you're gonna like stuff, like at least make it good. That's what I'm saying. This is all that's why nonsense. I did. That's what I mean. Is it? Was, it? it was pocket likes, dude. It's just fat thumbs. That. Is that what it, it is? It was pocket likes. Pocket likes. I might have liked that Phil tweet because it really did make me laugh. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was pretty good because I think about that every single day when I see people tweet stuff. There's a Ray Ferraro in here. What did he say, though? Uh, I'm guilty of this. Pledge to my family to stop. It, it's about a distracted yeah. driving PSA. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't have liked that because I text and drive all the time. I think I did that. I sing and drive all the time. But I don't, I'm not on your Twitter account. MX Vice, more observations from another stacked practice day in California ahead of the USGP. Okay, yeah, I'm going to like a competitor's stealing my word of observations. You work for them. Yeah, but that's not my call. That's a sarcasm like me. That's what it is. No, it's that's a pocket. That's, those are all pocket. That's those a are, backhanded like. Those are all pocket. Yeah, Jill, stoked your packy for MXGP. No. What if Antonio tweeted, Jill's no. packing me? For the MXGP. Only Kiefer. His, his oldest like. <laughs> Antonio is, Caroli. Is Tony Caroli. <laughs> Happy with my Sonia Xperia waterproof. My first Insta under the yeah, shower. Right. <laughs> so soak to your shower camera, Tony. Please show me some photos. You're just really okay. pumped on him. Uh, so oh am, my I, God. am I? Am I? You're with me, Marks, on the on the likes. The fact that you like weird stuff, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're a little freaky. No, no, no. That's random pocket you. likes. I see you. How about like a couple of like, celebrities have been busted like liking porn tweets or like liking uh, 
like hot asses or something, Dude, you know? That's like, why I can't, when like, I see shit on my Instagram, yeah. I don't like it on purpose because other people are like, oh, Kiefer's yeah. liking this I chick. guess Forkner was doing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, they got a thing where you can just save it and it's not public, so then you can like go back and look oh, at really? it later, yeah. Yeah, like the coach of the Knicks was following I love hot ass, or big asses, or I love hot asses.com, <laughs> yes. and was liking everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dude. I know. so busted. I hate that stupid other... You have you and following. I hate that. Who's, on, who's on one, bro? Josh. About Josh electric Hill? bikes. Josh Hill? Yeah. <laughs> Josh Hill, can we help you? Well, you're not invited to this party. Josh. Yeah, this is for you, Keeper. All right. Um, so I watched the video of uh, that test. I think it was a test. like a... The Alta bike at Washougal. Yeah. Um, uh, with Nafini. Um, we used to work together in Minneapolis, regardless of the point, but I didn't, I know it seemed like he did pretty well on it as far as the dudes were all stoked on it and everything, but, um, they never recapped like how he ended up in, in qualifying. Cause wasn't that the, a qualifier or was it just a test or I don't, I didn't see or understand how it all was working out for the. That, whatever they were doing. I don't know exactly either. I'd have to go back and look at it, but uh, I I assumed I think he raced it, but I don't know how he did either. I have to go back and look at that. I I didn't really uh, check that out yet. All right then. Thanks, Josh. Yep. Uh, Sorry, Josh. Look for Kiefer and more on the Alta. Uh, someone in the chat room wants to know: Can anyone tell me where Teddy Mayer was this weekend in Canada? Uh, Teddy Mayer hasn't raced in Canada for two years. No, he raced last year. No, he I had a feeling he he rode he raced last year to retire because he wanted to ride one race. Okay, he rode one race. Yes, but other than that, uh, all right, everybody. Bradshaw, DFB, Dylan Epstein. Yep. Blake Baggett, who's apparently angry with us. PB4. Um, Jason Thomas as well. Nick Way, Kenny Watson, K Dub, and uh, yeah, it's a great show. Thanks for our sponsors, man. Thanks to uh, thanks to Swiss Corps. Thanks to Moser. Mm, okay, we'll give him what's up. JT as well, live from Japan. Appreciate that. Pookie, thank you. Thanks, Pookie. You're welcome. We'll do After Dark next time. Can't wait to have uh, an all weekend off with you this weekend. It's going to be great. What are you going to do? That's going to be awesome. I'm going to go to Omaha and see the new kids on the block. Mm, what are you going to do? Stay tuned to my Twitter uh, and my Instagram. Probably fucking shoot myself in the head. Just be, you'd be bored. Just make I, magic and get shit on. Are you going to work? Yeah, make magic and get shit on. That's what I'll do. All right. I've lined up. Can like, I get a SoCal home? See, if you lived in SoCal, we could have broke down over the weekend. We need to go mountain biking. Yeah. Together in, so- in SoCal. We could have. Um, I probably won't leave the circle. I'll stay right now. Will you nap? Friday to Sunday, will not leave the circle. Will you nap? Yep. Okay. You're going to be sitting here marveling at our new kitchen. Yeah. How long is that process? So the guy says three days. Start uh, tomorrow. Oh, you'll be good then. Marks? Yo. Are you still mad at me? Yeah, fuck off. Oh, all right. Yep. That's cool. Um, I don't really like your negativity. Uh, for thanks being for our friends ge- with Skippy? What? For being friends with Skippy? No, I pull out. what you're mad about. Oh. Skippy, text me on the way home. I need some shit to look at. Uh, likes. Pulling out the likes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was proven right in the end. Sort of. Eh. <laughs> the Phil one I think I did like. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was worthy. Yeah, it was. It was great. It's so Phil. It captures him. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. We're off next week. And in 300 in two weeks, Ooh. Chad Reed, who, who sits in key for spot? Mm. 
Chad, probably. And DV is the most regular co-host. Right? Dude, I was just counting. There's 18 jerseys in the studio and not one Chad Reed jersey. Don't bring Nothing one. Chad Reed. Why would you say that publicly? We're going to hang it up when yeah, he shows we up. Need, we need one. I have one. Oh. Pookie, are you decorating? I have yeah, one. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. We have uh, 14 Tim Ferry jerseys, though. Right. So he's covered. <laughs> and a DV coloring book. And a DV jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And a DV helmet. Uh-huh. Tim Ferry helmet, Tim Ferry helmet, Tim Ferry helmet. Um, okay, so yeah, we're going to... Chad Reed helmet up there. Oh. So, um, okay, so yeah, Chad Reed, David Lemon, Tim Ferry. It'd be great to have him. Can't wait. It's been exciting. Kiefer, welcome to the Pulp Mex family. Thank you for having me very Kiefer, much. com. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, look forward on the uh, on the thing. All right, everybody, we stuttered and stammered enough. Skippy, uh, thanks for the uh, great text. And uh, wheeze out. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Is it true, Phil, that you overwatered that corner where Jeremy went off the track? Yeah. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. and I was totally nude and... It was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.